Talk Shoes. Recorded live. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 63, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? We're talking about episode 514, The Variable, which I think should be called Variables, because as they said, they're the variables, to quote them. Right. But for nice titular symmetry, uh, the variable goes well with the content. Ah, that's true. Yeah. That's why. I was like, yeah. well, why did they do that? There you go. You answered, yeah. you answered my question before there I asked it. it. That, you know, I, that's my job. I try to try to pre-answer things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. oh, no, I, do, I do think variables would have been a good title by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think they wanted to contrast this with the constant. They did. They did. <clears throat> Even though, now that I've seen it, I don't think this really has that much to do with the constant. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's whatever. I I, I think the constant was its own thing. Yeah, it, it's weird. You know, I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to say. I mean, Dan brings up, you know, the, this idea of the equations that he's been studying, and and there's there's constants <laughs> ah, yes. and there's variables in them, and he realizes, you know, and and when it says constant, is it, you know, is is that just a metaphor for or whatever? It just means like the past, you know, because that was the idea of the things that can't be changed. You know, they kind of link that versus constants being, you know. Like Penny is Desmond's constant kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you know, the constant kind of a constant. Um, yeah, I'm interested in, in 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 these equations he's got going on. Uh, and is it is it the Valenzetti equation? Like, <laughs> is he using the numbers at all? Like, uh, yeah, I, it was interesting when he when he sort of brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know what they're trying to tell. I mean, because they did reference in this episode, you know, Dan's experiments and uh, yeah. and all that stuff that we saw in the constant. So it's like I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's a there's a tenuous connection there, and that it covers um, it covers some of the before and after of that of that little bit that we saw in that episode. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, uh, but but like story wise, I feel like it's totally separate. Yeah. Um. And just as I suspected, I mean this that that concept of, you know, when you're, uh, I don't know, whatever happened to Desmond, when that happens, you uh, you have to find your constant so you can, you know, uh, uh, reorient yourself. Yeah. Time yeah. Whatever. So your mind sort of settles and. And mm-hmm. and you go back to normal, and that was sort of the idea, and that that did not resurface here. Um, yeah, no. And I suspect it won't. I mean, I really still feel like that thing was just, uh, you know, just a little solution for that episode, and and it's not like a big thing. This the episode title made me think it might be, but uh, it doesn't seem like it is. No. Not as of yet. Not as of yet. But, but you know, uh, they're they're obviously you know, um, you know, you can't count it out until it's really over. You know, I think you know the fact that they brought up Jughead again, you know, and it's like, 
Oh, of course it wasn't going to stay buried forever, and, like, you know, that was just going to be the thing, you know. Uh, it, that's an egg they laid at the very beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> That's, that's the sound that's, of lost laying an egg. Um, that's yeah. I think that's gonna be my grossest metaphor of the podcast. <laughs> hey, we just get started here, please, please. Don't challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, the reigning champion will still be <laughs> lost laying an egg. So far. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, it was it was nice that. Um, that it's like, oh, okay, well, here's the thing we talked about a long time ago, and now here's, here, here it is again, and now it means something, uh, you know, a, a means to an end, as it were, I guess. But um, Yeah. So we'll see if the constant ever matters. I mean, uh, who knows? They're about to go, you know, presumably about to go time travel some more. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe Jin is going to get, you know, he's going to get in trouble and – and he's gonna have to think of son, you know. Oh, she's gonna no. have to. She's gonna have to think of him, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, you know, something lame like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could definitely do that. And then it's they like, oh, that. they're each other's constant. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone loves that, right? <laughs> everyone, yeah. Everyone does. You're right. Like it or die. <laughs> Um, exactly. So, what did you what did you think? Uh, let's uh, what is, rating wise, what do you what do you give this one? Um, I uh, I would probably give this a. You give know, it an A. Wow, really? <sighs> no, uh, that was the um, that was the uh, what the do you call article. it? Yes, thank yeah. you. The article. Yeah. The article A. I would give this an. No, I can't say that. Um, uh oh. Uh, see, that's the problem. Anyway, no. B plus. B plus. B plus. Okay. Yeah. Solid B plus. I liked a lot of it. Uh, There's a lot of stuff in this episode, and uh, like Dan, I've always thought he was a good character. Um, and uh, you know, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I would say pretty much every aspect of this episode. Um, and the only thing really that I didn't like about it was... I think I can guess. <laughs> the ending. Yeah, oh, the ending. How many, how many things have been ruined by the ending for, for you, Justin? A lot. Oh, so many. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is a, it really is a problem for me. Uh, and, uh, I, I kind of like the ending. Like, I like... I like how it plays. I yeah. just I just sort of don't like ha- what, what happens is, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think they reached a very, you know, after watching the episode the second time, you know, they reached a very great uh, sort of, uh, the, you know, they constructed a very great sequence of events that were, you know, filled with emotion and the mother having to send her son yeah. on, this, on this huge journey and really push him and sort of, you know, distance herself from him so she could do her this job that she has to do, and you know, make him the man he's supposed to become, and and all of that stuff, and uh, and and you know, and then actually knowing that she's the one who ends up shooting him, presumably killing him, uh, and all that, and so all of that works well, and I think it's really interesting and and good, but it all sort of rests 
on that one moment when he storms into the other's camp and demands to see his mother and gets shot by her. Yeah. And I just think it was very sort of uncharacteristic the way that all played out. You know, um, if Dan didn't go in there brandishing a gun, you know, he would have not gotten shot by his mother, presumably. You know, yeah. uh, and, and it, it was very strange to me to, for that to be the way, you know, it just came off very contrived. Like any, yeah. And then he did the whole countdown to Rich. Like, you know, if Eloise is away, what is counting down to three going to do to make, you know, and, and, but then I reconcile that with the idea that hopefully Dan might eke out before he dies in the next episode. Uh, you know, just the idea that he said in this episode that he's, you know, he's trying to do this stuff to make certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think he knew he was going to die. I don't uh, either. shot. But he seemed like he was trying to make something happen. I think he, he realized was, that at the very end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after he got shot? Yeah. Yeah. I think he did realize that. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, he realized, um, you know, that she knew about it and that mm-hmm. was why. Like, he sort of realized the whole point of it all. Yeah. You know, and that that was the good part of it, you know. I, I like well, that. It, yeah, it was, that was kind of like 12 Monkeys. Spoiler alert. Uh, except that in 12 Monkeys, when they get to that part at the end, it's, it works. Like, it, it feels inevitable. The, the thing that you saw when it plays out, it actually mm-hmm. feels like it should be the thing that would happen. Yeah. You know, you, you follow the events up to that point, and, you know, blah, blah, blah happens, and, uh, and it fits. You know, it, you, you say, yeah. oh, of course, and, and those things you saw make sense and it all comes together and it, it, this is the same kind of thing as that except that it, it, it just seems very contrived it doesn't yeah. feel like any of those things had to happen and because he goes in there with his gun and he points it at Richard and counts the three and even her shooting him like felt I, I yeah. mean even that like it makes sense because he's pointing the gun at Richard and counting the three like I guess she should shoot him but even that felt like too much it was if it did feel like too much like go behind know, him like, and hit him with the butt of your gun or something which, which is what they you know they would ordinarily do anyway you know or yeah. or shoot him in the hand shoot him in the legs shoot yeah him somewhere else that's not fatal just disable you know? him make him not yeah. shoot Richard but you don't have to kill him I mean it, yeah. You know, they're they're taking it this far because they have to, basically. I think they should have set up the – her shooting him, I think, should have had a bit more finesse, a bit more of – you know, and even – I mean, obviously she she feels guilt for that, you know, uh, for realizing that. But I think if if her decision to shoot him was predicated on something about her personality, you know, or or some – you know, something to show us that, like, she made a decision – uh, that sort of made sense and not just like, oh, he had a gun, I'm going to shoot you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, then she could sort of, you know, feel responsible for that. But this just was just, yeah, it was it felt a bit too contrived. And that's the thing, they the the whole arc, you know, the whole structure that they built with their storyline, uh, you know, rests on this moment here. Yeah. Uh, and it's just not a very crystal moment, you know, uh, That's and that's sort of the problem. But, but yeah, overall, I think it is, is a pretty good episode. Yeah, yeah. You gave it a B plus. I gave it a B plus. Um, you know, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah. I want to say A minus, but I think B plus is is probably what it it really is. Um, 
There's a lot of good moments. Definitely a lot of good moments. Yeah. And, and, and you know, this is the, you know, they have to ratchet it up. You know, it's the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, action. And I think that's really when probably the, the most contrived stuff probably comes out when they're like, you know what, we got to get from point A to point B really fast. Let's just have a shootout at the motor pool. You know, uh, you know, it's, that's pretty much what they do. So. Yeah. Yeah. All you bets know. are off. All it's kind of It's kind of weird that you can do that. You can look at what episode number it is and guess how, like, you know, serious <laughs> the conflicts are going to get. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, at this point now, uh, they're just shooting at each other. Huge gun <laughs> yeah. battles and people are dying. And yeah. this stuff wouldn't have happened five episodes ago. No, it wouldn't. Five episodes ago, Rizinski would have said, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Dan would have, like, been able to talk him out of it mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, or something, and it wouldn't have escalated to that. Yeah. Um, actually, what would have happened is it wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because I think, you know, did it feel a little, like, weird to you that they actually got caught taking the guns? A little bit, yeah. Because it was like, hey, okay, they're going to get, because you think the drama is going to be, go, you know, first going to the, get the, to the others. Yeah. But then it's like, hey, what? There's an obstacle here. Why is Brzezinski mm-hmm. showing up? And then it's like, yeah, conflict time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that part was uh, – but, yeah, they, they had him come in, so then, you know, then he could go and mm-hmm. – it's Yeah, it spirals and it, it, yeah. takes down, it takes down, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sawyer and uh, Juliet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, all bets are off. Uh, Hurley <laughs> – I, I did love Hurley's line when uh, the guys are walking through the, the camp uh, with the guns, and he's like, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rosinski and the armed guards are, like, <laughs> on a mission. With, yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. That's not good. <laughs> Hurley, the keen observer. He, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you really nailed it home there, Hurley. Yeah, yeah, good one. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's a Dan episode. I don't know what it is about Jeremy Davies. Uh, First one, but, but he's uh, he's he's a great actor. Uh, he does so much with that character, and everyone I know who watches the show loves Dan. And I think um, part of what I don't like about this episode is I don't think you know, like we just talked about, I don't think Dan got a really great death. You know, yeah, uh, poetically it works. Uh, you know, but in terms of what sort of really happened, to me it just wasn't, It was, you know, it's no Charlie, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's the weird thing. Like, like I, I, I kind of liked it. They they, they made it a little better than they could have. Like, they, his, his mm-hmm. moment at the end was really good. But yeah. it definitely wasn't as good as Charlie's death. And that's just, that's just not, you know, Charlie should not get a better death than Dan. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, I think... I was thinking about deaths on the show in general. I think for some reason, uh, deaths uh, that have occurred, I would say, since season four, just haven't had very much impact. They've just been like, oh, now they're dead. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, a lot of those deaths, uh, it was just like, it was just kind of who cares. (laughs) Who cares? He's dead. Yeah. I mean, you know... um, and uh, I just think that's weird. Like, and you know, I mean, when when Michael Shaw had Anna Lucia and Libby, like that was really great. But it was a very simple death thing. I mean, it, you know, th- that scene wasn't that crazy. But for mm-hmm. some reason, it was really effective mm-hmm. in in a way that you know this scene wasn't. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't I don't really know what the magic was. Um but yeah, like Boone's death was good, um and uh and Charlie's death was good and yeah, it just seems like they've lost their touch with good death. <laughs> with good death. Bring back the good death. <laughs> Because if, if they're a good character, I feel like they deserve a good death. Yeah. You know, who had, a good, you know who had a good death better than uh, better than Dan? Who? Uh, Jay. Remember Son's friend? Oh. Son's special friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God, I forgot. Baldy, right. Baldy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, pretty good. Better than Dan? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was quite a death. Yeah. <laughs> that was... That was, yeah. Did he kill himself? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that was season three. They they sort of still had it back then. Yeah. I like Deco's death. I thought well, that was really good. Well, has got to be, you know, top top three deaths of all time. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. It was huge. Like, he got, yeah. like, this grand finale. And, he you did. Know. He, he, had a, he had a swan song. It was nice. It was, yeah, and I feel like other good characters deserve something of that, you know, caliber. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too because Dan really you know was good. Here's the thing, and I, I was talking to some friends about this the other day. I don't think Lost, and you could, I, you probably agree with me, and I think there's evidence from certain characters, mm-hmm. but I don't think the show really knows what characters the audience likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they 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 really. I mean, I, and maybe it's just the lag and and response, you know, from when that's that part of it. Yeah, you know, but but I think they underestimate how much people like Dan, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, they they and I think to me they they got Rosinski wrong. <laughs> oh, I think they ru- I think they ruined Rosinski. I really I really wish, especially with this episode, that Phil was Rosinski and Rosinski was Phil. Mm-hmm. I just you know I just feel like the idea of this character that we had known since season two, we get to finally see him in sort of present action, and he's horrible. He's he's foiling up everything. He's annoying. He's just like in the way, mm-hmm. and he's not—he's not sort of interesting. Other than that, you know what I mean. He's like Phil. I think had a a certain thing about him that made him interesting. Yeah, uh, and maybe it's just the actor, but that's definitely um, part of it. But it does seem yeah. like Phil's gotten better scenes. Yeah, I, I think I think it would have been cool if, if Rosinski, you know, was sort of Phil, and he was this yeah. security guy, and he he figured out, you know, he was the one who figured out that you know these you know these the floor did what they did and all this stuff. And, and he's sort of responsible for the, these chain of events, you know, to a certain degree. Uh, I think that would have been cool. And now you get Rosinski who just is sort of the same thing, but just, just like belligerent. I don't know. It's just not interesting. Right. You know, the, the only thing that's interesting about Rosinski to me is the fact that this guy, you know, becomes the enigmatic Blastor map drawing, mm-hmm. possibly shooting himself, hanging out with Kelvin and the Swan guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have no... I, it's hard for me to believe that this guy becomes that guy. That's the only yeah. thing I find interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I want to know is how, it, you know, if they show us, uh, and I, I don't think they will, but if they show us either. those days, maybe they could redeem Rosinski because that's kind of the Rosinski we want to see, you yeah. know, is that era... Um, but I, yeah, I just, he's, ugh. but I, I don't think they really know, um, they really get which characters the audience really likes when it comes to, uh, you know, certain characters. 
uh, and dislikes too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like Rosinski, I don't know anyone who's like all about Rosinski. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and they actually had a thing. Um, did I say this on the podcast? I don't even remember. Anyway, they had a thing on the on the podcast where someone uh, someone put together a petition to somehow have Phil survive. Really? Like they, yeah, they. <laughs> there it is. They really liked Phil so much that they that they wanted him to live, and that, Damon and Carlton seemed pretty surprised. Yeah, because they, like I said, they have no idea of of, of how who. The, I really feel like they need to have. Someone, you know, maybe someone named Claude, I don't know, <laughs> like work with them to watch the episodes in real time and to have a sort of direct connection with like how fan, what fans are thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and how they're reacting to this stuff. Uh, because, because, yeah, I mean, Nikki and Paula is a classic example of them missing the mark and yeah. then trying to cover up the, you know, cover up the problem, literally trying to bury the problem. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I think, and I think the. I know, just realized what a double meaning that was. I, I, and I don't think it's lost on them, and yeah. there's another double meaning. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Tyson, two seconds. There it is. <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> uh, I'm not Chuck Woolery. I will not be back in two and two. Um, that's that's for you kids over a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may be too young to know that reference. <laughs> um, some of you not. Um, so anyway, um, well, yeah, there you go. There's another example of them just not really getting it. Uh, yeah. How much? And Phil hasn't really had that much screen time. <laughs> no. You know. No, but he somehow, hasn't. but somehow he's like interesting. You you want to see him? You want to see him do stuff? Uh, Rosinski, as soon as he's like, he looked at the swan schematic. <laughs> I was like, get this guy out of here. Oh, God. You know? Like, he was so obsessed about that. Yeah, when he was a bitch to Jen right off the bat, mm-hmm. I think that's that's when, when they made him an abrasive character, yeah. you know, that's when he was unsympathetic from the very beginning. He became like the new Froger. He was the total, yeah, he's Froger. Yeah. He's totally Froger. He, Rosinski should not be Froger. I agree. You cannot make uh, someone like Rosinski Froger, and it's it's a, it's a shame. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Look at how we first got introduced to Phil. Right? He comes in. There's a hoot nanny going on. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, it's it's kind of funny. You know, he's sort of uptight, but he's you know he's trying to do his job. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and he discovers you know a problem with Horace and all that, and then he brings it to the floor, and you know it's it's it, you know his character does not come across abrasive. You know? Right. Uh, and then the, the introduction to Rosinski is, you know, no, Jen, I won't help you. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you need this? You know, and every scene he's in, he's is, in the beginning, he was complaining about something. Right. You know, then he votes to kill, uh, you know, he's the one who convinces everyone to kill Saeed. Right. You know, just like, you know, how can we like this guy? You know, how can we really like him when he's, you know, yeah, he's sort of doing what he thinks is best, but he's also, you know, pooping on our party. Right. <laughs> to use the French term. Or shitting on our fiesta. <laughs> to use the Spanish term. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we're international here, folks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we have an international audience. You gotta, we gotta keep it up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was us being international. <laughs> yes, have to cut that. So, have we not even started talking about the episode yet? Not really. We've kind of just been doing a preamble. Wow, um, a preamble. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> wanted to put those comments up front because I didn't want to forget them. by the time we got to the scenes they were about. Yeah. So, now that I've well, said it, um, how, how long have we been recording? Uh, twenty some twenty four minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a good intro. Yeah. Yeah. Most most, uh, most podcasts would call that a podcast. That's, yeah, we could so but, be done. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, see you. See you next week. <laughs> God, they have it so easy. That's all they, they have do. to do. That's all they have to do. God. We, we're not even, we haven't really started yet. No, that was just, that yeah. was just a warm-up. <laughs> yeah, we're just stretching our lungs. <laughs> All right, so you ready to get into this? Um, yeah, I'm ready. Um, yeah, you got the wheel this this time, so uh, steer wisely. All right, I'll try. <laughs> okay, so we start off. Uh, we are we're off the island. Uh, we're in a hospital. Desmond's uh, being wheeled through it. Um, Penny is uh, concerned. Um, a nurse reassures her, and uh, as Desmond is uh, wheeled away for guess uh operation because he was shot by ben and then we go to the uh waiting room uh penny's waiting in there uh and miss hawking comes in and uh talks to penny uh she uh she says it's her son's fault that desmond got shot um penny says your son is benjamin linus hawking says no my son is daniel faraday Awesome. Thirty years Lost. earlier, yeah. I wait. <laughs> <laughs> they love that. I gotta say, this is the season of, um, you know, people being related to people, oh, and totally. and 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 saying their names as a punchline. Yeah. You know, I feel like this episode in particular had a lot of, you know, good, uh, you know, punchy outros. Like it's like you get in the episode here. And then you can end the episode here. Yeah, there was you know, there was one got, point where I got actually news for you, Jack. She was wrong, lost. You know, like when when he said, uh, "I'm gonna detonate the bomb." Oh, totally. I actually thought that was the end of the episode. Totally. I was like, "Oh shit, lost." Here it is, and then there was more, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, that wasn't the end." Yeah. No, there was there was a lot of sort of big revelations and 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 how they sort of you know wrote the wrote and structured everything was yeah. There was a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they like that. But I can make time if only you could lost. <laughs> yeah. So this this scene here um is kind of the bookend for the episode. We sort of go yeah. back to this at the very end. Yeah. Um and pick up right where we leave off here. It's kind of a strange uh, thing they do here. It, yeah, it was. I when I first saw this episode, I missed this scene, oh. and so I started with the next scene, thinking, "Okay, this is the beginning. It, it seemed appropriate." Mm-hmm. So when it came back around at the end with the hospital scene, I'm like, "What's going on here? Why is why is she talking to her? And where? Why didn't we see Desmond get wheeled in?" And I'm like, "This this seems really out of place. What happened?" 
And then I watched the episode again, and I'm like, oh, here's the setup. Yes. Wow. And so, yeah, so then I realized it was a bookmark, and I'm like, oh, nice. Well done, guys. <laughs> That's what happens when you skip a scene, kids. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> don't try that at home. Yeah, no, it's just, it was kind of, I feel like that's kind of an unusual structure for Lost. I think so. To yeah. start with a flashback, go to the present, then do other flashbacks, and then eventually go back to the first flashback. You, you, know, you know, the thing here is, which I want to talk about at some point, is I, I think with the way they have to sort of, the, the different time periods that they're in, I mean, they've got the stuff that's going on in the 77, they've got Dan's flashback stuff, and they've got this, Penny, you know, at post Desmond being shot pre-Flight 316 era, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you got Widmore coming in and out of scenes. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, I think that time period is sort of um, it seems easy to isolate this 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 time period at the hospital. Oh uh, yeah. You know, so I think that's probably why it, it sort of works for a bookend rather than like if the second scene was you know, somewhere else. And then, of course, the big revelation from Widmore. You right. Know, they, they wanted to stick that in the end, so. Yeah. Yeah, they saved that. Yeah, but it definitely, yeah, it definitely was like, they haven't done this in a while, you know, like. Uh, and they also did the, the same thing I no, I noticed um, with the, and they do this a lot, is uh, with Miles and his mom at the piano, that scene. You know, we see them as a kid. We get yeah. The, What's what's the major problem and right. the conflict? And then so of course, the thing that's going to determine their yeah, relationship for from exactly. now on. And then at the end of the episode, they show that scene and where it's come from, and you know he he basically you know asks for validation and she gives it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, oh, nice job. Wow. Guys. I liked it when it was called the glass ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty standard. And that's the thing about writing, it's like they do these things because it works, but when you look at it it's like that's really sort of obvious, but Yeah. Uh but it works, you know. It does. It does. I have to say I feel like I feel like um dysfunctional parental relationships are <laughs> the most central theme of the show at this point. I would agree. I would agree. It it's the parent-child relationship is the central focus of the show. Yeah, uh, almost everything that happens has to ha- boils down to how does a character relate to their parent or child? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, like, I know. You know, like I mean, so many. Th- I mean, look at Kate with her mom, and then right. her, you know, then when she went to her her stepdad for help, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, like mm-hmm. you know, the, of course, Jack and his dad. Oh you God, locking like, his mean, dad. Lo- oh man, locking his dad. Come on, <laughs> Sawyer and his. You know, ben and his dad. Sawyer and his whole thing with his dad, you know, or yep. at lack thereof, and right stuff like that. Uh, you know, um, son and her yeah, dad. Yeah, oh Ben and his dad, son and her dad. <laughs> Jen and his dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> okay, uh, can we name a character? <laughs> Hurley and his dad. Oh man, Hurley and both his parents. But yeah, Hurley. Yeah, and his, yeah he's got he's got dad. a he's got a good relationship with his mom though. Yeah, yeah, his mom's okay. That's the the the, the dad is the is the yeah the, the dad's the big one. Um. Walt and his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you got? 
Um, Miles and his dad, um, you know. Reaching way back, he had uh, Shannon and her mom. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> that was uh, that was a big thing. Saeed um, and his parents, kind of. Yeah, I guess, they, just, you know, they just recently sort of brought his parents into the, yeah, into the thing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, and you've got, and then you've got, you know, Claire and Aaron. Mm-hmm, you know that right. whole thing, and, and Claire um, and her mom, and then Claire and her mom, and Claire and her dad and, as well. <laughs> yeah, Claire's, Claire's all over the place. She's, I think she has a full, a full. Uh, I don't know what you call it. A full lost. I don't know. Full, uh, she's yeah. got the biggest hand. She's got both parents and a child mm-hmm. issues, and she's got the sibling issue with Jack. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there, you know, because Echo's got the sibling issue. Right, right. You know, um, and only seeing her mom. That was a thing there. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh god, forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Holy shit. <laughs> so, so you know, ninety percent of the characters, uh, yeah. you know, uh, what is the show trying to say? Like, <laughs> you know, be be uh, have good relationships with your with your family, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. or else you get stranded on the island. Yeah, and also like your parental relationships determine to a large extent what kind of person you are. Yeah, and what what kind of things you do and what motivates you and all that. Yeah, and in some cases, like, the bad parental relationship is the motivation for a good character trait. Yeah, totally. Um, Which is kind of weird, but um, they still aren't necessarily advertising the bad relationship, but they're just sort of saying it could lead to something like this, I guess. But anyway, it's uh, I I knew it was a lot, but when you start saying it out loud, it's like, yeah, God damn. yeah, it goes that a lot. And here we are again, and we just had one like this in the last episode. I didn't realize how similar the structures were, in terms of uh, in terms of how you know how it proceeds through their uh, through the various uh, stages of their life and and mm-hmm. the relationship with the parents and and you know how that was related to what their what their gift was or whatever. Yeah. It was just the same kind of thing, really. I mean, you know, it was, you know, details were different, but broadly it really is the same outline. It's really weird. Yep. Had well, no idea. Like, they, like they say on the show, uh, it all happened before, it all happened again. Okay. Oh, wait, wrong show, wrong show, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> I think they I think they should start saying that on Lost because it looks, it looks like it might be true. I think it works. It kind of, yeah, it kind of does. So, um, we forgot to, I guess, wish happy 100th birthday for Lost. Oh, yeah. This is the 100th Woo, episode in, in the way they're counting. Right. 100 hours. I want to say 100 hours. 100 hours. But then, then, then my brain says, no, 100, like, 42-minute blocks. <laughs> That's a little more specific. Good job, Brian. <laughs> That's what it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, calling it an hour, it just, I, I it bothers me to call it an hour because, yeah. you know, I don't count commercials as part of the show. Yeah, totally. So I want to call it 42 minutes, but then it's just irritating. So anyway, TV hours, 100 TV hours. There you go. So, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a milestone. They're not going to get much beyond that. I mean, there isn't that much left, so... Way to shoot him down, Justin. Way to shoot him down. 
Sorry, saying. guys, you won't hit 200. <laughs> <laughs> Ever the realist. <sighs> yeah, it's weird to know things like that. That's one of the mm-hmm. things I like. I, I really think, you know, once they set the end date and got a plan and started carrying it out, I, I mean, I really think the show's had, like, a lot more. Oh, it took off. It totally took off. Yeah, like, that's that's why I, you know, w- wouldn't really complain about it because I, I just, I really, for whatever the differences or drawbacks are of what they do now, like, I really like, I, I feel like the positives of it outweigh that, you know. I agree. Compared to the kind of aimless triviality of some of the early seasons season three <laughs> yeah well and even parts of one and two you know yeah you, you so go back and look at that stuff and it's like what were they doing like this you mean when they were playing golf <laughs> <laughs> absolutely or, or when they were when what was it they were playing cards for fruit or something jack and yeah Sawyer, and yes. it's like, why are we what what's going on jack here? is playing poker for the gun yeah Oh no, for, for the, the medical gun. supplies. For the yeah, that time was the medical supplies. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when Sawyer didn't share. Right, right. Man, if you asked Sawyer for something now, he would totally give it to you. <laughs> he would totally give it to you. I, of course, he would. He would totally give it to you. Yeah, that that Sawyer doesn't exist anymore. No, he's gone. He's completely different now. He'd give it to you, and he'd like help you. He'd probably give you more than you want. Yeah, he more would. than you need. <laughs> And then once you're taken care of, you can help somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, noisy tree frog, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> Got to go kill that frog. <laughs> yeah, like, they would not waste time in a plot like that now. They couldn't. They didn't. They don't have time to waste time. Yeah, you know? and, like, that, that's, yeah. I don't mind losing that stuff at all. I mean, I think that's why you see episodes like this one where there's, like, 15 mind-boggling things going on. yeah. You know, uh, a lot of the episodes, there's just so many more, like, and like we just said earlier, like, you know, almost every scene has a, a big scene, you know, episode ender, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, and, and you didn't you didn't have that before. Uh, no. You know. And um, in the old days, like, they could take, like, one of the things from this episode and build a whole episode around that. Oh, totally. You know, this gives us way more than what they used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they they could just... They could just end on, like, an interesting line in the yep. old days. Like, that would be enough. You know, nothing had really happened, but a character just says something interesting, and that's the ending. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's, yeah, you no, know, things happen now. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, there's always something going on now. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, they secured the deal, and basically, you know, it's, Starting with season four, we got the flash forwards, you know, and yeah, uh, and it just that's when stuff started getting crazy, and it has not relented. No, <laughs> since then. I thought the flash forwards couldn't get much crazier, but uh, mm-hmm. then they started time traveling. <laughs> exactly. <instead>. <laughs> <laughs> They're like instead of time traveling, like epi- you know, with our episodes, we'll just have our characters time mm-hmm. travel. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and well, that's gotten all kinds of crazy. Been, it's been a long, wild ride with Lost, and I think, uh, you know, one more season. Yeah. You know, it'll all be over. I think if anyone is still watching Lost now, I think you owe it to yourself just to continue on and watch next season. Uh, I, I really think they're going to make it worthwhile, you know, I think, because it's, it's a long time coming, you know. Especially for a show like this with so many characters, so much going on, so much backstory, you know. Um, I, I don't think they're going to disappoint next season. 
the yeah. way they're going. You know, the rate they're going, it's going to be worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm I'm way too invested. There's no way it would it would ha- even if it sucked every episode till the end, I would still watch them all. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I I put too much. Th- I'm not gonna give up. But uh, definitely uh, definitely if we made it this far, I would uh, I would recommend going on. There isn't that much left, and I I I agree. I think it'll probably be worth it. Yeah. I I hope the ending. I really don't know what to expect for the ending at this point, but uh, uh, I hope it's good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be something. You know, I think it's always hard to predict how you know what the big thing of the season is going to be. Uh, you know, and I guess at this point, sort of the big idea is they're going to try to stop them from ever crashing. That's sort of the big mantra now. Instead of you know, getting off the island was you know last uh, mm-hmm. what season four I guess yeah uh, you know now it's let's stop this from ever happening you know it's it's basically a new form of rescue right it's rescuing them from time and 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 negating the whole thing right uh, which we will talk a lot about I'm sure I'm afraid uh, so <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately uh, I hope you guys like time travel talk uh, coming up. <laughs> But um, <clears throat> I lost my point, but I think it was valid. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Valid and it. sound. Oh, both. Always both. Always both. So, um, so are you are you ready for the next scene or? Uh, yeah, let's go to the next scene. Okay. I mean, I don't really know what to say about this first scene. It's kind of just set up. Um. Oh, I do. I do have to say, I loved uh, Penny's Penny's line of "Your son is Benjamin Linus." <laughs> it was laugh out loud. It was great. I'm like, wow, look at that, Penny, folks. You'll be here all week. <laughs> it was so cool. And, and the way Miss Hockey was like, "No, Lord, no, Lord, no, it's not my son." <laughs> That was that was really really funny. That was really funny to me, <laughs> because it was very logical for Penny to think uh, Ben, you know, yeah. and, and to say that. And uh, and Miss <laughs> Hockey was like, "Holy crap! Holy crap! No, uh, yeah, because it, it would be very strange. It was a, it was. I didn't expect Penny to say that, you know. Me either. But, you know, and then it's like, whoa, no way. Mm-hmm. That's another level of crazy. Yeah. I didn't expect it because I'm always expecting people to be watching the show, and I just feel like she mm-hmm. should know who's, you know, who her son is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But uh, but when she said that, I was like, oh, of course. That's what you should think. Yeah. Well, the way Miss Hawking phrased the question was a little towards saying Ben – yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, it, she said, you know, I'm sorry, it's my fault that Desmond, you know, w- you know, blah blah blah. Not that he's been shot. That's really direct. Um, but uh, but it works. It was funny. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, no, are you crazy? <sighs> uh, so yeah, I like that part. Next scene. Yeah. Okay. So in the next scene, we we go 30 years earlier. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Dan gets off the sub, and we kind of uh, replay the scene from Some Like It Hoth. Uh, and then we continue. Miles asks Dan uh, why he came back, and Dan references the newly arrived Oceanic Six. Uh, Dan wants to be taken to Jack. Uh, so then we go over to Jack's house. Dan knocks on the door. Uh, Jack gets up uh, and answers. Uh, Dan asks Jack how he got back. Jack is dazed, uh, but eventually he tells Dan that they were on a plane, and uh, Dan's mother told them that uh, it was their destiny. Dan says, I have bad news. You don't belong here. She was wrong. All right. Yeah, exactly. Love. Like if they would have played that somehow played the scene at the end of the episode, it would totally work. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would. You know, I don't. I, I want to talk about you know what Dan is really doing and what he knows and thinks and what changes and doesn't because you know this whole thing about destiny is obviously relevant, not you know only in general, but you know it was Dan's whole thing with his mom. Uh, and like, you know, like uh, Jack says, she said it's our destiny, but then later Dan says, you know, maybe you can change your destiny. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, when he gets shot, I'm just wondering, does he, does that, val- does that make, you know, does he realize know. Oh, wait, you can't? Or does he, does he realize he's wrong? Or, or is that, does that factor into, you know, his hypothesis, hypotheses, you know, about what's going on and what's possible? I just, you know, I wonder that. Right. Uh, you know, because he seems to think you can change it, and but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and I wonder to what extent the the others are going to take up his mission. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was his thing to go over and talk to her, and you know, he had a plan for what to do about the incident, and and he was saying they could prevent the plane from crashing, and I don't know, Jack and Kate. Um, uh, I didn't get the sense they were necessarily uh, gung ho to just do it. So I wonder with him dead if you know if any of that stuff's gonna actually play out. Yeah, I, I saw the next week on Lost. Um, so oh, did you? Spoiler alert! Kind of, yeah, they. I mean, I'll, they. Yeah, it, the plot continues, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You know, surprise, surprise. All right. The plot continues, but like I said, you know. I like that's what I meant earlier by I think the the big idea now is can they erase what happened to them? Okay. Uh, I think that's that's what okay. that's what the big idea is. And I think that also ties into, you know, Sun and Ben, you know, what they're doing and 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 bringing the Lossies back and all that stuff and the yeah. incident. Like these are all obviously related and, you know, stu- you know, stuff's about to go down. Right. But, uh, but I think that's kind of the motivating factor is, you know, just like we got to get to the freighter to leave, you know, now it's like we got to stop this from happening. I, I Yeah, I, I this whole destiny thing, I mean, you know, I don't know what to do with it. it it's it's um he tells Jack you we, uh, you don't belong here. But later he says that uh we can stop your plane from crashing. Mm-hmm. And um, should they do that? I mean, I think he's saying they should. It just seems weird if they go back and do that, and he's saying you don't belong. Like, you know, which one was the destiny? Well, here's the thing. Like, 
Dan sort of stops short of explaining how, you know, his plan, when he's explaining his plan and his ideas about the sequence, the chain of events that are about to start and, you know, sort of stopping it from ever happening, he, he sort of stops short of explaining how, you know, explaining the paradox of it all, of if they stop themselves from ever crashing, then, you know, then they never sort of go back to stop themselves from crashing. Right. So there's, you know, that's obviously the paradox of time travel when you sort of and, and change that's, things. That's an argument for whatever happened happened. And that's and, and see that's what I'm a little a little pissed about is they hammered home that mantra to us this entire season, and and we all believed it. We we're like, okay, here's the rules, guys. They're explicitly telling us whatever happened happened. They can't change the past. Right. And then on top of that, they you know they added the idea that this is you know the, the lawsuits where it's back in time. This is their present. I, you know that makes sense to us. It's like okay, that that's cool. Yeah. Whatever happened happened. That's cool. Um, and so it was a shock to see Dan come in and say, yeah, yeah. By the way, all all what you know, all the those things we just set up is wrong. Uh, you, we can change things, and let's go try to change things. So and my big thing is, is he right or wrong? Um, right. You know, I don't think they're really going to end up stopping themselves from ever landing and just negating all the memories and experiences that they've had uh, over the last however many years, you know, uh, showtime. Or I don't even know. How, how long has it been for these guys since they crashed? Uh, I guess... Three Some years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. Three years. Yeah. Basically. So. Three years. Um. So yeah, it's it, it, it's very strange, and, and that's the thing I want to pick up on what Dan says throughout the episode and, and see if they make sense because a couple times I feel like things don't really you know he says one thing and then later it's just like that doesn't seem right uh, with with what you're trying to say mm-hmm. you know. Um. And I think, you know, he says you don't belong here. I think that it goes back to um, that other thing of um, of what was supposed to, you know, of, of things, you know, you're supposed to do this, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to do this. You know, I think it's like, okay, true, they don't belong there. They, you know, it makes more sense for them to be in 2007 than 1977. Yeah. Uh, and that's where they should, should go, you know. Um, but but the fact that they're there is one thing, not necessarily that they never should have been there, you know? I think that's what's weird is when, when he says, you don't belong here, it's almost like you never should have been here, but it's like, you know, they've done things while they're there and, you know, um, you know, created their own past and history that exactly they can't undo. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so it's weird. Yeah, that's the problem I had with it. And I think... Uh, if you go back and listen to the LLD, if you, the early parts of the season, I think uh, we were treating time travel in the usual, you know, sloppy, uh, anything goes way. And yeah. then, uh, you know, realized, uh, you know, uh, um, at a certain point um, that uh, that what they were going for was just you know it always happened this way and it took a it took a while for me to get comfortable with that idea yeah because it's not a natural idea I don't think you know no it's a simple idea you know it makes sense for them to want to have it that way right yeah no I definitely get why they did it but uh, I definitely am not used to, most time travel stories aren't like this and. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sort of the whole, a lot of times the whole drama is, you know, what what they change. 
Yeah, and the fact that they, they're trying to change something, which is motivates them to go, you know, try to change it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the, the Terminator paradox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh um and and that's, you know, and and so in other stuff I just buy it. I just say whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll just go along with it for the for the sake of um suspending disbelief, but uh uh but now now there's now they're going to say, you know, now they have Dan Dan being the person yeah. on the show Dan being the most respected person to speak on this issue. Yeah, exactly. The person that I would be inclined to believe over anyone else, and the person who originally said whatever happened happened, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, says no. Forget all that. Uh, we can change things, and somehow that works. <laughs> uh, Oops. Yeah, I mean. There's a, there's that whole speech and we will get to that um, and sort of look at that in detail. But yeah, this uh, I, I'm trying to put that together with this this thing here. Why why he's telling Jack they don't belong? Yeah, I mean I, it's yeah, like I said, I, th- I think he's just basically saying you know you guys. I mean that's the whole sort of thing he's trying to do is get them back to. Their you know the regular time I guess seventy two thousand seven or something I don't know does he even know what, like what like I guess we don't really know where Dan is trying to get them to but not you know I guess to some point in the future right Yeah I mean I would assume he's just trying to get them you know to the point in the future where they would be if they hadn't time traveled Yeah so uh, like but would that be back to before that they they time traveled or would it be the same amount of time no, no, after no. they time traveled yeah no, yeah yeah based on yeah. the you know the 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 time they would be in if they had uh you know based on their biological age yeah okay um uh so you know where Locke and Sen are yeah basically um, um uh but but if, if you know he he sees the picture with Hurley and he hurries back and he rushes to Jack's room and he says, "You don't belong here." And it, I, like it's just like did Sawyer and Juliet and Miles and himself and Jen belong there? Because he didn't seem particularly concerned about the fact that they were there. But when mm-hmm. Jack and Hurley and Keisha, like somehow that's an emergency. I, I just don't. I well, don't really I get. Think, I, it seems to me maybe maybe you could explain it this way, like. Uh, Dan and Miles and Juliet and Sawyer, uh, you know, the original 1977ers or the 1970s-ers, come up with a better name later. Um, you know, they got there through one me- They got there through the sort of, uh, dare I say, regular means of the island of <laughs> time flat, time shifting. I see. So the island um, can't... Uh... Yeah. See, the idea was... In terms of them not belonging, the idea really, and ideally, the Flight 316 would have taken Jack and Kate and Hurley to the island in the present, which, which you know, if you want to say that's where they belong, is the island in 2007 where they were flying towards. Right. Uh, but because of what I think is the sort of, you know, like Ms. Hawking said, the sort of randomness and not having every the original flight be 100% replicated, um, you know, it sent them back where they didn't belong in the sense of that wasn't where they were supposed to be destination-wise, you know. Uh, and, it, and it did sort of impact things, you know. Uh, so I, I'm assuming that's what he means, uh, that, you know, 
that's not the time they were supposed to be going towards. That's not the time they belonged in in that sense. Um, but in the sense of that's where they went, you know, then that's where they went. But mm-hmm. um, but right. that's not that wasn't where they were supposed to go. But you know, I mean, the rest of them, yeah. The, I mean, the island did it to Jack and Hurley and Kate as well. I mean, it it put them there, you know. They they didn't make that happen. That's the thing, I, and I agree. Um, Jack, I mean, Dan could be wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I feel like they they are, you know, these guys are operating under the assumption that Miss Hawking sent them to seventy seven. You know, I think yeah. you know, the fact that she was wrong. Well, I don't think she really meant to send them here. She certainly didn't say that. Yeah, she did definitely didn't say that. Uh, and it, you know, we all assumed they would get there in the, you know, present or something. Yeah, I know? don't. I don't think that's what she intended. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think you know he's saying she's wrong. You know, talking about destiny. Uh oh. The flip side of that. Okay, no, no, no. I guess that doesn't really negate it. I was going to say the flip side of that is sort of the ending of this episode, but that's really about Dan, who was already there. So Yeah. Um, like, she sent him to go to the past. Like, she knew that was going to happen, but I guess she didn't know. She didn't know that Jack and Kate were, you know, just, just around the corner in the bushes Yeah. when that I pivotal mean, event happens. Yeah, totally. So, okay, never mind. I tried. Or maybe she, I mean, she might meet Jack and Kate. They're just sitting right there. Um, yeah, that's but true. you know, I mean, and that's the thing. She she might know that they were going to get there uh, at some point, but um, but like she says, you know, I guess it. I guess we'll talk about it later too. But you know, she doesn't know what's what's going to happen anymore. So whatever sort of stuff she knew about the past and how that affected people's future, I guess that's all over now. This was the sort of moment of. You know, it sort of cycled back on itself now that she sent Dan to go die, basically. Yeah. Uh, but what's weird to me, I think it's weird, is, you know, the time period that it's like, okay, when Desmond got shot, that's before Ben gets on the plane, so that's before Flight 316. Yeah. You know, which, and then she's, and then she's, and then Miss Hawkins at the hospital uh, with Penny, and then she comes out, and she's Whitmore, but then... You know, then we have the other time frames of uh, of them convincing Dan to go, which which were uh, before you know before three sixteen obviously uh, before they even you know before all that time shifting stuff before the freighter, uh, but yeah, before the freighter, like before before all that. But but the way it was cut together, it seemed like you know when she has a conversation with Widmore, it's like it seems like she just had sent Dan to go, but it was like, no, that was a long time ago oh. that she had already convinced Dan to go and that he had already, con- you know, met Dan and convinced him to go and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. It was just, it was weird. Cause it, it, the way it cuts together, it plays like that just happened. She just had that conversation with him at the piano telling you, yes, mm-hmm. I'll love you. Mommy will love you if you mm-hmm. do this, you know, uh, <laughs> Right. But it's like, wow, no, this was a while ago. Excellent reading of the subtext, by the way. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Mommy will love you if you go to the island. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> the variable or. <laughs> Mommy will love you if you go to the island. There it is. Um. Okay, so... 
Are you ready for the next scene? Yeah, scene two. Go. Okay. <laughs> uh, next scene is a flashback. Uh, Lil Dan plays the piano with a metronome. Oh, uh, Hawking enters and compliments the performance. Then she uh, she tells Dan um, uh, that indirectly that he has a special gift that must be nurtured uh, because of his destiny and uh, his gift is science, and it's her job to keep him on his path. Thus, he has no time for the piano. Dan says he can make time. Hawking says, if only you could. (laughs) What do you think about that line? (laughs) I don't know. It's definitely on the nose. (laughs) What's weird to me is I don't really know how to take it. I feel like it is on the nose. I just don't know whose nose it is or where the <laughs> nose is located. Because I don't know what she's trying to say because Dan never makes, you know, he never sort of physically makes time. No, you know, he I never, mean, he, and, and that's the thing. Like, I just, I don't really know what she's trying to say there. Like, yeah, you can't take it too literally. I, I think yeah. she's, I think she's trying to say, you know, something very vaguely like, if only you could um, change the course of time. Or maybe, or she's saying like, if only that was your, you know, like she knows what's gonna happen. She knows he's yeah. not going to. He can't sort of fight his destiny, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like she was saying like, yeah, it's either that or something with his personality. Like he couldn't possibly be able to juggle both. You know. Um, when I first saw it, I didn't know how to take that. But once you know the ending, I think that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. And actually, I realized when I watched this again, like, this whole episode is a setup for that last scene. I really didn't catch that the first time I watched it, as I shouldn't oh, have. Oh, totally. Um, but I just, I realized how many hints there are through the episode. You know, it's like Walkabout or something. Mm-hmm. You notice that they've been, like, they've been going in that direction all along. Not just that last line where she says, knowing full well that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they do stuff oh, before even, that. Well, that idea... You know, the Widmore, I mean, the uh, the Hawking thing with her son, you know, sending him and all that. But but the Widmore thing, the, you know, dropping the hints that, uh, spoiler alert, Widmore is his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's definitely hints throughout the episode with, with that, too. Yeah, 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 that's true. Not that we didn't already suspect that. No, no, I, if I remember right, uh, you called that back in the episode where we saw... Where they went to 1954, I guess that Jughead? was Jughead. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You called it back then, so you went. Oh, when uh, what what made me think of that? It was like when we saw young Ellie and yeah, there was a, there was a small interaction between young Ellie and young Charles, and yeah, you were like, yeah, they could have a yeah. baby. Yeah, he 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 did something, and she berated him, and I'm like, they're totally in a <laughs> <that> relationship. <laughs> yeah. She told him to pick up his underwear, and he's like, you know, <laughs> there it is, folks. Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I called it. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Yeah. I, You know, often when I watch the show, though, I, I, I do sort of hit myself in the head uh, when I when I don't see sort of obvious things like, uh, like, you know, the whole thing with Miles when, you know, I'm like, oh, 
you know, his whole thing of, you know, maybe, you know, coming back to speak to his dad kind of a thing, you know, like mm-hmm. reasons why, you know, the sort of things that they seem simple in hindsight. Uh, I, I miss a lot of that stuff too. Um, right. I'm still hoping for Dan to be the clever fellow. It, oh, it God. It's a little, little weird now. I don't think Dan's the clever fellow. Uh, he said he went to Ann Arbor. Maybe he made a trip to L.A. to do a little something. No, the, the clever fellow is the one who found the island. They were already oh, yeah, on the yeah, island. Yeah. So They're already there. It's, it's but too late. But he found late. the island again. Because <laughs> they, they didn't know where it went. They were already there, but okay. No. I I I really wonder if the clever fellow is someone we're actually going to meet, or if that was just a thing to fill in her story. <laughs> and and they yeah. just they just didn't want to name the person just because it would be pointless. Like it isn't anybody that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, or is it actually supposed to be somebody we know? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I think a lot of that ties into why is Hawking the only one who knows how to deal with this time travel stuff? Like, it's always about she's the only one who can – I'm like, why her? What? That's what I'm anxious to figure out is is where is the special knowledge or training coming from? Why Why is it her? Is she uniquely special? Is it just something she knows? Like This episode makes it seem like the only reason is because she realized that her son time traveled into the past and she killed him in the past and she was going to have to lead him to do that in the future. And like, that was the only reason she necessarily knew things at least about that, you know? Yeah. But I mean, how does she know in terms of like, you know, like in this episode when he's like, I got to find my mother. She's the only one who can get us back to where we like, why? Like how is, is it, is he just going there to ask her a question or something? Or is it like, she knows, you know, you know, it's almost like turning the, you know, how to get off the island, you know, knowing that you got to turn the wheel or something. Is it something that she knows, you know? Because even when the first time they went to her, um, you know, she says, you guys have to be on this plane. So, I mean, does that mean that she sort of just knew that they got on a plane at some point, And so she was the one who made them do it. And that's why she knew they had to get on the plane. Yeah, based on this episode, that's what I want to say. But I agree it seems like there's something else there. It seems like somehow she has some privileged uh, knowledge of how it all works. And, you know, if you want to fit that in with the Desmond episode from a long time ago, I mean, that definitely Mm -hmm. made it seem like she just knows what's going to happen and she knows how the universe works. And there, there doesn't seem to be an explanation for that aspect. Yeah. As of yet. I mean, she was just another as far as I can tell. And uh, there's a lot of others out there, and they don't necessarily know the secrets of the universe. Uh, I'd buy that. So, and I, like, I don't think Winmore has that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and nor do I think Ben has that, you know, however crafty he may be, you know. So, and that's what's weird is, I mean... And not know, even Richard, other- it seems. Richard seems to be very out of the loop. Richard is bewildered more and more. Every time. Every time they see him, it's something new on his plate that he did not see coming. Yeah, he never expected anything. He was not aware. No. He had his coffee cup in his hand. He was just having (laughs) a little coffee. He did. And he was like, what is this going on? He's trying to sit down, have some coffee, read the paper. Yeah, it was probably pretty early. 
they started all that drama at like six in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, right. I yeah, I think it was before noon at least. So wow, around ten o'clock. How rude! Yeah, it was a it was a bit much, Dan. <laughs> Just walking into the camp, pointing a gun in his face early in the morning. Got a his coffee and croissant. <laughs> I hope he has croissant. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see someone make a croissant on a campfire. Hey, they got the torches, right? They do. That's all you need, <laughs> torches. Torches that appear out of nowhere are perfectly already ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never seen them once make a torch on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I I want to say they've shown it once, but I certainly don't remember it. I don't remember torches. <laughs> Torches are just, you know, they're like blue tarps in the early part of the show. Exactly, they're just, yeah. They're just kind of there. They're everywhere. And there's an endless supply of them. And it they doesn't matter where wreckage. you are, you can have one. They just got it from the plane wreckage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the thing at first. They found everything on the plane wreckage. Wait, how did they um, How did they get the wreckage off the beach again? What did they say happened? Oh, it, it just, it washed. It, oh, uh, the it washed tide away? Took it. Yeah. Oh, of course. The tide took the... A couple thousand pounds of steel. Hey, that's some heavy tide there. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Yeah, it became a thing. Uh, it was going to wash away, and they had to, like, clear it out. And mm-hmm. and then the boars were in there. And Oh, yeah, the boars, don't forget. Yeah. Back and then, and then there were dead running. bodies, and eventually they set it on fire. And Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Farewell fuselage. It was a whole thing. They definitely had to get rid of it, though, because they, yeah. they couldn't handle it. Uh, <laughs> the set piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and that they had to, like, ship that piece by piece to Hawaii, and <laughs> it was apparently a huge pain in the ass. And you got sand everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Uh, wow, nice uh, old... Lost issue. You know, it's uh, it's the one hundredth episode. Reminiscing, I think, is appropriate. Yeah, I agree. Hundred episodes, a hundred reminiscences. <laughs> Do you really, you really want to start the tally? <laughs> uh, I don't see, know. See how, we'll, we'll see how many we can do, and we'll let the listeners count. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. How about this? We already started. Ooh. Yeah, we really did, kind of. We've already yeah. done some reminiscing. So. Yeah. I bet we're up to like 10 by now. But I don't know. I think the audience will have to decide. I think, yeah, exactly. I think it, since you can't change the past, it's, you know, that's a good reason to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good point. You know. Good point. Look at that. Bringing it home. Bringing it home, guys. This oh is a lost lowdown. <laughs> <laughs> Does that do it for you? <laughs> sure. Are you pumped? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, we're all pumped. We're all pumped. All right. Next scene. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Uh, in the next scene, um, uh, we're back uh, back to 1977. Uh, Dan asks Miles to drive into the Orchid. Uh, Jack uh, comes out and uh, asks Dan what he meant, but he drives away. Uh, Jack then goes and tells Sawyer that Faraday's back. Um, Sawyer tries to uh, send him away because of Phil, but uh, Julianne insists that they uh, let Jack in and tell him. So uh, 
so they show him Phil, who is now tied up in the closet. Hope R. Kelly's not in there. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> well, those those who are laughing know what it means. No, uh, yeah, he R. Kelly did a whole... This whole, like, short film music video series called In the Closet. Really? Yeah. It was this weird, like, series of songs that told a story that all started with him hiding in a closet... Wow, it was it was interesting. I gotta say, it was, it was interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, check it out. It's on YouTube. I'm sure. In the closet. Okay. In the closet. All right. Yeah, I'm out of the loop on that. <laughs> um. Well, so you can go watch it, and then when you listen to the podcast, you can laugh at that. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um. No, I just uh, so what's this? Why is he in the closet? Like, what happens? Is he, you gotta, has he been, you gotta, you gotta, that's part of the thing. Oh, you're not just going to tell me? Okay. Well, I can, I can tell you. He's in the, I mean, it sort of starts with, I, I think. I just uh, wanted a tiny hook. I just wanted Well, to, the hook, uh, I think the hook is uh, he's with some girl, and I think her husband comes home. Uh, and so he's got to hide in the closet. There we go. Uh, there we and, go. And then some very interesting story unfolds uh, from there. Okay. All right. Classic setup. We'll see where it goes from there. Hey, there it is. Okay. I, I, by the way, don't endorse or condone R. Kelly in any way. I, I really don't like that guy. <laughs> but the in the closet thing was interesting. That's all I'll say. <laughs> don't need to uh, give that disclaimer. I, Fair enough. I really am not a fan. <laughs> I, I, I can't really call myself a fan either. Um but um, but I don't feel the need to uh, disassociate myself. I guess I'll just remain neutral he, on the uh, R. Kelly issue. Music is one thing. His personal stuff is another, and uh, he loses me on the personal oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. The per- okay. Well, yeah. I forgot about that stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I yeah. just don't think he's a, he's a really good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, yeah. I'll, go with, I'll go with disapproval on that as well. Yeah, that's that's why I'm distancing. I was just thinking about the music. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, okay. I mean, I think that's that's what's strange is I think I mean like I, I'm not a big fan musically either, but I think he is good in terms of that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, but you get the other crap too, so it's like I don't want any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Okay. Well. I guess we shouldn't allow this to become an endorsement for our Kelly. So <laughs> well, let's just keep talking about it more. That'll help. <laughs> you got me interested. I just had to find out. Okay. No, 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 no worries. Um. Uh, so, anything about this uh, this scene here? Uh, um. Kind of just. Uh, I love how it was like immediately after the the previous scene. Like Jack is still putting on his clothes. <laughs> like. She said, he said she was wrong and went out the door. Boom. Jack got a little taste of his own <laughs> shit. Yeah. It was so weird. It was like, the ne- he, didn't, he didn't say another word. He just laughed after that. <laughs> she was wrong. She was wrong. Boom. Bam. Uh, so that was weird. But, um, Fair yeah, not, out. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, he was he was gone. 
But Jack, Jack like follows him, and they just yeah. they just get in the car and drive away. But you know, I love how Faraday is like, I have to run an errand. I'll be right back. And I'm thinking, will he really like? Is he, are we really going to finish this up later, or is this just an excuse to you know? And they actually finish it later. It was it was, but it's Dan, so I guess you should expect that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, Dan always uh, keeps his commitment. Yeah, when he remembers them, huh? Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. Take that backstory. <laughs> Ow. Take that Dan's backstory. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's not much in the scene. Okay, Phil's in the closet as he suspected. Yeah. Um, I did love the look on Jack's face when he saw Phil in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say that's one thing about Phil. Uh, I think they got right. I, I think it's. I think it makes sense that he was uh, actually the first person to figure out there was something wrong. Oh, totally. That's pretty good. It was. You know what? His whole build up to this was pretty nice and 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 you know fin- finesseful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made it up. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little thing here, a little thing there, you know, I mean, and like I said, at the beginning of it was, here's a guy who's going to do his job. That was the first scene with Phil. I mean, that's what they sort of teach you in terms of writing and character introductions. I mean, it's like the first scene sort of tells you who kind of person they are. And the first scene is he's, he's not a guy who's going to be distracted by a hootenanny. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've definitely learned that about him. And if there's a tape sticking out of a machine, he's going to go look at that tape. He will take a look at it, yeah. Because that's something that's out of place. He's like, what is this doing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how come uh, Sawyer has yet to yell at Miles for for screwing up the whole tape thing. Oh, yeah. I guess it's it's just it's irrelevant at this point, I yeah, guess. Yeah, at this point, he's not even going to bother. It's... <laughs> They go so far beyond that in this episode yeah. that, like, it really doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> I just want a little, like, hey, what was up with the tape? Yeah. What happened? You what the fuck? Just... <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. They didn't They didn't follow up on that at all. Maybe Sawyer watches the show and he saw what happened. <laughs> oh, I understand. Horace came in and he brought you the circle of trust. Mm-hmm. It was the whole thing. And... Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. All right, next scene. Okay, and the next scene, uh, um, Dan and Miles are at the Orchid. Uh, Chang arrives, and Dan follows him in. Uh, Dan reads his journal on the elevator down into the Orchid. Um, You know, the under-construction Orchid. Uh, Then we we get a replay of the scene, uh, the first scene from episode one this season. Uh, is that a reminiscence? I don't know. Uh, from Dan's point of view, uh, oh, from Dan's point of view, sorry. Dan approached Chang, uh, wow, sorry, I didn't do this very well. Dan approaches Chang and introduces himself. Uh, he tells Chang to order the evacuation of the island. Uh, then he tells him that their drilling will cause the incident in six hours. Uh, he doesn't call it that, but that's what he's talking about. Uh, Chang asks, 
what qualifies him to make that prediction. And Dan says, dun, 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 dun. I'm from the future. Lost. Lost. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a, a, a episode, Andrew, I don't know what is. I'm from the future. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. No, you're right. I didn't realize how packed this episode was with, like, punchy endings. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, a lot of them. Yeah, that's definitely one right there. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so this is, a, this is a big scene. So we're back. We're back to where we started now. We finally yeah. see what the context of that scene was. Yeah. I was it's a little wrong, um, but I think I think you got it right. He went to Ann Arbor. Uh, mm-hmm. They sent him there, and he was he was doing whatever the fuck for the last three years. He was apparently on the SWAT, doing research A and B on the SWAT team. Yeah, there or, you go. or well, he said he came with the SWAT team, assuming he was doing research with the SWAT team. Right. Which would make sense. Yeah, it would. Yeah, so replace whatever the fuck with what you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then he comes to the island, and and so that scene was actually, um, you know, was actually in the future, mm-hmm. whatever that means. It was a, it was a flash forward. <laughs> yeah, it was a flash for a sort of a flash forward, <laughs> a relative flash forward. Yes. Um. So yeah. Anyway, uh, we uh, we saw this before. We know what the other side of this is. Um. You know, they're drilling. Uh, and uh, I guess one of these guys is dead, and uh, so we just get a little continuation of that here. Um. Well, I got a couple questions. You know, one of the, one of my questions is that we need to figure out by the end of this episode is why are they building the Swan Station? Yeah, um, that is a good <laughs> question. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to bring that up in light of the speech that Dan gets later, uh, yeah, where he basically we can, we can. says that if we do this, then the swan won't get built, and so your plane won't crash. I Yeah, that that does seem a little problematic since it's already under construction. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's already under construction. They, they're already calling it the swan site. They seem to be drilling. It's like yeah. it's, they're supposed to be drilling because they're, they're building the site. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and then it's like you're on the swan team. You well, know? it seems it's like, like the drilling is the orchid. That's that's the other part I don't really well, understand. No, but Dan says you're going to, you're going to, he says, this, you know, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. He you're says right. this, yeah, this, the the guy who's just, you know, being incapacitated now at the orchid is because you drilled towards, towards his energy. The same thing's going to happen at the swan, but it's 30,000 times more powerful, you know. Right. Or whatever. So it's like. And that's what's weird is with with Chang and and the Orchid building the Orchid. It seems like you know they were gonna they were gonna just keep drilling. It didn't seem like they were drilling to find the energy. I think is what we were you know thinking before right. that they they discover this energy underneath and they say, hey, here's a great spot for a station mm-hmm. so we can observe this. That's what we thought the Swan was all about. Yeah, but it seems like they for whatever reason just started drilling there. I mean, uh, they haven't really explained why. And, uh, and like, in this thing with the Orchid, it's like they were just going to keep drilling because they're building the station there. Right. Uh, not because they knew the energy was there, mm-hmm. it seems like, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah it's like they the, just lucked out that yeah. their station happened to be located in a particularly interesting spot. 
Yeah, and the thing, and the Swan too. It's like, why, why are they building it there if not because the energy is there? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's in like hostile territory, isn't it, or something? Yeah, they said. Or that. presumably, they said that. So they. So claim. yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, I guess we'll we'll pick back up on that some more. Um, but uh, another little thing I wanted to mention. When 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 Faraday goes down there in the beginning, and the and the guy tells him, uh, "You have to wear a hard hat down here." I'm thinking, you know, if you have to tell him that, shouldn't you also wonder why he's down there? You know, it's the kind of thing where, like, if you don't know you need a hard hat, you probably aren't supposed to be down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, like you know, you can't afford something if you have to ask how much it costs. Kind right. Of thing. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was weird. The guy's like, hey, I haven't seen you before, <laughs> but in this restricted area, you're supposed to wear a hard hat. I'm going to keep walking now. Yeah. Because I only had one line, and I'm still talking. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. Uh, that's just something that, that caught my uh, attention. Um, yeah, so it turns out he wasn't just like working on the crew down there. Yeah, as it as it kind of seemed uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Uh, he's just he's just he's just shown up there moments yeah. before with a specific totally. purpose. Um, yeah, really, the the kind of thing I guess we were thinking, you know, you know, working on the crew, you replace with you know researching in Ann Arbor, basically. Yeah, like that's kind of what he was spending his time doing. Yeah. But basically, you know, still learning about all that crap. I guess I just thought that he would do it secretly. Local, yeah. And locally. But Well, he did it he did it sort of the better way. He I guess, I mean, he went to like headquarters. Yeah, I guess, know. I was just thinking that they wouldn't necessarily want to say you know, they wouldn't necessarily want to say who they were and what they knew how to do and he mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily want to give away that he that he could do stuff like that. And, and hey, yeah, I agree. I, the, the question is still out there. Um, you know, how did he become, you know, just one of the guys from the floor's boat to go into Dharma headquarters to study with the Swan team? Yeah. You know, how did he convince them he knew this stuff and why even, you know, why did he even do it? I mean, obviously he sort of did it to, you know, because he wants to help and do all this other crap. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a scene we we, you know, could see if they ever show it. Right, yeah. Or they could have told us here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Delete, deleted scene? Deleted scene, maybe. Right. <sighs> yeah, that, uh, uh, I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe one day we'll get, like, a flashback with the clever fellow. Oh, and God. And it'll be, like, at, at Ann Arbor, and, like, Dan will be there. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get, like, how Dan got there and what Some and excellent. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of given up, especially now. I mean, it's it's sort of pointless to worry about, you know, why did they trust it? I mean, it like plot wise, yeah. should, but like at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, so totally. I've sort of given up on that. I was worried about that with Juliet as well, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Everybody's shooting at everybody, but yeah, it'd be nice. I don't know. I don't know if that's something we're gonna get or not, or if it's that's yeah. just gonna be, you know, left uh, left for the viewer to decide. AKA, you know, nothing. All right. Um, so this conversation he has with Chang. Um, oh, there's sort of oh, more outside. 
Yeah, do you want to go to that scene? Maybe I could go through that. I don't know. Right. Seems like it's connected to this. Yeah. Cause we, we cut to them, um, um, Dan and uh, Chang, outside the orchid. <laughs> um, Chang thinks that uh, Dan is having fun with him because he overheard uh, Chang talking about time travel. Dan asks Chang to look at his journal, which contains equations yet to be discovered. Miles runs over to stop Dan. Uh, Dan tells Chang that Miles is his son. Chang asks Miles if it's true. Miles says no. Uh, Chang tells Dan to stay away and then gets in the van. Dan tells Miles he's making sure that Chang does what he's supposed to do. Miles asks what? Dan says, you'll see. So, yeah, um, I feel like, I, I, I feel like Chang was not very receptive to this, and I know it seems crazy, but he, he's the one who just was talking about time travel, and then two seconds later, you get a guy saying, hey, I'm from the future, and I know all this information, and if you give me two seconds and look at my formulas, you will see I'm not crazy. Um, that didn't really happen, you know. That, yeah. Or I should say, he didn't really give him a chance. Uh, it kind of seemed like it kind of seemed like if Miles, if Miles hadn't just said no yeah. and acted like he was crazy, he might have gone. He might have given him a little more time. It seemed like Miles saying no sort of completely. I mean, he definitely wanted to rest it on that, but. Um, it seemed a little, yeah, I mean, definitely was like, if Miles had said yes, I think he probably would have kept listening. Um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, as you said, uh, when you meet someone and they say, uh, uh, they say they're from the future or, or they give you some, um, you know, some strange thing, like they ask you what date it was. I think that was the thing you said, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or what year is it? Maybe that was the thing. Anyway, um, you know, they're always bewildered and they never really uh, guess that that's what's going on or, or they never really believe it. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's weird that Chang, of all people, w- would have that same reaction. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you would expect him to be more receptive. Uh, yeah, it's interesting when Dan was like, here's some equations that won't be developed for 20 years. I mean, any any sort of, you know, science or math person who, you know, you, you tell them that, I mean, I think he could probably look at them and say, yeah, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. You know, and that would be enough to investigate more. But he – and Dan put it out there for him, but it, he didn't really take the bait. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that's one of those things uh, where I was like, oh, that's great. That's perfect. That's the kind of thing that you can't fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Can't fake science, folks. <laughs> you really can't. Like, you can't come up with real science as a fake. I mean, yeah. if you do, then it's real. Yeah. Yeah, if it, if it works out, it's it's a real thing. Um, uh, then, yeah, I, I guess that's the best you could do. I mean, if you just happen to just, you know, trying to fake it, you come up with something real, that'd be really weird. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but in general, I mean, that'd be really, really, really hard to fake. So... It would be very convincing if someone showed up with something that was completely uh, clearly ahead of the time mm-hmm. on, on that front, instead of just like you know a newspaper or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a photo. Yeah, you know, with them next to a newspaper. <laughs> right <laughs> from the future. <laughs> exactly. Which is almost the same thing. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. I, 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 it's a little weird. And I even think he should have gave, given a little bit more thought to the Miles thing of like, okay, here's another Chinese, mm-hmm. like you said, another Chinese man, the same name. Right. And on this island. Right. You know, like, it, I don't think Chang knows how crazy the island is, really, but. And they came together. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they came together. So, you know. They're probably from the same place, and yeah. So I mean, it would it would fit, and mm-hmm. if if you know, if I were Chang, I'd be giving this some thought, right? <laughs> yeah, I think if Chang is is really you know an intellectual guy, he really should be trying to make sense of this and not just be like, stay away from me, mm-hmm. you know. So hopefully, you know, we'll cut to him later in that van on the way home, and he's thinking about it. And, yeah, I have a feeling. Uh, I have a feeling he'll he's going to do more this season. So. Yeah, maybe maybe he can come up to Miles and he can have Baby Miles with him. Oh no! And he can be like, he can like, yeah, exactly. Oh God, <laughs> no! So many things can happen right then and there. But you know, um, what is he? Oh my God! Oh my God! I just thought of something awful. What if he, like, you know, not, okay, don't do this, guys, but what if he, uh, you know, made some sort of lasting mark on the baby? I won't call it a scar. That implies pain. But, you know, would Miles, Miles would just instantly get a scar, right? <laughs> no, though. Well, not if whatever happened happened. If whatever, I mean, if whatever happened happened, he should already have it. Oh, he should. That's right. He should already have it. But but what if he's there before, before Chang does it? Oh, but then Chang's already done it. But Ch- yeah, yeah, Chang's already done it for him. Oh, I see. I see. But okay. But here's the thing. So so that means that if Miles has no sort of fatherly induced scar, then <laughs> then uh then then he could then Chang could never scar the baby, which is yeah. a good thing. Which is a good thing, yeah. You don't usually want to scar your baby. But you know what I mean. I uh, will I will say that I do not endorse baby scarring. Baby scarring is really, you know, it's worse than R. Kelly. And uh, <laughs> we, we do not recommend it. No, I hate to say that. Let's, let's replace baby with a piece of paper and just say, you know, that, you know, it was something written on this paper and now Miles has it, you know. Yeah. Chain yeah. can never add anything to that paper that was never already written on it then. Right. Yeah, you know, that's Which the, is weird. Yeah, it is weird. It, so so what if, you know, Miles comes up to Chang and says, hey, I've got this piece of paper that you wrote. Mm-hmm. And, here, here, you know, there's the stationery you wrote it on on your desk, and it's, it's blank. You're going to write this thing. I need, you know, write something new on it. <laughs> Could he just physically not do that? Yeah, I mean that's a weird thing. I it's it's back to that could uh issue. Oh, <laughs> uh, the big C. It's sort of like he could but he won't. Yeah, there it is. He could but he won't. I think he can't, right? I think that's the weird answer. <laughs> but, like but he won't somehow he it's possible and yet he just will not. Yeah. I I think that's the idea. He'd just be like, Stay away from me. Yeah. I won't write that. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he could say do this, but for whatever reason, he won't. Okay, there it is. So, yeah, that's... <sighs> unless, you know, Dan's new theory is correct. 
Oh, In which great. case, all bets are off, and he could start scratching that baby all day. And... Yeah, and then it, it's back to the future where, like, you know, it starts manifesting as soon as they do it in the past. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Hurley, and Hurley was right. And Hurley was right. They'll start disappearing when they uh, try to uh, stop the incident. You know, I have to say, it seems like maybe they're trying to tie in, you know, the idea in this episode that you can change the whatever. Um and uh, with, you know the fact the fact that Hurley stumped Miles and his explanation is still out there, you know they never sort of said. I mean we know why Ben doesn't remember, but in terms of them explaining whatever happened happened, they kind of got to a stalemate, and then now we pick up on well not everything that happened happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I wonder if they're if they're just if this is just picking up on that on that idea of like well Hurley was kind of right like in you know mm-hmm. but you know not that he knew why Ben didn't remember but that some you know that whatever happened happened wasn't foolproof basically right right shoulder shrug <laughs> shoulder shrug yeah. <laughs> I was doing it, and no one could see, so I figured I'd say it. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. That was a good idea, because I had no idea. Well, Shouldn't have said add, it to the, add, it to the, add it to the list of 100 things, right? Oh, there you go. I don't know. 100 episodes, 100 ideas. 100 good ideas. Good and bad. Um, anything else in this scene? Oh, well, we were going to go back to the first one, first part of this, with the Zill's explanation. Anything there? Oh. Did you have something there? Well, okay. So the the energy of the swan is 30,000 times more powerful. Um, now, is that just enough to destroy the island? Uh-oh. Or is, is that really supposed to destroy the world? Uh-oh. Are we back to that yet? You know, I was going to say, I feel like this episode answers that, you know, there really was something there, mm-hmm. um, something fairly serious. So Pressing the button was not a psychological experiment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Case closed. Exactly. That's that's pretty clear now. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, would it save the world? I'm going to choose to believe that's sort of hyperbole, but I want to say that, you know, I want it to be larger scale somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, smaller than destroying the world, but larger than destroying the island. Yeah, I feel like it's in that range. You know, I, and I think they made a they made it. Some two people said I think it was Hawking and and someone else who was basically saying you know said that line God help us all mm-hmm. about the whole thing. Right. You know, um, re- sort of. Yeah, Chang said it as well. And this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of referring to. You know, uh, the, the energy being released, basically, not right. pressing the button or whatever. Mm-hmm. That same sort of thing. Um, so it seems like a, definitely a big deal. Yeah. Um, but even but look at look at this look at it this way. Dan wants everyone evacuated from the island. So, but if this thing goes off the swan and destroys the world, does that really matter? You know, mm-hmm. if, if it could destroy the world, does that really matter? That they're off the island. That's why I kind of I think that's where my idea came from. That. Yeah. It's only the island that's going to get affected. And if I they're see. off the island and it goes off, then it's not a big deal. Then they're fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just talking about the incident. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if people are around during the incident. 
Yeah, they're gonna true. die. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think the incident is as big as you know not pressing the button. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it was sort of like a whatever. It was the reason they did all that stuff. Yeah. But and so it's probably bad, but probably not. Well, definitely not that bad. I mean, it didn't destroy the world. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, it, yeah, it does seem like. I definitely think the farther away you are from the island, the better off you are. <laughs> I'm on the moon. I think I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to define right? exactly what I think it does because I really have no idea, so I wouldn't be able to. But uh, what, what, what does? The, the, the energy. Uh, oh, if, you mean? If, if, the, if they just let it go and... and yeah. And didn't press the button. Well, I think, you know, when the incident happens, I think that's going to be what gets them to the future. Whatever sort of burst of electromagnetic energy is going to go off. You know, the same with the island shifting time. Oh, God, and, that's so weird. And, and uh, you know, and moving the island and all that. I think we're going to get some big, when the incident happens, we're going to get some big flash of light. You know, oh, and, then, and then they're going to go, and then they'll be in the, you know, the island is like purging itself or, you know, purging the aberrant elements or something. I feel like we're podcasting about the finale already. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> Wait, maybe we're from the future. Whoa. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's 2005. What year did you think it was? Oh, my God. I have to tell you about this thing called Facebook. It's not out yet. <laughs> it's going to change everything. You're going, to, you're going to know what your friends are doing, even when you don't want to know what your friends are doing. <laughs> wow, that sounds great. What else, what else is in the future? Wow. I wonder what, what what would be relevant to say in 2005. I hope like, that's the most notable thing that's happened. I, I think, well, that wasn't my number one. Um, I think number two is, uh, you know, I'd say stay away from Spider-Man 3. Not that good of a movie. Yeah, yeah. I would say in a couple of years, go ahead and pull out a real estate. That's really not yeah, going to go I so say, well. Yeah, I say ride real estate hard until like 2007, early 2008. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd say get out. Definitely get out. Uh, I'd say... Uh, let's see, 2005. I'd say... Uh, <laughs> ben is another... Oh, <laughs> what? Or Henry Gale is another. Henry Gale? <laughs> is that is that 2005? Yeah, that's, that's 2005. <laughs> Let me think. Is it? Yeah, it is. I would say it is. he will lie and lie, and then <laughs> when you think he's done, he will lie some more. And by the way, he's going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so the French woman was right then. Yes. And I'd say, uh, there's a lot you could say. Let's not say them all. There's a lot. We could spend all day. Let's not. A hundred hours 
100 things that have happened in the last four years that are notable. <laughs> I think what we're going to get by the end of the podcast is 100 <laughs> topics about 100 things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be that way. And that counts as a topic about 100 things. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Ouch. Yes, folks. Meta. That's crazy. Okay. Wow. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough to follow, especially with this flashback. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan has just graduated from Oxford. He's with Teresa. Hawking uh, stands outside, and Dan and Teresa uh, approach her. Hawking suggests that they celebrate with lunch. Dan says, "We'd love to." But Hawking says, I was hoping it would just be the two of us. Teresa understands. Then we go over to lunch. I'm just going to continue here. Um, uh, Hawking tells Dan to focus on his work, not Teresa or any other woman. He doesn't have time for it, and they will only be hurt because work comes first. Dan says, only because you push me into that. He asks, when will it be enough? He tells her uh, about a large research grant. Um... He tells Hawking that it was given by an industrialist named Widmore. <gasps> what? Hawking says... It's probably not the same Widmore. Calm down, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah it's completely different. <laughs> Barry Widmore. <laughs> Charles Barry Widmore. Uh, Hawking says she didn't come to fight. She came to congratulate him. And she gives Dan a present, tells him good luck, and leaves. Dan opens a present, and it contains a journal. A note inside says, Daniel, no matter what, remember, I will always love you. Mother. Mother. Because I'm British. <laughs> um, so I have to ask the question, which might, you know, boggle some minds, is, uh, as the oracle might say... <laughs> Did she write that inscription because when she shot Dan, she found his journal and saw that inscription? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's certainly possible. Uh, I just just have to wonder, you know, this seems like a very significant moment. This journal seems important. Uh, he keep you know, uh, and that's something I want to talk about before. I kind of, it kind of passes under the radar. But when Dan is going down to the Orchid in the previous scene we were talking about, uh, you know, he's looking through his journal, and there's a couple passages of text, and it mm-hmm. seems like, it's, what is he reading? Like, is he following some sort of, like, then Chang did this, and Chang was here on this day? Or I, I'm really curious what's in this journal that seems to be guiding him in this episode. Uh, because, yeah, because when he's waiting with Miles for Chang to show up, you know, he's looking in this journal, and he, mm-hmm. he, he, he sort of, you know, reading it as he's going along, so... Yeah. And then she gives him this whole thing with this, you know, super important message, obviously, you know, Daniel, no matter what, even if I shoot you, remember, I will always love you, mother, you know. There's your subtext. Um, <laughs> which is, Very of nice. course, one of the hundred things we like about Lost, is subtext. <laughs> subtext, there you go. Good. Um... Especially when it's really, really obvious like that. <laughs> yes. It's barely subtext. Barely subtext. It's like, you know, right on the surface text. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's got like a thin layer of dirt over it. 
<laughs> Why is it dirt? <laughs> I don't know. Why is there dirt on top? <laughs> Isn't that what you do when you want to bury things? You just I, you put it under dirt. Put them under dirt. All right. Right. Oh. Hey, you can put it under a lot of things. <laughs> yes, I guess I can, but no, only dirt for me. <laughs> Both and neither, apparently. <laughs> Um, so I have to say, I'm always disappointed with notes on this show. So I guess this goes with a hundred things I don't like about Lost. I feel, like I feel like their notes are always really lame. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Locke's note to Jack. <laughs> you know, that, um, was, that was a big letdown. That one was a big letdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I just, I don't mind the sentiment. Like, it's fine. I, I didn't think it makes sense. Yeah, and in Locke's case as well, like what they're saying, the con- yeah. the, the subject is fine. I just, I just, they, I feel like they pick the boringest phrasing and just the most trite kind of stuff mm-hmm. to put in a letter like this. Like I just, I want a little bit of style there. I would like, I would like just a hint that like this. Hey, you know, hey, Miss Hawking is just not that style. She's not a literary genius. All right. <laughs> It's her character. What do you want her to do? I just, I don't know. I just want it to be slightly more interesting than this. It doesn't have yeah. to be, like, extremely, you know, poetic or enigmatic or something. How about, you wanted a haiku, basically. You yeah. wanted a haiku about <laughs> how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> Dan will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did my mother write me a haiku? Um... I wish I you know, could do a haiku I, on the fly. I, you know, I tried to do one in my head. And I was, like, I I was trying to do it as well. I was like, yeah, hey, can no. I do it? When you come to the island. Is that the second? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too hard. It, it's, you know what? We need a haiku machine. We do. We do. <laughs> People from the future, if you're listening... Haiku machine. Haiku machine. You know, I, I speaking of haiku machine, I Googled haiku. I'm on a page that generates haikus right now. It took like three seconds. Nice. Um, wow, so the haiku machine, it exists. It already exists. I guess the future heard us. Wow. And, and, and went back in time and, of course, gave it to us. Nice. Uh, here's one. Catfish descends free. Boatman distorts glumly. Elm. Laughing pier rasping. So there wow. you are. That sounds Com- like it was written comma, by a machine. Comma Dan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. That's, the That's what I wanted. That's what you wanted. Why couldn't she say that? <laughs> you know, there it basically it says the same thing, but it's it, so much yeah. more interesting to read. It's a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit nicer. You know, uh, it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. She should have just. She should just talked about the catfish. <laughs> And the boatman and the laughing pair gasping. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. Okay, I think we should let's analyze this. So, the boatman, oh, no. is, the boatman is obviously Widmore. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh my catfish God. has to be Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the laughing pair rasping. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe Miss Hawking is the pair. Mm-hmm. She's certainly a peach. Oh, 
See what I did there? <laughs> yes, I did. You switched from one fruit to another. I, I did the I did the old uh, the fruit switch. <laughs> the classic fruit switch. Classic fruit switch. <laughs> I kept it citrusy. You really did. <laughs> I don't think either one. Are are they citrus? Nah, not really. Okay, good. I want to say no, (laughs) but I didn't want to be wrong because I still think peanuts are nuts. (laughs) And this will be the last podcast of Lost Lowdown. How could you think peanuts are nuts? (laughs) I'm sorry. Can't work like this. Does that make me unsuitable? As you know, I, I got to say, day. if you don't know your legumes from your nuts, then shame on you, sir. Shame on you. No, uh, I'm sure you're well aware of the botanical nature of peanuts. I am all too aware, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I want to think they're nuts. Yeah. Perhaps, you know. Well, they say they're nuts. They really do. But they're crazy. They are crazy. <laughs> I did. All right, all right. Enough of the comedy show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're losing our fan base here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I want laughs, I'll go to Lost Cat. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's another joke. All right. Oh, it really was. (laughs) Wow. A hundred episodes. (laughs) A hundred episodes. (laughs) We might make the hundred joke one, by the way. That's a that's a real one. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. <clears throat> um, all right. So so back to this. Yeah, what would you? Uh, I I I think I wanna. Uh, should I put it here? I don't know where I want to put this. I'm just gonna say it. Um, all right. Uh, about Hawking's character. Uh, mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. she's kind of. It seems to me at this point that there are three Hawkings. <laughs> there, no, there are fewer than three Eloises. I, you know what? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and I'm interested to hear your uh, your analysis of this because I, I have a very similar thought on it. So um, the first Hawking was the one that we originally met. <laughs> uh, Can we call it Hawking Zero? <laughs> sure. Sure. Hawking Zero uh, was the one that we met in – Season three and flashes before your eyes when mm-hmm. when Desmond turned the key and his life flashed before his eyes and he relived uh, uh, the moment in his past when he um, when he broke up with Penny and eventually uh, got on the path that was going to lead him to getting in the solo race which led him to mm-hmm. the island. Mm-hmm. So uh, during that time he meets up with Hawking in the ring store and she tells him that. Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to While buy the he's ring. Time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's, he's time traveling during this portion. Yeah. These are, these are during the flashes. Yeah. I, it's hard. You know, it seems like flashes are different from time traveling. It seems like they're. Well, I mean, sort of from his perspective, he's time yeah, traveling. Yeah. But it's sort of like consciousness traveling. Cause yeah. Because his body traveling. doesn't go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for him, uh, for him, it's time traveling. But but that, that's the other thing. The old him isn't there. That's that's the other difference. You know, he sort of takes over the old him. You know, it, when they normal time traveling, if he went back to that year, there'd be two of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's so that's that's another another difference. 
Um, I don't know how to fit in. I mean, that's we could also talk about the two kinds of time travel, but I won't do that. Um, so she meets him in the uh, ring store and tells him, you can't buy the ring because you have to go to the island because uh, pushing that button is the only important thing you'll ever do, her famous line. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, she also, uh, you know, he's, he's saying, no, I'm not going to do that. That was the wrong thing to do. It was a mistake. And she tells him that... Um, uh that that he can he can try uh he can try to do something else but the universe will lead him that way no matter what he does and mm-hmm. and that's sort of the message of the episode whatever um, happened happened yeah pretty but, much or really whatever's going to happen is going to happen <laughs> exactly yeah yeah there's there's a specific path that that you're supposed to go down and it, it's going to happen in some mm-hmm. way no matter what uh and so you can't you can't change things. So yeah, it's sort of whatever happened happened. It's, it's slightly different from that, but not really much. And yeah, the that was sort of the the big realization of the episode where he tells Charlie that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't stop it. Um. So there so there was that Hawking. Um, can can we dub her the enigmatic Hawking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the enigmatic Hawking. Definitely the I would say the most interesting of the three. Yes. Um. Pretty scary, actually. I, mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. intense in that episode. Uh, I, when he went in there and she started, yeah, it was that was a frightening moment. I, it was good stuff. Okay, so version number two, uh, school teacher Hawking. Yeah, English teacher. Yep, <laughs> was was the one we met earlier in the season in the church. Who they uh, they they all went to Ben and. Um, Jack and and son mm-hmm. all went to to meet with her for her to tell them how to get back to the island, and she did so in a very um, very I don't know didactic and yet blasé kind of way with you know no no traces of the um, the previous incarnation of the, of the previous incarnation. Yeah, I mean we noted that at the time that she just yeah. didn't even seem like the same character. She doesn't seem like she knows as much either. I mean she mm-hmm. seems to still like have some ideas about what people are supposed to do and all that, but it, it, it doesn't come across like she knows everything mm-hmm. like, like it does with, with Desmond where, where she actually, you know, there was the guy who was killed and she, you know, points him out and basically indicates that she knew he was about to be killed in front of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and uses that just to illustrate her point that even if she had tried to stop it, it wouldn't, he would still have died anyway in some other way later. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like she like I definitely didn't get the impression that the Hawking they talked to at the lamppost like could just call people uh, about to die, you know, mm-hmm. like she did with Desmond. She seemed to know a lot a bit about Desmond's situation, d- disproportionately to other things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And him being the one who presses the button, I guess maybe that is is the reason. Yeah. I mean, or should I say, fail to press the button? Right. I guess that's what that's supposed to be. Um, now maybe there are four versions of her. I don't. <laughs> I just realized there's another version I was forgetting. Um, but maybe some of them can be put together. But anyway, a third okay, one. Okay, that's the second one, and then the third one is. A third one is sort of the one we get in this episode in the flashbacks, which is kind of, you know. Uh, uh, doting, over-controlling, micromanaging mother mm-hmm. Hawking. Uh, the Psycho Hawking. Who basically uh, pushes uh, 
her son into um, uh, overachieving and, mm-hmm. you know, at any cost um, with, with no regard for his happiness or, you know, basically this is, you know, this is classic, uh, you know, bad thing for a parent to do, but, mm-hmm. but very, you know, yeah, very standard stuff, you know. Um, uh, it does seem like, you know, and of course we know that sort of why she does this, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, but it, so then, you know, possibly a fourth version would be, you know, hawking the other, uh, mm-hmm. you know, however she got on the island and what she, you know, what her deal was there. Um, it's, it's hard to tell cause she hasn't done as much in that version of her. I don't and, and that's a different, you know, it's not going to be the same actress on, on, on island. Yeah, that's true. Uh, cause I think what's weird is, you know, uh, cause that was sort of my thing too, was, you know, we had the original Hawking with Desmond and she was awesome and interesting and, and scary and all that good stuff. And then, of course, the school teacher Hawking came out, and it was like, "What happened? Like, yeah. where, wh- where's Miss Hawking? This is someone else." In this episode, I think for the most part, Miss Hawk, the, the the you know the Hawking Zero, is was back. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, save for the scenes with with Dan, and she has to be the mother. And I think more than any scene in the episode, I think uh, the last scene when she has to convince him to go. She she plays it very you know uh, sympathetic I think because uh, this is, is of course the moment that she dreads and you know it's the same sort of thing yeah. when da- when when Dan has to tell Charlotte to leave it's like there's all this emotion because you know she she doesn't want to do this thing but she has to and then of course the whole you know I think she realizes the validation he's seeking and sort of how sad that is that he you know that that's kind of all he's really going for and all that stuff so she comes across differently in that scene. And I think it's warranted because if she was scary and enigmatic, it would be weird. I don't know how you can play that with those lines, you know, mm-hmm. when she, she has to sort of care and, and, and sort of, because uh, she, she didn't, you know, that's the thing. She didn't play it, or I should say, that scene wasn't written with her being, Dan, you got to go, you know, get a stiff upper lip and just do it. Stop crying. I'm your mother. I'm going to make you do it. It was very, like, gentle and you know, coercing him, but not like we saw her before with like shutting the piano and saying, you can't do this anymore. You know, it was a very more motherly approach. And I think it was warranted. Uh, but I think for the most part, the other scene she was in was pretty much original Hawking where she was pretty stern and, and, you know, sort of, sort of enigmatic. Uh, and I think she pulled off and it, it wasn't school teacher Hawking, you know, it was definitely wasn't that that's true. I noticed that it was different, um, but I guess yeah, giving her giving her a, I would say kind of a cliche story, um, you know, brings her down to earth. You know, she mm-hmm. I don't think she can really have this storyline with Dan and not like lose some of her mystery. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, and of course that's inevitable. I mean, if you find out more about people, they become less mysterious. That's just kind mm-hmm. of that's just kind of the way it goes. But. Um, but it didn't. It didn't quite feel like the old talking to me. I agree. It was closer. It was definitely more on that side. Than... Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it was the old talking appropriate for these situations. You know. Yeah. I mean, when the the Desmond thing is really just an outlier. You know, like yeah. That was the problem. Is that was the introduction. Yeah. Exactly. That was the introduction. So, so it was. It was. Uh, you know. You think of the character that way. And yeah. So it's um. Uh. 
And that's the thing, like, Ben, you know, Ben hasn't really changed that much since we were originally introduced to him. Like, he was mm-hmm. like that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, uh, uh, like, it would be weird if he was like that when he was caught, and then, like, he gets let go, and he just becomes, like, an ordinary nice guy or something. Yeah, it'd be weird. You know? And that that's how I feel like with Hawking. You know, it just it feels like we're introduced to her one way, and she's never really that way again. It's almost like... That wasn't her, you know? Well, like, it, it was a weird situation. I mean, it was a special circumstance that we were introduced to her in. If we were introduced to her chronologically, you know, we would have seen other sides of her first, you know, but that was a weird, that was weirdness. Are we supposed to, I forget, like, is, was that stuff actually happening? Like, that that's actual, like, Desmond, yeah, okay, Desmond remembers all that. Yeah. That's what actually, that's, like, actually happened, right? Yeah. I think so. There was some debate about that, but I think the final verdict was that that actually happened. Yeah. Hmm. And that's what always happened, or did he actually really at one point go by the ring and do the real way, like, without that conversation? Or did that conversation always happen? Well, the original... it, yeah, it does seem like they changed the past. It seems like originally, that's what that's what she was saying. Originally, he didn't buy the ring. Yeah. And in when he went back again, knowing what happened after that, he decided to do oh, a different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I gotta propose before I leave because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it was a mistake and he should have done it. I and mean, then she's there to tell him you can't do that. <laughs> You know, so but if he, he would have just bought the ring in the first place, then he would have never had to go back and buy the ring. Right. But he wasn't supposed to buy the ring. Right. Because it was a mistake. Right. Which is why he didn't do it. Right. Which is why he went back to do it. Right. Which is why she talked about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Seems like we're just running in circles on this show. We are. We but are. I, I guess we're we're getting exercise, so there it is. That's that's definitely one. <laughs> there you go. That's a benefit. That, that counts yeah. for something. Yeah. I I don't know how well that earlier stuff really fits in with what they're doing now. Um, that's that's part of why I want to say they're sort of different versions, sort of like the others. Like I kind of feel like the, I feel like the idea of her has changed somewhat um, from the beginning and. Um, uh, I, I also don't know what to make of Desmond's flashes, you know, where, where he kept seeing Charlie die. You know, I don't know how that... I'm waiting for Claire to get on the helicopter. ...fits in. Yeah, then there's Claire getting on the helicopter. Uh, uh, but, you know, what he saw and then, you know, prevented, you know, I don't... I don't, I, I don't know how to, how to deal with that. You know, I don't, I don't really know... Um, how that how that goes together with what they're doing now, with whatever happened happened, you know, stuff like well, that. Well, I guess you'll just have to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't necessarily think we're going to get an explanation for any of those things, but I yeah. will keep watching anyway. All right, well, as long as you're watching. I'm watching. That's all the advertisers care about. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> next scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, anything else? Uh, they don't here? want to say anything about this scene. Oh, can I just say, did Hawking lie about you know uh, that she made reservations or whatever? Because uh, it was just like an Indian place. It didn't seem that busy. <laughs> it didn't seem like it was a big like ordeal. Hey, you know, Hawking strikes me as someone who would probably plan ahead, and maybe she made <laughs> reservations even though they didn't need to. Uh, all right, I think I'll buy that. Because it was I just such an such an important. Uh, 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 lunch that she wanted to make sure it went right. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'll buy that because she bought the present and mm-hmm. uh, it was just weird though because I just expected like a uh, very very a, a different kind of fancy place. kind of place. Yeah, and it was just like they're just around the corner. Yeah, like she yeah. said, right? A restaurant, nice restaurant nearby. Yeah, um, I, I only noticed the second time I watched it that it was an Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what they got, but uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Like what would you go if 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 Hawking and Dan ate at an Indian restaurant? What would oh, they get? Oh man! Oh jeez! You know I don't I don't know that 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 much about Indian food. Um, uh, Miss Hawking strikes me as a um, some sort of uh, some sort of paneer, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, maybe Dan goes for. Uh, some sort of some sort of tofu curry, you know. <laughs> okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I think non and samosas for all. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's a must. A hundred foods we like on lost. <laughs> <laughs> add add the food drop. <laughs> Don't forget about the food drop. Oh God, I want to forget about the food drop. Hurley's Hurley's peanut butter. Oh God. Or was it mayonnaise? No, it was peanut butter. It was peanut right. butter. They had. They also had like a thing of ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. A bucket bucket of ranch dressing. Was it uh, cereal? It was disgusting. Actually, my least favorite food moment. Uh. On Lost so far. Let me see if I'm right about this. Let me make sure. Yeah. It would be the scene where Libby and Hurley take the food and just, like, rip it Dump open. It. And just <laughs> destroy it all. Yeah. I, I That scene uh, still yeah. bothers me. There's a lot of food on the show. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking of, like, when Hurley passed out all the food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing. Uh, Ben's chicken in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, lock killing rabbits <laughs> and random stuff. The oatmeal. The, the oatmeal. oatmeal. Yeah, there's a lot. The uh, the Apollo bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the many um, sandwiches we've been treated to. The recently. many many sandwiches, with and without toothpicks. Um, some mangoes. Mm-hmm. Some the best lock has ever tasted. Early on, there was boar. There was boar. They ran the which, which which was a boar. Oh. Um, a lot of fruit. Yeah, definitely a lot yeah. of fruit. Yeah. Going around um, to get fruit. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of food. Mhm. We're always eating. Oh wait, no, they're not. <laughs> Hurley's garlic mayo from the last Hurley's. episode. Oh, the waffles Hurley made. The waffles. Did he make waffles that were yeah. supposed to be great? With the uh, the syrup and the ham. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these will forget you're in 1977. <laughs> these will make you forget. They're so good. <laughs> I cooked them. <laughs> I cooked them future style. <laughs> I cooked them. Man, no one's gonna cook waffles like this for 20 years. <laughs> that would be cool if you just you made some like interesting food, like you know. Recipes that people haven't done yet, or something. No one has made waffles and ham this good. He must be from the future. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I can really taste this ham. What's going on here? I think it's the syrup. That that was Chang. Okay. Oh my God. His his scientific mind was activated. He's like, what's going on here? What is what is this magical flavor that has invaded my mouth? This is like ham plus. What is this equation? I know the constants. What are the variables here? I I liked ham. I liked syrup, but I never knew that together. <laughs> yeah, before you know, when there was ham on his plate and like syrup on his plate, he'd always stop them from interacting. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, to avoid the incident from happening. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did he know? The incident was in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> Don't take that one out of context. Is that uh, does that go on the list of, um, what was the thing from earlier? Oh. Bad, um, gross loss. Gross metaphors. metaphors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes on the list. <laughs> Put 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 an incident in your mouth. <laughs> Is that an incident in your mouth? <laughs> Is that an incident in your mouth? Are you just happy to see me? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wow, that's a new one. <laughs> Yikes! Wow, it's all kinds of weird. It really is. Sorry, gonna, guys. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Look out! I'm gonna apologize for that one. Yeah, no, you should. I think we went uh, too far. Mm-hmm. Went too far. Too far, guys. Path. Too far. All right, uh, I think we're for the next scene, apparently. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Somebody ring the next scene bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Uh, the Okay, so in the next scene, we're back uh, with uh, Dharma. The um, Basically, the rest of the Dharma losties are all together in Sawyer's house to talk about the situation. Uh, Sawyer says that they don't want to leave after three years, but they don't have a choice. Um, uh, Sawyer says they have two options. One, take the sub and leave. Uh, Two, go back uh, into the jungle and start over. Uh, Jen says he won't leave the island if there's a chance he can find sun. Hurley agrees uh, with option two. Uh, Then there's a knock at the door. Sawyer answers with a gun. But it's just Dan and Miles. Uh, Dan comes in and asks where to find the hostile. Juliet asks why. Dan says, one of them is my mother, and she is the only person on the island who can get them back where they belong. Boom. Boom. Lost. Lost again. Wow. <laughs> so many, 100 episodes, 100 endings. 100 endings. Wow. <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so, quick question. If they commandeered the sub, who do you think would drive it? 
out of those guys? Um, let's see. Something Who's tells the... me none of them are qualified. You don't think any of them are sub pilots? <laughs> I uh, don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> I, I just love this idea. We can take the sub. Yeah. As if I'm. I don't. You know. I'm not a. Maybe it's not captain, that. <laughs> but... Oh really? <laughs> Yes, it says it on my business card. All right. Just checking. Um, but it was a misprint. I, 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 I didn't want them to print that on there. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that'll happen. Printer's fault. Printer's fault. Business cards, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just thought that was a funny uh, alternative solution of, yeah, like you guys are really going to, you know, knock out who's ever guarding the sub and then, like, you know, pilot. Or maybe the idea would be they would, force someone at gunpoint to pilot it for them or something. Oh, could be. But that's that's a hassle. Yeah, definitely a hassle. Yeah, they don't want to do that. What if they're not, uh, how would you know if they're doing it right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, Maybe it's, it's not that way. hard. I don't know. How hard is piloting a submarine? Well, it, uh, piloting a submarine today, I might say, oh, you know, it's got an LCD. You just, you know, you put in your GPS, you know, it's mm-hmm. probably powered by Google Maps or something, right? Uh, but, uh, but in the seventies, I'd imagine it's a bit tougher. There's probably levers and, you know, transistors and eight track tape players to deal with. Mm-hmm. So probably a bit tougher. Did you just make an eight track joke? I did. Okay. Just check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing's optional. I hope it's not a hundred eight track jokes. <laughs> no. Okay, um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess if you're talking about the 70s, and you don't make an A-track joke at some point, you're really, uh, you're really just you're, not you're trying. You're really not trying, yeah. Way to say the same thing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was right, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I didn't worry about that, maybe because they're really not going to do that. Oh, look at that, yeah, totally. <laughs> that sort of helps, um. But I guess they wanted to have some kind of alternative plan on the table. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, anything else about? Oh yeah. Here, I mean, here's Dan saying that thing you were talking about. She's the only person on this island mm-hmm. who can get them back to where they belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does he mean by that? Yeah. And why does he think that? You know. Yeah. Uh, until the it it seems to me that at the end of the episode, he sort of realizes why. She was at, you know, why she did what she did and why mm-hmm. she might have seemed to know that he was supposed to do certain things and all that. But I don't get the sense from these flashbacks that she really had any reason to believe that, you know, that she knew all that, you know, that she would be the person to go to. You know, like when did he even find out that, uh, she, that she came from the island and that she was uh, yeah. another? And where was he born, by the way? I think it does. Yeah, they make no bones about the fact he doesn't have an English accent and he has, has two English parents. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that they're not even dealing with that. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. And he didn't go to school, and you know, he went to Oxford. You know, I, yeah. yeah I mean, some of his back yeah, he's, he's all set up to have an English accent, but he doesn't. He just doesn't. I didn't think I about like that. Oh, it's because the actor does it, maybe. And yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, I you know it, that that part's weird. I do want to know when he found out his mom was another. I feel like working over in Ann Arbor, he figured that out. 
um, it's, it's somehow, um, okay. you know, um, but, um, but that's what's weird is, is, yeah, it's, you know, she, she's another, she's not in Dharma or anything like that. Yeah, she's, that's she's like another. step one. And then step yeah. two is, why does she think that she's going to be the person to help them go back to the future? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's so special you know, about her? And I will say this, he, he said pretty much the same thing before, so I don't even know if this is an is this is related to his ox I mean his uh Ann Arbor stuff because that's what he told Desmond is, you know, find my mother, she's the one who Oh you're right. You yeah, know, that was this. before all so this. So he, he knew that back then that his he must have known his mother was another back then then, right? I guess. I guess so. When did he maybe when did he find that out? That's weird. Because if she didn't tell him, you know, in in this scene that now, we he, see in this he episode, did, he didn't meet her in 1954. Um, oh, which, that's right. He did pretty much assume that that was his mom. Yeah. I think. So I think I think he could have found out then, and he doesn't have to know he's another to tell Desmond to go find her because, you know, he's telling him to go find her in the real the world. The previous, yeah, the the future version. Yeah, yeah. So he can still say that. Um, you know that calls into question why does he think Desmond need to find needs to find her like he so he already mm-hmm. thought that she was the go to person for issues of time travel mm-hmm. um but didn't necessarily know she was another until maybe this season maybe that's the idea I don't know they didn't really make it, it clear uh, yeah and I'm wondering if it's something like his whole life Dan has been, uh, Dan's mom has been the one who sort of is guiding him. And made him do all this hard work, and at a certain point he realizes that it's because she sort of knew. So, I mean, if he saw her as Ellie, in you know, and realized that then, then wouldn't you think to a certain degree that her pushing him was validated to him? Like, I mean, at what point does he realize? I mean, I know at the end of this episode he realizes that she's the one who shoots him and all this stuff, and that you know sending him would cause this, but um, but I think at some point he has, he needs to realize, uh, I, I guess I'm trying to tie in her motivations for pushing him to succeed in science with her knowledge of the future and people's destinies. And maybe, ah. maybe the fact that, you know, she was right about me, you know, and then he goes back in time and sees she's in the 50s and she's on the island and that, you know, and maybe that validates, like, okay, she, she, she must know how to get things done time travel-wise because she knew about me and my destiny. So I, I, just, I don't know if they're trying to say it's just sort of a personal thing or if it's she's got this knowledge of something else, you know. Right. Oh, okay. I, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, like, I wonder how much he's actually going to help. Mm-hmm. You know, with what happens, uh, you know where it goes from the end of the episode. Yeah, and what kind of serious role she plays and everything. So yeah, I want to know what's what's in his journal. I want to know uh, the stuff journal. he's writing down, and and that seems really important. Yeah, the journal's a thing. Um, we've seen in it a couple times. There was that one time where, uh, uh, you know. Well, in the constant, it you know, if anything goes wrong, Desmond Hume will be my constant. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of wrote that in there, um, and then there was uh, there was another uh, there was another time where he um, 
he uh, uh, at the end of season four when they overhear the fact that Kimi and his men are going to the orchid. You know, he freaks out and he goes and grabs his journal and opens it up and there's just like a little drawing of the orchid uh, logo. Ah, yes, it explains it all. The <laughs> <Yeah>. orchid. <laughs> he said the orchid. This says the orchid. The end. Yeah, um, I'm on the Lostpedia page about Dan's journal and it says it contains everything he's ever learned about the Dharma Initiative. Oh, really? So, oh, he said that at a certain point. I forgot because, about that. Because he left, I guess, mm-hmm. when he said that. Yeah. So, um, but the but I would imagine the bulk of what he's learned was just recently in Ann Arbor, right? Well, apparently not. Apparently not, right? <laughs> so, when was he doing research about the Dharma Initiative then? Yeah, that's a good question. The flashbacks don't seem to leave any time for him to do that. No. Because it seems like he went from, like, when would he even have known about the Dharma I feel Initiative? Like the, I feel like the journal is, is weird because it seems like he wrote stuff in it before he wrote stuff in it. Yeah. You know, because it feels like he, he's using it like a roadmap. Like, you know, yes, he's the one who wrote this stuff, but, you know, the present Dan doesn't know what's in it for some reason. And I, it's weird. I don't I don't really know how we're supposed to take that. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, based on the flashbacks, it, it marks out his time pretty clearly that he, uh, you know, he grew up, he graduated from Oxford, he started, he got the grant from Widmore, he started doing the, um, the time travel, uh, research that, uh, that we saw in the constant mm-hmm. and then he experimented on himself and he developed memory problems and then he experimented on Teresa and she went into a coma and so he was dismissed and then he uh, sort of uh, became like a, uh, what do you call it, shut in, I guess, just kind of sat in his house and he was taken care of and uh, inert for some amount of time until mm-hmm. uh, until Widmore shows up to recruit him um, yeah. for the boat, and then he gets on the boat and like when did he make that journal uh, during that yeah. time period? <laughs> I I don't think he made I don't yeah I mean that's and that's what's weird is the the journal sort of goes a little chronologically too because uh, you know it's got his data on the stuff with uh, uh, with Eloise the rat and all that and then you know mm-hmm. the whole thing with Desmond the constant thing, uh, and then it has the thing with about the orchid. Um, I, I don't I don't know when he's supposed to have written all that stuff and done this research on Dharma. Um, I'm trying let's let's see what he says real quick about uh this. I'm curious about the context here. And I gotta watch this season again. Yeah, I forgot about that stuff. He says, "Okay, so Sawyer is asking him. This isn't because he left." And Sawyer says, "How do you know so much about this?" This is when he says, "You can't change anything, even if you do, it wouldn't work." And Sawyer says, "Why not?" And he explains, "Whatever happened, happened." Yeah, there it is. Uh, Sawyer says, "How how do you know so much about this?" And Dan says, "I." 
I spent my entire adult life studying space-time, which he reiterates in this episode. Uh, I know all this because this journal contains everything I've ever learned about the Dharma Initiative. This is why I'm here. I know what's happening. I don't remember him saying that. I, um, I remember it now, but I forgot. Yeah. I. Wow. So, so yeah, so that's – but still, where's all this information coming from that he learned about Dharma if, if he has yet to go to the past to go learn about Dharma? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, does time travel explain any of this? Is, is somehow – this is a journal from the something future, maybe past. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, I mean, it seemed new when she gave it to him. It seemed like it was well, strange. yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, but I'm saying the one that she gave him. This is this is this is that one, but the one he's using is from a different time period. But when, like say for instance, say for instance, you know, she gives him the journal and he goes and does all his Oxford stuff, right? And then he takes that and goes back in time with it, learns about Dharma in the seventies, and then somehow his future self finds that journal that he wrote stuff about the past in. I see. And so his future self would maybe see two journals: one that's blank or not really complete, no Dharma info, and then one that's from himself, you know, in years before that has written this stuff, and that's the one he's using, maybe? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is that that should be possible, right? It's possible, but it's ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, they would have to, there would have to be a point in a pretty small time frame where he found that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird that he would say, this is everything I've ever, what did he say? Everything I've ever known? No, learned. I've ever learned about the Dharma issue. I've ever learned about the Dharma issue. If he just, like, found the journal. <laughs> you know? But he knows, but he but doesn't think he knows he wrote it. So it is everything yeah. he ever learned. He just, to me, it would explain why he's always looking at it, uh, you know, especially since his memory problems should be fixed. Like, he just always, right. oh, let me look at my journal. Let me yeah. go back to my journal. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do. I mean, I could see if they really, if if that's sort of the case, which I, you know, it's a little, little far flung, but Ooh. I, I could see, you know, uh, someone giving him, you know, Widmore or something, giving him, you know, this might be of use to you, Daniel. Uh, you know, and he he gives him this journal that he somehow found, you know, when. I don't know, Widmore was on the island at some point or something. I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> but I can see it making, you know, thematic sense, you know. Uh... Yeah, I guess I just feel like if that's true, they should tell us. Yeah, well, I think they're not not—they're not done yet. Okay. I Well, yeah, but I kind of feel like they are done. That's that's. Well, you didn't see the next on Lost. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. I didn't. So let's just say... I don't think they're done, and let's see what happens. Oh, no. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. No, no spoiler alert. I'm just saying let's see what happens. Oh, God. 
All right, we'll have to talk about that more later. Um, okay, so I don't know. Are you ready for the next scene? Probably. <laughs> Did you want to say uh, anything about this scene we just talked about? Or anything here? I really wonder if there was pound cake in the kitchen. Why? Probably not, though. Well, because Sawyer says. There's pound cake in the kitchen. Help yourself to the punch. And I'm oh. assuming he's just kidding. But but they were kind of hanging out. So I'm like, well, maybe somebody made some food. I don't know. <laughs> As you can see, I'm worried about the big picture. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. That's, uh, that's a, good, uh, a good, good catch. And I do love that Hurley wants to stay on the island just so he won't seem wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I don't want her to get back, you know. Score one I'm just for non-wishy-washiness. There it is. Yeah, right. that's, it's a very, uh, we still don't know why Hurley went back, but once he goes back, he's staying back. Yeah, once he's done it, he's done it. He's not going to change his mind. Mm-mm-mm. So, all right, what would, Hurley. What would people think? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess that was good enough for me. Are we going to find out? I don't know. You saw the next one, Lost. Are we going to find out uh, why Hurley went to the island? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. They really shouldn't have that in there. Yeah, it wouldn't. I wouldn't expect it to be in there. Anything like that. I think we will find out. If Um, we're going to find out, we're going to find out pretty soon. There aren't that many episodes left. Here's the thing, you know, all Hurley has to do is end up doing something meaningful while he's back here, and that'll justify him coming back. Um, And then, you know, then they could just say, you know, somehow he knew he was supposed to do that, or somebody told him, this is what you're supposed to do, so you got to go back. I mean, there's a lot of things they can do. I think there there will be some reason. I think, you know, you, you... you know, on a very simple level, you can't have real good story and plot without knowing your character's motivation. So I, I think they know why Hurley went back. I think they gave him a concrete reason, and I think they'll tell us. Okay. Or not. I guess we might just not get a big <laughs> flashback about it. Yeah, it might not be a big flashback. Which is what I was expecting. But at this point in the season, I, I don't think they're going to mess around with that. But they might tell us anyway. Just give us a give us some lines or something. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, you're right. They'll do that. I bet they'll do that. They better. Uh, okay, so next scene. Sure. Uh, is a flashback. Uh, we uh, we replay the scene from season four, episode two, where. Dan cries about the discovery of the 815 wreckage. Uh, there's a knock at the door. It's Widmore. Widmore says hello. Dan says he has a memory problem. But Widmore says they've never met and introduces himself. Dan realizes he's the man behind the grant. Dan apologizes for not thanking him before he was dismissed from Oxford. Dan explains that he tested it on himself first. Uh, Woodmore says, that's not why I'm here. Woodmore has a new opportunity. 
Dan notices the wreckage on the TV again and gets upset again. Uh, upset that they're dead. Lidmore says, what if I told you the plane is fake and they're not dead? Dan says, how would you know? Lidmore says, because I put it there. Dan says, lost. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That was a loss. Um, uh, Dan, Dan, uh, Dan says, why tell me? Winmore says, you won't remember tomorrow. Winmore says uh, that the real 815 crashed on a special island, and he wants to send Dan to the island to further his research, and more importantly, to heal his mind and memory. Dan says, why do this for me? Winmore says, you are gifted, and it would be a shame uh, for those gifts to go to waste. Dan says, you sound like my mother. Winmore says, that's because we're old friends. Lost. You got like two in this one, dude. <laughs> Widmore's just Widmore dropping him, dropping him like it's hot. <laughs> so there's definitely stuff to talk about here. There's a couple of big things to talk Bam. about here. Bam! Finally, finally yeah. the wreckage. Finally. Yeah, finally. Oh my god! But wait, 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 wait. Is he telling the truth? <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I guess we, we don't we have still to go down that, that road. You know, if you want, you could still argue, but at least we have Winmore himself no, saying yeah. he did it. Yeah. That's, you know, are we going to get better than that? Probably not. I think we should convince the judge to go ahead and, and uh, finish this case. Uh, we've got the we've got the uh, the suspect uh, with a confession, you know, and uh, other evidence puts it squarely in his corner. So I, I think the judge should go ahead and... Uh, Call it Whitmore did it. Yeah, it looks like finally. God, it took him a long time to get to that. Yeah. Oh, man. So confusing. Well, little did we know the answer to that question was lying in this scene, which we saw how long ago? Yeah. I had no idea, like, when we saw this scene before with Dan crying, that a couple seconds later, Whitmore's going to show up. <laughs> no, I didn't know that either. <laughs> And tell him, you know, uh, yeah, by the way, this plane crash, yeah, I've got something directly related to this to talk about, and, you know. I know, when it was on the TV and Woodmore came in, I was like, oh, God, please notice it. Please say something. Give it, come yeah. on. I really want to know what Woodmore thinks about this. Totally. And uh, he gave me more than I expected. I thought he'd just throw out some line vaguely suggesting something, but he mm-hmm. just he just laid it all out. That and it's because and it's because Dan won't remember, right? But here, here's my thing: is Dan does remember some stuff. He does, like yeah. when his mom is like, you know, that job offer you got. Like he remembers Whitmore and the job offer. He doesn't forget that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, so, it's weird. His memory's weird. It's like okay, Whitmore says he won't remember this tomorrow, but yet later he remembers, you know, the whole thing with about the job. I mean. Unless that's supposed to be the same day or something. Maybe it's just a short-term memory thing. It's like, um, it's like memento. Well, that's what I'm saying. If nothing ever gets into your long-term memory, then, you know, how does he? How does he end up, you know, knowing he's supposed to do this job for an extended amount of time, you know? Ah, okay. Unless you know, how does he? Why does he forget that he's got this job to go do? I see. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Um. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Whoops. Whoops. Deleted scene. 
I can remember job offers just fine. Yeah, so the the memory thing, I think, is basically explaining that little scene in Mm -hmm, season four mm -hmm. where him and Charlotte sit there and he tries to remember what the cards are. You know, that was one of the things I kicked myself about of not figuring out that, you know, it's like, okay, we see Dan testing his memory. Okay, maybe he has a memory problem. Okay, if he has a memory problem, maybe, you know, does that tie into him a reason why he would come to the island? Mm-hmm. Well, the island heals your memory. And, oh, wait, he got the cards right. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a logical train, you know, line of thought that I did not have um, as, you know, sort of guessing that Dan had a memory problem. No, I had but, no clue uh, what that meant. Yeah. It just seemed crazy to me at the time. Like mm-hmm. I actually I actually thought it meant that he was losing his memory. Yeah, it seemed like they're testing to see if if if, if there's any memory damage and it was like, nope, memory's fine. No, I, I actually thought the point was that that his memory wasn't fine and that being on the island was somehow taking away his memory. Because because he gets two out of three. And he seems, oh, that's right. He seems he seems disappointed, and Charlotte's like two out of three. That's pretty good, but he doesn't seem reassured by that. I got the impression like this was a problem that was yeah, developing worse and not better. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's the opposite. I think he just wasn't you know it wasn't good enough for him. But two out of three actually was good. Mm-hmm. So like now now that I know what the real story is, um, it was really you know he just wasn't all the way cured yet. Yeah. I think I think that was the point. But at the time, I had no idea. And I didn't know what that was supposed to mean, that he, that he was know, having memory problems. It's interesting, you know, I think, you know, he's able to do all the crazy stuff that he does when he gets to the island because of, because of the island healing him. Um, it's just weird that, uh, I mean, I did... I guess Hawking didn't really know he was going to have the memory problem. I guess she didn't really know that. Oh, I I'm still I'm still wondering what's the big thing Dan was supposed to do. He hasn't really done it yet, right? <laughs> like this whole idea of he's got to become this great man and of science and and blah, 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 and then, you know, so he can go back to the island because she knows she's going to shoot him and he's going to be there. But but what what does he actually do that that is sort of the result of all this training and, and focus on science? I mean, of course, he helped Desmond with the constant thing, but besides that, like, it seems like it was all leading up to him coming back to the island at this point, you know, in the, in the 70s, but it just let he us... He did work with Dharma for three years. If that had any impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that they've told us anything that came of that, but, uh, but you does know. He, but does, does she know that he worked with Dharma? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know it, it does I mean, seem like the only reason what, she did it is so she could shoot him. Yeah, but it seems like the point was not you need to get to the island so I can shoot you, but you need to be a master of science. So you can do X, Y, Z, which will do something, you know. I, I just, I haven't seen the result of his skills yet, you know. And maybe it's all in the journal. Yeah. But, 
but it was weird that it seemed like it was leading up to him doing something and he didn't really sort of do one specific thing, you know. He's done some stuff that has helped, you know, but uh, but nothing that's like, base, you know, if he, you know, if he had spent more time on that piano, you know, he wouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, in general, that's the thing. I mean, he could have been, it was Whitmore, you know, that, that sent him to the island. Like he, mm-hmm. he could have been, he could have been picked to go to the island, no matter who he was. Yeah, I mean, what did Widmore say here? He, why? Wait, why is Widmore even sending him again? Oh God. Um. Well, there's my version of it, and then there's the transcript. <laughs> um. Probably look at the transcript. Let's see. You know, oh, well, he then even says it later that Widmore wants someone who can do, like, the calculations and, and figure out bearings, which I guess Dan does do, but not to any sort of, not to any benefit of Widmore, really. I mean, I think the best thing that came out of Dan going to the island was, you know, he stopped, he took took down the Tempest, and yeah. he helped he helped them figure out the bearing to get through the barrier. Mm-hmm. But none of that was specifically like pro Widmore's agenda, right? I mean, as if like Widmore knew that was going to happen or wanted that to happen. Aside from maybe the Tempest, if he told him to do that. Um, yeah, and of course, finding the bearing was something that they needed to. Have. Oh, that's right for the freighter. Yeah, yeah, to get to get in and out. Um, so that you know. Uh, you know, in general, was supporting them, but you yeah, know, that makes sense. Winmore, 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 Winmore. He, he. Uh, every time I see him, I'm like, you're just, you're just like, not even a tenth as evil as I want you to be. No, no, he's he's. You know what? The worst thing Winmore has ever done, I think, is order uh, Rousseau and Danielle. I mean, Danielle and Alex to be killed. Yeah, I, you know that that's really the only thing you can't. You know, I mean, obviously he's doing it for the island or whatever, but uh, but besides that, like he seems to be an okay guy. <laughs> yeah, and when he like snapped that guy's neck in in nineteen fifty four, you know, um, and ran away, uh, uh, and and you know hiring Kimi, I, I mean, some of that's that like that 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 is as bad as it gets, but like. It's weird. I mean, I guess part part of the reason, once I watched it again, I thought part of the reason that this scene plays like it is is because we're going to find out that, you know, Winmore's his dad. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the reason why he comes across particularly nice in this scene, I have to say. He's he's a, he's a pretty warm Widmore here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, first time meeting his son or something. It kind of it kind of freaked me out uh, the first time I saw this. I was like, God damn, is he nice? Why? Why is he always so nice? Um, but then I realized, you know, he did have a personal reason for acting that way um, in the scene. So that's a little different. Mm-hmm. But it is hard for now that I know more about him. It, it is. Um, I, I I don't really know. You know, Ben Ben is bad too. I mean, no no question. You know, um, Ben is w- the worst person on the show. Ben's Ben's done bad <laughs> stuff, and the stuff we know that he's been involved with. Um, uh, I, I would say, I would say, in sheer numbers and volume, out, outweighs what we know mm-hmm. about Widmore. Totally. Um, so, 
uh, I, 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 although since I know Ben better, I'm inclined to sympathize with him more. It's, I, it's, it's getting hard for me to see Woodmore as, um, as sort of the, the big villain, as sort of worse than Ben. You know, I, he's just not. I, to me, the idea of Woodmore being the villain of the show is totally done. That's been done for a while. I, ben, ben is just hands down the sort of most morally reprehensible character on the show. Uh, yeah, we sympathize with him, uh, but like you know, Widmore didn't kill Locke. <laughs> I think when Ben killed Locke, uh, no matter what his explanation was, I think you know, as a viewer, you just yeah, you, you know, you just can't, you can't, uh, you can't ignore that. Yeah, you can't ignore that. And uh, Widmore's done some some bad stuff, but uh, but overall, yeah, it really pales in comparison to you know Ben's incessant lying and manipulation, and uh, and and you know the the best thing Ben's ever done is is save Alex. Uh, that's pretty much the only yeah. really good thing, I guess. I mean, maybe there's a couple other smaller things, but you maybe could point out, but. Um, but I really think, yeah, Ben Ben's the bad guy. He really is. Uh, now, like I said, it's all going to come down to you know if if he's if he's if the justification for him is I'm doing this because you know for the island, and hey, don't you know don't blame me, blame the island. Then it comes down to you know what what people are going to think about the island and his choices and and how uh, how good or bad the island is at the end of all this because you know as we talked about before, the island's done some some seemingly bad things too. Uh, and selfish things, and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think Widmore is just really not. I mean, the reason we thought Widmore was a bad guy because Ben told us he was. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it kind of goes back to that. Is you know, oh no, you know, he's the the worst person ever. But it's like, well, we got to think about where you know where the information is coming from. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's really not the way Ben Ben uh, portrayed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not a saint. He's there, you know. Yeah, he's not a saint. He he's worse than some people on the show. But like, mm-hmm. it's 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 clearly if we're gonna have a war between the two of them, I mean, it's it's not exactly clear who the right side is. Mm-hmm. At the, you know, to me, like I, I I wanted to say Ben was right, but yeah, you're right. Ben killed Locke, and he was planning to kill him again. Like, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> yeah, and like five seconds later, he's planning to kill him again. Yeah, like there's just no. You're never going to be able to trust Ben um, with no, anything. No, 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 no. Trust, trust, and Benjamin Linus do not go together anymore. I mean, since season two, right? But uh, right. I right. mean, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And so it's just weird to have a big war with presumably two sides, and both sides are kind of, you know, have ambiguous elements to them. Like I, I can't quite. You know, because um, even if like Widmore isn't as bad, I don't necessarily like root for him. It, it's mm-hmm. it still seems it still seems like I can't, you know, like I, I'm in the middle of this thing and I don't really have a position on on who's supposed to win this. Yeah, I think the show kind of knows that. I feel like part of it is we don't really know what anyone's ultimate goal is. You know, in any sort of concrete sense. Yeah, I mean, what Ben Ben wants to be in control of the island, and Widmore does too. I don't. I mean, maybe that's it. Uh, but I think there's more specific goals, you know, that they have planned for these guys. 
Uh, and then, of course, there's potentially a third party that that might be the good guys. <laughs> Maybe they're the good guys, and Ben's oh, the bad Brand. guy, and Widmore is the not so great guy. I see. Uh, maybe you know, uh, yeah, Bram and Alana and 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 those guys. Uh, maybe okay. they're maybe they're the cavalry. Maybe they come in and they're we can root for them and because they're not evil and they have a sort of pure agenda or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's the thing. I mean, if if they're not independent, I really have – I really – well, that's back to that thing because I, I don't want to put them with Ben, and I definitely don't want to put them with Widmore, so that mm-hmm. makes them independent. And I don't know. As for traits so far, I don't know what to think of them. I mean, they, they certainly might be good. Um, it's possible. But, of course, we don't we don't really know anything about them, so – you're right. That's that's definitely a possibility if they want to give us someone to root for. Uh, yeah. But it's strange that it's the new characters and not the people we've known for a and long that, time. That's the thing. Even if we're supposed to root for them, I don't know if they're the ones who are going to win. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, but it's definitely it's definitely strange to see. I mean. Widmore was so cloaked in mystery for so long, and then, you know, we've seen him so much since that, that time, you know. So much. Uh, yeah. Especially and, this and really, season. Especially this season. It seems like he just spent a lot of time working. <laughs> yeah. A little trying to find the island here, a little trying to find the island there, but <laughs> he, he's he been working uh, yeah. a lot, you know, and can't blame a guy for working, so. No, no, no. <laughs> He's a busy man. He's got a lot going on. He does. He's having meetings and mm-hmm. people walk up to him on the street and threaten him. <laughs> and then he retaliates by locking him in an airport room. <laughs> you know, no good can come from that. Not at all. <sighs> oh, that plot. Wow. And I loved when, when uh, at the end of the scene, when was like, you know, Faraday's like, you sound like my mother. And Woodmore says, that's because we're old friends. And I'm thinking, dot, 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 in bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like to be classy. Uh, yeah, oh, that was so, that was. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. That was a subtext. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I <laughs> Mr. You're, subtext. You're really delivering again. the subtext today. <laughs> I just, I like to think about that and look at the smile on his face when he says that. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm sure you and Ellie had some good times. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'd say, I, I, yeah, I find that to be weird. It's, it's, it's as we're getting late in the game here. It's really strange how all these bits are coming together. Mm-hmm. Um. That's that's something I, n- I never would have predicted if you had told me something like that in, you know, season three or something when we first mm-hmm. met Hawking, you know. Oh, actually, you know, she used to be another, and she had a kid with Widmore, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah, and he, he does all this stuff. And, like, or when we first see Dan, like, oh, you know what, I think she's ha- he's Hawking's son, and Widmore's son, you yeah. know, like, come on. Yeah, that would just seem completely insane. Or even with Miles saying, oh, mm-hmm. look, the new dude Miles, he's probably Chang's kid. Yeah. Who's Chang? We don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he is, but I think he's Chang's kid.
Oh shit! Oh shit! Um, sorry. Uh, pause, pause, pause. I was supposed to plan something, but I failed to. So let's see what's in the news. Um, uh, da, 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 let's see. What? Oh, okay. Um, I'm back. Oh. I didn't get to anything. Oh yeah, call back pretty quick. I was. I think my my phone was my phone was laughing and decided to hang up the call. It really seems like you're getting faster. At calling back in. Yeah. You know, I don't know what uh, happened. It did seem like before when I would the call would drop, like you could get a whole segment in. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, it took me like two seconds. I can barely start looking for stories, and I mean, last time I got the headline out, and you were back. So this time I didn't I don't know. get anywhere. So yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. But yeah, it seemed like I used to get like a minute or minute and a half or something. Yeah, well, uh, that's weird. Uh, I, I was know. thinking that when I called back in, I'm like I was gonna type in and talk to you like that. I'm calling in, and uh, by the time I I said, typed calling, I had to enter the number to get mm-hmm. in this thing, and I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. mystery. Mystery. Hundred lost <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> Oh God! There's definitely a hundred of those. Mm-hmm. You can go look at the list. Yes, you can. Really long. Um, so let's see. Um, oh, so can let's talk about Dan and why he's crying. <laughs> oh God! I mean, I don't know why. The first Dan mystery. Yeah, the original, the OG Yeah, the, the answer appears to be, uh, he was just sad. Because they're dead. Because they're dead. And he was sad. All right. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just seems like he's um, uh, following uh, what happened. He's kind of had an emotional breakdown, and he's just not, he's he's uh, he's responding to things uh, hypersensitively. And, uh, and so he's just, you know. He just had that reaction for that reason. I, that's so so it's nothing in particular about 8.15 or I, that flight or... I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Maybe that's what we're supposed to believe. Like he senses some, some, some you know, connection to this series of events that are about to start happening when Woodmore knocks on his door, you know, like... Because that's a you know obviously the plane crash is a big part of all this stuff. Uh, so I, I mean I feel like maybe that's where they're coming from with it. He's getting some weird sense, you know, um, which is affecting him. But then it does just kind of seem like he's just upset, and it could have been any plane crash or, or any big tragic event or something. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, I agree. That's that's kind of what I thought it was originally, and um, uh, and it would definitely make sense that they would try to do something. And maybe that is the idea. Maybe that's the subtext. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's also there's also a sense that he's just kind of uh, a crybaby. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> to put it crudely. Yeah, I was trying to help you out. <laughs> I was trying to dance around that, but sure, a crybaby. A wussy puss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You got just... 
Yeah, like, yeah, made up a weird one. You know, when Widmore comes in and uh, you know, and he says hello, Daniel, and uh, and and Dance, you know, apologizes. Um, you know, he says he has a memory problem, and um, uh, you know. <laughs> he's looking for Sammy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I got this tattoo and I'm trying to track this guy down. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's such a I just yeah, that's so a memento thing. I'm sorry. Did I tell you about my condition? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Guy uh Guy Pierce, man. What happened to that guy? I don't know. I don't know. Where, Where did, did he, he go? I think Christian Pierce. Bale took all of his good parts. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, kind of did. Maybe something oh. happened, and like Christian Bale took them all. Mm-hmm. I'll take that, thank you. I'll take that one too. No, no, no. I want to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I guess he won. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just I kind of noticed the acting that uh. Jeremy Davies was doing in this scene. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and later, uh, in the big monologue, um, that uh, or soliloquy, or I don't know. I guess it's a monologue. Or soliloquy. I don't know. Anyway, um, there's a difference, and I don't remember what it is. But, One's uh, more boring than the other. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so it's the less boring one. Every time I went to soliloquy, it was boring. <laughs> Thank you, Shakespeare. No, kidding. Yeah, monologue then. Soliloquy, I think, means alone. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I, I was just, I, I was reading the, uh, I was reading the transcript while he was saying it, mm-hmm. and re- sort of reading it mm-hmm. a little bit ahead of him saying it, and I realized that if I were to read it, as I will later, um... I would not say it like that. You know? I noticed the exact same thing. I think I think there was a couple scenes, even the scene with Dan and his mom and Teresa. Like he he's yeah he's 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 a good actor. He's I mean if you just look at what he does when he's not even speaking, like he's doing stuff. You know yeah. Like when 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 uh, Miss Hawking invites them, you know him to tell about the lunch. You know they cut to him and he's he looks at, at Teresa and he makes this face mm-hmm. and you know sort of considering it and looking you know sort of telepathically talking to her and should we go? You know it's weird. I'm like wow you're doing all this stuff and. You know, someone else is the focus. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he's uh he's really and yeah, I was thinking the same thing too during that when I'm thinking like you're not saying a lot of crazy stuff, but the way you're saying it and what you're doing when you're saying it is really good. He he's bringing a lot to the table. Yeah. Yeah, he's he really is. He's doing a lot of stuff there and I I just you know, having an episode that focused on him really really made that stand out to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's He's really doing a lot there, and he's really good. I, I was I was amazed at how many little things he was adding, like, beyond just what the words say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and choosing to say them in a particular way also. He, yeah, the way he says things is, is pretty crazy. Some of the, yeah, some of the stuff he, he, yeah, he'll just, like, he'll whisper a part of it, you know, <laughs> or, like, it'll barely eke out. Yeah. Or something. Uh, yeah, he's. 
I, I, yeah, it was definitely a time to uh, sit back and enjoy, enjoy some, some Dan moments. And, uh, and I was just thinking, you know, the, the idea of this like weird, disheveled, brilliant genius guy uh, is just such an interesting character. But, but uh, Dan also proves that, uh, you know, genius is not glamorous because <laughs> he's, uh, he's just not a very, you know, together guy, but it works, you know. Yeah, because he's so he's so brainy and just he's always doing stuff. Yeah, Sawyer calls him Twitchy. Twitchy, yeah, just twitching around. <laughs> twitching around, yeah. <laughs> Look at you twitching around the island. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, you're right. They definitely don't, you know. And they sort of suggest that, you know, he's gotten as far as he has at at cost, you know, to his personal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, he pushed himself too hard to get there. And yeah, no, it's definitely, um, uh, well, you know, a good character. Definitely. I guess we got to do an R.I.P. Dan, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we probably do. At least a tentative. I think, like we did for Jen, then we we did one for Jen, and it wasn't really appropriate. Yeah, we, we did. Know. We did. You gotta you gotta give it a shot just in yeah. case. Um, but you've seen the Mexican Lost, so you know <laughs> you might know more. I'll yeah, I've seen that, but I'll say that uh, R.I.P. Dan is still relevant. Okay. I, I don't know if Dan is dead or not, so. Okay, okay, okay. That would suck if they revealed that in the yeah. <laughs> Lost. You finish watching Lost, and they immediately show you. There is some evidence, <clears throat> but it doesn't. it's not concrete what, what's happened to Dan. Okay. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Uh... uh yeah, at this point, it's kind of weird because at this point, um, I don't really care who planted the wreckage anymore because it's, like, completely irrelevant. Yeah, we'll forget tomorrow. <laughs> because the Oceanic 6 thing is over, the lie is over, all the all the stuff that was connected to that is yeah. over. And so, um, so it just it doesn't even seem to matter. Um, I, but I, despite that, I, I am glad they clear. I, it would have frustrated me if they had gone to the end of the show and just left it as it was, mm-hmm. um, with this, you know, vague suggestions of, of who it was. Um, I still wonder about that speech with the captain where he seemed to be implicating Ben, um, in, in planting the plane wreckage. I, I guess I, I wanted to see if it were possible to reinterpret what he said in a way that still made it Widmore who did it. I mean, maybe Widmore lied to the captain, and he, he just, yeah, the captain that. just doesn't know the truth. There is that, yeah. Captain Galt. Oh, Captain Galt, yeah. <laughs> he had a short run. He did have a short run. Um... Uh, okay, so I guess because because his phrasing was really weird, I guess I just... Um, you want to look at the lines and look at it? I wanted to see if it, if it were possible. We don't necessarily have to do it. I was just saying, I don't know. It was a, it was a rhetorical... Um, uh, Something that should be done at some point. Issue, yeah, yeah. I was just sort of raising that as a thing 
that one might do. But, yeah, we don't necessarily need to do it right now. All right. Sold. Um, uh, okay, so anything else about this uh, Woodmore Faraday scene? No. No? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Um, in the next scene, we go back to the island. Sawyer says, your mother is another? <laughs> I, I, I wanted I wanted a rim shot there or something. <laughs> something. You just can't say that line without something, right? <laughs> your mother is another? How do you, sir? I don't know. I, I want something. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That calls for something. You can't just say, your mother is another casually. <laughs> no. <on>. No. <laughs> uh, but they do. Dan says, uh, you met her in 1954. Uh, Juliet asks why again. Uh, Sawyer says, tell us more. Jack says, we don't belong here. and They need to get back in any case. Uh, Sawyer says, before you shoot up, we belong here just fine, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Jack asks, uh, where the hostiles are. Uh, Jack asked Kate, sorry. Jack asked Kate where the hostiles are. Sawyer tries to stop Kate from talking. Jack tells Kate that her reason for going back to the island is probably not in the past, so she should want to help them get back to the present. Sawyer says, come with us. Uh, Juliet uh, then interjects and tells Kate the code to the fence and says, it's over for us here anyway. Kate agrees and says, let's go. Uh, Kate, Jack, and Dan leave. The rest stay behind. Sawyer says, uh, we'll meet you at the beach. They leave. Uh, Sawyer tells the, uh, the rest of them to pack and get ready to leave in 20 minutes. Sawyer takes Juliet's hand and says, time to go. Boom. Boom. Not quite a loss, but definitely a commercial break. Definitely time for a commercial break. Um... I like that they that you know they realized that uh, some of the guys had been in the fifties. That was probably an extra uh, mind warp. Oh yeah, yeah. Not only were you guys in the seventies, but you went to the fifties. Where mm-hmm. else did you go? Actually, they uh, went to the future, and yeah. we'll probably be seeing them. And very far in the past, also. <laughs> and very far in the past, yeah. They did a lot. They really. They did a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I guess Jack, Hurley, and Kate don't really realize uh, mm-hmm. um, how they crazy had it easy. They had, I mean, well, relatively easy. Yeah. You know, the the three year, you know, all that time. Right. They weren't yeah, time shifting with the headaches and the mm-hmm. impending death. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't beat the lack of impending death. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. It's really a good thing to. Um, it it was weird to me that Sawyer didn't want um, to let you know he sort of blocked Stan from going to the others um, to talk to his mom who you know it's just it's when like when you know we've already they've already validated that Miss Hawking is valuable because that got Jack and them there uh, but it's and then it's like hey let's go seek her knowledge again and it's like no mm-hmm <laughs> All right, well, so much for the trend. Um, but then, of course, they get there anyway. Um, but it was weird that Sawyer was sort of just, 
I, and I don't know why he it didn't I don't know why he was against it. Uh, I guess he he didn't want to wait for uh, Dan didn't want to have to sit and explain why I guess, and Sawyer didn't want to yeah, tell Sawyer, him to explain. Sawyer wanted more explanation. That's the that seemed to be his thing. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to better understand. You know what? I do too. <laughs> so yeah, I'll buy that. I can sympathize with him on that. Um, and like he didn't like force him not to go or anything. He just mm-hmm. he was just saying, you know, um, I don't think you should. And he tried to persuade people not to go, but yeah, you know. But they, I mean, they, you know, he let him go, and he said they would meet him later. And so I don't know. And it was it was it was a mild sort of, uh, you know, uh, attempt to block the thing. You know, they really don't seem to, I mean, these group of people in the room here don't really seem to think that, you know, any of them are going to die or anything uh, as a result of going to see the others because, you know, there's no sort of like, goodbye, Kate, you know, no sort of big moment of we're separating, we're going to be heading to the beach, you know, and he he even says, you know, we'll meet you at the beach. When you realize you made a mistake, we'll meet you at the beach. Right. But but what's weird to me is they're going to go (laughs) – you know, rewrite history or whatever. I mean, they're presumably, you know, they're going to go get them out of the seventies. And it's like, well, if you guys are at the beach, don't you want to be on this train? Yeah. You know, it seems like they don't realize that, that that's kind of what Dan's doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird to me that that part's weird, but, uh, but I I like to sort of set up and I love, (laughs) When Sawyer uh, told told Kate not to say anything and asked her to come with him, uh, and then they you get that look from Juliet like, no, he didn't call her freckles. And then she immediately like says the the code and says, you know, this is all over anyway. Um, I love that scene, that part of the scene. Yeah. 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 I didn't notice the freckles thing the first time. Um, yeah. That was uh, there's a lot of characters to keep an eye on in the scene, and I was just distracted. There, there's a lot going on. I mean, you know, it, it goes from in a sort of ping pongs between different characters because even you know Kate and Sawyer, uh, Kate and Jack have their thing. Yeah, uh, he's like, I, you made me promise not to ask what happened to Aaron, you know, or why you came back. And I, I, lo- I thought that was a good line for Jack of just saying, you know. This isn't where you know. This isn't. You didn't know you were coming back to the '70s, so I know you. This isn't the reason you came back. Right. Was to be here in the '70s. Yeah. Um. So it kind. I like. I definitely like this scene because the the sort of drama bounces around between people, and then it gets between you know. Then then Kate wants to say something, and then Sawyer's like, "No, come with us," and then then the whole thing with them, and you know, the whole rivalry between the two women, and. Then Juliet steps in and all that. It was a pretty well done scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of weird to have everyone uh, in the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they've all been like scattered for so long. Yeah, totally. Um, that it was. Uh, I mean, it's, it isn't quite everyone, but it, it's a lot of them. And these are the kinds of things that you know happened a lot in the old days. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was uh, it was good to have uh, have a scene like that. Um, yeah, they would in the old days. They would all gather before a big thing to go do, and it was they they could go do that because they're all at the beach or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they've all been leading completely separate, you know, kind of mm-hmm. lives for for a long time now, and so uh, 
So we haven't had stuff like that for a while. It's weird that they, that I think sort of Juliet and Sawyer, they seem to resent the fact that Kate and Jack and Hurley came there um, and sort of ruined their little thing they had going on. But did they, uh, did they really think they were, that was going to last forever or even want that to last forever? You know, it seems weird to me. Um, they definitely shouldn't have thought that would last forever. I mean, I do think they knew about the purge. Mm-hmm. And so they knew that, you know, their only option would be to, like, join the others if they if they actually want to live forever. Yeah. You know, um, at some point. I mean, that is a ways down the road. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely think they knew that wasn't a forever option. It is weird. Uh, but, uh yeah, you know. Because, yeah, he says we were fitting in just fine until you came. But it's like you you guys were biding your time till a week till till Locke came back, really. Yeah, uh, that's that was that, the that overall was idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, but it was like I know you guys were comfortable, but it's like that was – you should have known that was temporary, you know. And Juliet called it, and that was the whole point where she was like, yeah, it's over now. Yeah. But it's like you guys should be like, cool, it's over now. That's what we thought would happen at some point. Now let's, you know. Yeah. Go to the next scene. Now. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just they're pulling some drama out of it, I guess. It's, it's always pulling drama. They're attached. Um I guess Juliet just loves working in that motor pool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I forgot that's what she did. Yeah. <sighs> when she's not, you know, delivering babies and yeah, serving as a substitute uh surgeon she's always busy that juliet very busy very busy so we got the code for the fence oh yeah we did what was it one four or something one seven one seven yeah i don't know what that means but there it is there it is there's the code now we know what the code is yep in case we ever Um, need to go i wonder i wonder if saeed knew that he guessed it he guessed it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess that'll work. Um, you know what he did? Then this will be great. What all you have to do is he got some some dirt, you know, some like dry dirt, powdery dry dirt near the near the the key button, the key code pad or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And he dusted some dirt on the keypads, and whichever buttons were the one, you know, the the dirt stayed on the ones that someone had pressed because mm-hmm. of the sweat on your fingers, the mm. oil. So he knew which numbers to press. Then he had to figure out the combination. Aha, aha. That, of course, was the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, because there's not very many ways that you could take those numbers Mm-mm. and turn them into a combination. In fact, six numbers, six ways, or actually, and what, part three of the numbers, problem is he wouldn't necessarily know how many numbers are in the code, so he wouldn't know mm-hmm. when to stop. Um, he would know at least as many as as there are numbers with with the sweat on them, but you know he wouldn't know. Well, how many he more saw than that. he saw that the number one had three times as many dirt on it than ah. any of the other numbers. He saw the number seven had twice as much dirt as okay. the number four. So you can just count the dirt and then... Count the dirt. 
And then it's all so easy for Saeed. Okay, so now he knows how many of each, and then it. Now he knows how many of each. Now there aren't that many possibilities, and he'd probably yeah. just get it right on yeah. the second try. I, I don't buy that. That's that seems like Saeed. Case closed. All right. I wonder what how he's going to come back into play because presumably he's going to go back to the present. I don't think they're going to leave him in the 70s. That would be really weird. You think um, they're going to find him at the beach or something, maybe? Yeah, I guess they could do that. It doesn't seem like he was captured by the others. Not that they really had time to show that if he were. but Maybe uh, he, he was he was having coffee with uh, Richard. <laughs> off screen. Satan and Richard having coffee. <laughs> they would probably have a very lovely conversation. That would be great. I'd love to see that. I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee talk with Richard and Saeed. There it is. Let's see what those guys are up to. Nice. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, so anything else about this uh, this little... Uh, Group scene here. Um, I guess that's it. I I, I guess uh, I mean I guess we can say, and this comes to play later. But Sawyer didn't really have a long term plan to deal with Phil. No, he really did. <laughs> I'm gonna punch him and stuff him in the closet, and I'm done. And that's all I got. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> No, that's pretty much it. Stuff him in a closet and then wait. Scram. Mm-hmm. So something tells me they should have put him in the in the back room. Mm, mm-hmm. Not not in the main hall closet. Yeah, yeah, that might have been a good idea. <laughs> Oops. Considering what happens later, yeah. But Julia well, didn't want want him to bleed all over her blouses. <laughs> oh, I hope that's a deleted scene. <laughs> No, 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 no. We can't put him in there. I've got too many Dharma blouses in there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the flaw in the plan. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they have washing machines, do they? They would have gotten away with it if Julia wasn't so attached to her blouses. She needed her blouses. Ah. Uh. Clean, clean, blood-free blouses. <laughs> that should be the that should be the uh, the advertising slogan for some blouse company. <laughs> clean, clean, blood-free blouses. I think everyone would line up to buy those. I would. Who would? These are double clean and blood-free. Great. Those are all three good things. <laughs> Because it basically implies other blouses might not be as clean or blood-free. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, I think everyone's questioning how, clean, how blood-free their blouses are. Why now. would they need to point that out if there weren't other blouses out there? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. We should get into marketing after we're done with this podcast. A <laughs> hundred marketing ideas from Lost. <laughs> There we go. Uh, um, all right, next scene. Okay, next scene. Uh, outside, uh, Kate suggests they take some guns. Jack, as a janitor, has the key to the guns. Uh, Dan says he'll meet them in a minute, and we follow Dan 
as he goes over to talk to little Charlotte. Dan tells Charlotte that when Chang tells people to leave, Charlotte and her mother have to leave. Um, Dan says he tried to avoid telling her this because he didn't think he could change things, but maybe he can. So this is probably the most infuriating scene of Dan's that, that exists for me. I don't understand how he says, okay, listen up, Charlotte. Well, listen up a little lot. Um, <laughs> I I had to, <laughs> I thought you couldn't change the past, and I thought I had to tell you to leave the island. But what I came here to do is to tell you to leave the island because I think I don't have to. <laughs> how does that, I don't understand how the logic works in this scene at all. Yeah, it seems like. To prove that you don't have to tell her, you shouldn't tell her. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm going to tell her, but tell her I can. I cannot tell her. What? Mm-hmm. He says I tried avoiding avoid avoid telling you this. I didn't think I could change things, which means uh, that he had to tell her, right? Yeah. Like he he, he so, avoided doing what he thought he had to do. So that's the problem. I think. I think part of the problem is that he, I, I want to say his original motivation, but I guess, like, you know, this is his original motivation. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I wanted to say that, well, that doesn't even make sense. All right. So, say it anyway. I, I wanted to say that when we originally heard that he told her that, it kind of seemed like he told her that, he told her that so that she, um, uh, so that she wouldn't die, you know, so mm-hmm. that she wouldn't come back to the island and die in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of seemed like that was that was the point. Um, and uh, uh, and it, you know, it turned out that that didn't work. It, uh, yeah, or so it seemed. And um, uh, and I, I thought he was saying, I'm not going to tell her because because he realized that, on at some sense, what he told her led to what happened. Yeah. You know, and so by not telling her, um, uh, that would change things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet, in this scene, he's sort of saying, I thought I couldn't change things, so I didn't tell you. Um, <laughs> here's something that's kind of, hearing you talk about that, maybe maybe there's a difference between what he's saying to her, because maybe maybe the idea is... Because here he's telling her to leave. Like, he doesn't, does he actually tell, he doesn't actually tell her, like, not to come back. He just says, there's going to be yeah. a problem. Chang is going to ask people, Chang is going to ask people to leave, and you need to leave. Um, so it seems like maybe he did avoid telling her the original thing, which was not to come back to the island. Now, of course, that's not how it seems like what's going on, but maybe that's what's going on. I see. You see what um, I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, what did he? What did he? Uh, what did he originally? Let's see. Um. Uh. I, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, 
Yeah, she says he said she had to leave the island and never come back, and that if mm-hmm. she came back, she would die. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought that, because that's what she says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what she says. But here he only says, you need to leave. Yes, that's He doesn't right. say the other part. That's right. Now, um, maybe she's just wrong and she remembers it wrong. And we do leave the scene before the end, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe he threw that in just, just, <laughs> after, just after the cut. Well... I think the way Lost works is when the scene cuts, they're done. <laughs> like in the previous one with, with, with Jack and, and, and Dan at the beginning. Like, I just said a line to you, and the scene is over, so therefore <laughs> we did not continue the conversation. Yeah, that does seem to be the pattern. You're right. Um, I, I, okay, I, I, I'm tempted to bring up something that we didn't really talk about. Um, but uh, so... We we kind of heard versions of what Locke did um uh when he when he went back to the real world um before we actually saw it. You know, we heard uh we heard uh versions of that um uh at the at the end of uh season four. Uh, you know, Jack uh when Jack's talking to Ben in the mm-hmm. funeral home, you know, he, he says some stuff about what Locke told him and then when it gets around to actually seeing the scene, Locke doesn't exactly say what Jack says he said. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a mismatch there, and um, uh, I didn't really think it was a big deal because I don't know. I was just like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it didn't really matter to me for whatever reason. But uh, uh, I want to say this is um, a little bit like that in that you know they actually get around to showing the scene and and. By by that time, it's kind of, um, it's sort of about something else, mm-hmm. and uh, and so they they don't exactly do the thing that they said they were going to do, and yet it's still sort of true. Yeah, I just I, I don't know I don't I don't I don't really know what Dan is saying here because it's like it seems like he didn't have to tell her. It seems like he could have just went on with, with Jack and Kate and not, and avoided telling her this at this moment. Uh, and then presumably he would have just gone and gotten shot by his mom and never told her. I mean, right. Yeah. But I guess the idea is he, I mean, here's the thing. Is he proving his point or is he not? That's what I want to know. The point about, the point about we can change things? Yeah. Well, his point is we can change things, but the original idea is you can't change things. So I, I just don't know which one he's proving because he's doing seems, both. Like, I, I agree there's there's the discrepancy, but I want to say the fact that he told Charlotte um, something approximating what she said, uh, you know, means he, he's not changing things, at least not here. But does he know that? Does he know that? That, oh, okay, does he I, know I, that? Possibly here's the thing. Not. It's like it's like I think I can change things. I don't have to tell Char. You know, I don't have to tell Charlotte this thing. Mm-hmm. But he goes and tells her this. But doesn't he realize that that this is the thing he thinks he doesn't have to tell her? He should, but apparently not, because now he thinks he can change things. Yeah. Yeah, he it's feels very like, muddled. It seems like he, I didn't realize like, how muddled the scene was. It, yeah, it's weird. It feels like he's saying. Since I can change things, I'll choose to tell her because uh, now it's not about it being inevitable. 
and which was the reason I told her originally, or at least that's kind of how he thinks, but more so as I can change, you know, things can be changed and, um, I mean, does he think he can save her or something? Like, it's just weird. I don't even get his motivation for telling her this stuff. Yeah, I think I think he thinks he can save her. So that's why he tells her not to go because he thinks he can save her. I think so. But the only reason he's trying to save her is because he he knows that she comes back in the future and she dies. So <laughs> that's true. Know, it's, yeah. that, that's what I call a paradox. It is a paradox. Just made um, that up. But he apparently doesn't have a problem with that. Um, uh, of course, he wasn't really challenged to explain how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with Jack and Kate. Um, oh. No offense. But oh, low blow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Jack's a great surgeon, but, you know, he doesn't necessarily... Relativistic uh, physics isn't his forte? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I don't think you need a lot of that to be a surgeon. Um, and, you know, he's really... Jack's not really a thinker, Um as we uh, as we've been as it's been pointed out, yeah, yeah, he uh, he's definitely a, a kind of a reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate, well, you know, oh, she's along for the ride. She was just born to run, bless her heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to her credit, she does uh, express skepticism. Um, I guess that's what yeah. I can say. But she didn't ask him, which I think would have been better than asking Jack. Yeah. Oh well. Um I guess we'll never know. But yeah, uh uh it definitely seems paradoxical. I wanna write it off. I wanna say he's just crazy. And um you know, there's uh uh you know, he's just wrong. Yeah, I really wonder if that's gonna be the case of, you know, sorry Dan, you're you're just wrong, like Here's the thing, even if there's variables in the equation, uh, excuse my math here, but um, even if there's variables in the equation, I feel like it doesn't mean the equation isn't already written. You know what I mean? Like, that the variables haven't already been plugged in, which would sort of mean you can't change things. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you guys are the variables, but, you, you know, what you're going to do is what you always did. So you might as well be a constant in the, in the sense of, you know, the perspective of it all. Um, so I, I don't know. It seems like he just might be wrong. I mean, that would be the simplest thing if he's wrong. If, if he's right and they can change things, then it's, you know, it's all up in the air. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I guess I'm just, you know, worried about that. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'll probably say more about that later when we actually get to that scene. Um, as for this one... Uh, <laughs> I I concur. It really didn't bother me the first time. Um, it was definitely obligatory, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how confusing it is. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah. And I have to say, now that I've devoted some thought to it, I I really don't know. I really don't know how <laughs> how to interpret this. I I guess I'm gonna go since he's saying he can change things. I guess my final verdict is going to be he's doing what he always did so that he can change things. Yeah, I feel like there's something weird with, like, 
he thought the reason he's going to tell her is sort of just because he always because he has to tell her because he saw her die. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want her to die. So so that he so when he sees his little girl, he's going to try to warn her about this. But in reality, the warning comes from, you know, the motivation of the warning comes from his excitement about the fact that he can change things. Yeah. Not that he feels like he has to tell her because he's just locked into this path of telling her, but that Oh, by the way, I you know he, it seems like he thinks he's outside of the the cycle of things, but he he's he really is just part of this. This is this is this is what he told her before. He just didn't know that. Right. He thought it was he kind of had to, and it was based on one thing. But it's really you told her not to come, you know, to leave because you realized that you could change things, and you re- and you were going to try and blah 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 and. Right. Uh, and he, he just doesn't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. Earlier, he just hadn't developed the reason to tell her yet. Yeah. And so so he was thinking, I just won't tell her. But he, he, hadn't, he hadn't got to the point where he had the reason to tell her. So but, he wasn't but, just going to tell her for no reason. And that's the thing. If he goes one step further, he should, he should you know, put together the fact that, like, oh, I th- okay, first is I thought I have to tell her what happened, happened, always happened. I have to tell her. Then the second thing is, oh, by the way, I don't have to. I can change things. But then if he goes one step further, he'll realize he, he fulfilled the first thing, which is that he tells her, which, which should negate the second thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That way weird. you actually can't change things because really you just did it. Yeah, like, like now I know now that I know I can change things, I'll do what I always did, yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah that's it's cool. like it's like if you think about like Jack's situation of helping little Ben when he got shot, like Jack could be like, "No, I'm not gonna do it, and then he's like, and then he thinks, you know this is what I always did and then and then if he decides, oh, I'm gonna go do it, then it's just like, well, yeah, you feel like you made a decision, but this is what you always did anyway, mhm. Yeah, it's definitely weird. It's it's a weird. It was a weird. Uh, it was a weird scene, and a little girl's like, "I'm not allowed to have chocolate before dinner." <laughs> um, I'm like, "Man, you're a bad little girl, Charlotte. Just swinging away, eating a whole bar of chocolate. Jeez, where's your parents?" There's like no kids around. Like, shouldn't you be in school or something? Like, just hanging out, letting strange men talk to her. It's really weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Crazy old man. Yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, they really don't show the kids. Um, they show the classroom again, but the kids are, uh, out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, I I love how Dan freaks her out. He's like, okay, he's going to tell a bunch of people to get on the submarine. And when he does, you and your mommy, you're going to have to leave. And if that doesn't work, you can't be here. You have to leave. Like, yeah, that's scary, telling some kid they have to leave their home. And, like, you know, just mm-hmm. like, what are you doing, Dan? Jeez. It's weird because it comes across all nice and sweet, but it re- but it upsets her, obviously. Yeah. And it's a memory that she carries till she dies later in that same man's arms. Oh wow! Thank you, Lost. <laughs> Thank you. A uh, hundred episodes, a hundred contrivances, a <laughs> hundred happy moments, a hundred you know cyclical events. Uh, all right. Um, so. 
Yeah, that chocolate before dinner thing. That was from her death scene. Um, that was from her what scene? From her death scene. Oh, did she mention that? Yeah, they have her say that right before she dies. That she was eating chocolate? She says, she says I'm not supposed to have chocolate before dinner. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, okay. When she, like... But was that when she was... So I guess that was just more of a memory than, than her time shifting. Yeah. Or is that what that's supposed to be now? I guess so. <laughs> it was weird. A little she bit of both. like, revert to, uh... <laughs> uh... To, uh... To her younger days, uh, mm-hmm. to her younger self, uh, for no apparent reason. Um, somehow that uh, time shifting brought that on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think that was time shifting. Um, although it kind of plays that way. Yeah, it's weird. More like the Desmond version. Yeah, totally. Um. Okay, so. Uh, next scene? Yes. Okay, so in the uh, next scene, we, uh, we're in the motor pool. Uh, Kate and Jack get the guns from the locker. Um, Dan joins them. Uh, a bus approaches. Uh, Rydzinski comes out and asks them what they're doing. He tells Dan he should be at the swan site. Dan tries to give an excuse, but they notice that he's uh, holding a gun and everyone raises their weapons. What? I said oops. Oh, yeah, that was an oops. Um, Radzinski says uh, he knows that Dan's excuse is a lie and uh, tells them to drop their guns. Uh, Dan tries to just uh, walk away, but uh, is uh, grazed in the neck by a bullet, and then gunfire ensues. Kate and Dan uh, run for the Jeep. Um, Jack covers them. There's a lot of gunfire. Um, there's an explosion in there. Um, eventually, they uh, they get to the Jeep and drive away, uh, still being shot at. Um, Radzinski uh, says, sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. So I think this is uh, the uh, continuing fulfillment of badass Radzinski. Yeah, who, you know, first he was the, like, annoying complainer, uh, sort of pesky in a, in a, in a sense. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then he turned into, then, I don't know, I guess, I guess shit got real, as they say, and he, uh, he, he turned into this badass. Yeah. Yeah, like he's really like the enforcer here. It's really yeah. uh, it's really weird. He's he's yeah, I mean he's basically doing what, you know, I think LaFleur would be doing, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's he's sort of doing being the security guy. Right. You know, but he's it's weird cuz he's like he's I don't really know what his role is. I guess they haven't really said explicitly, but he's tied into the research. Mm-hmm. Uh he's tied into, you know, the sort of he's part of the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they call it, circle of trust and all mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, but he's also sort of, you know, invested in security things. You know, the whole thing with Jen and Saeed, and he was there, and uh, he he seems uh, he seems to be all over the place, really. Um, I don't really know what his 
what is his what does his uniform say? <laughs> what is his job function? Is what I want to know. What does his uniform say? He is. That's where we need to. And stop what today. logo is on that and what, uniform? And what logo, my friend? <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, point. I hadn't thought about that too much. I guess. Yeah, they haven't defined it. I don't think they've really made it clear. What yeah, it just seems like he's wherever they need someone who can create conflict and be annoying. And like seriously, it's like, hey, okay, in the in the scene where the um, where Dharma folks are going to decide whether or not to uh, to kill Saeed, uh, you know, uh, you know, we need some conflict, so we're gonna, you know, we need to make them say say yes, let's kill them. Uh, let's throw Rodinsky in there. He can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can get everyone motivated to say yes, kill, kill uh, Saeed. You know, uh, he yeah, he's all over the place. You know, I mean, if you think about it, he really is. I mean, he's you know the whole thing with Miles and Miles' episode. You know, Rodinsky's out at the site. He's doing stuff over there. I mean, it's weird because when we first were introduced to him, he was hanging out at the flame. Right. And it seems like that's where he would be all the time. But now but, it's just like he's everywhere. Yeah, it kind of seemed like he just came back because uh, he wanted to uh, deal with the Saeed situation. But uh, ever since then, he's been doing all kinds of other stuff. And mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he even goes out to the flame anymore. Who's watching the model of the swan? Right. Who's guarding it, making that sure no, also, no one watches it. That's also important model of the swan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, um, but I mean, I will say, I mean, you know, the guy died at the at the site at the Swan site. I guess you know stuff is actually going on, but nevertheless, it's it's weird that you know he's the one who's everywhere. Uh, you know, obviously, conservation of characters is at play here. Yeah, but, that's true. Uh, but it is strange that he doesn't have actually. From looking at it online, it looks like his uniform just says. Swans. It's just a swan logo and, and no apparent name or job description. Uh, oh, I see his name under there, but I don't see his job title. Um, did we talk about it's we, how weird it is that there's different, like, uniforms? How we're seeing, like, different uniforms now? Oh, I mean, yeah. in terms of, like, color and stuff? Mm-hmm. No, we didn't talk about it, but I did notice that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the... the, the Additional beige one, mm-hmm. and then we've seen the dark blue ones. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, Rizinski and the Enforcers are wearing the the dark yeah. blue. Is the the Motorpool girls? Are they they wear the dark blue too? Right. Am I am I oh, remembering wrong? Yeah, it does seem like they wear something like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they just have different, you know. Yeah. Speaking of motor pool. Yeah, there's a lot of clothing that they have to get made. <laughs> yes. You know, and embroidered with people's names. <laughs> I can see the seamstress in the back. just like, oh, God, who who came to the island today? What name do I have to sew into a uniform today? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Woe is me. I'm on an island sewing names into uniforms. 
Should have taken the blue pill. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, nice gun battle. Haven't had one of those for a while. You know, yeah, gun battle is great. No one got seriously hurt. <laughs> a lot of gunfire and everyone's pretty much okay. Yeah. Um, that's weird, but that's TV. It is. Um... Yeah, it, it, the whole thing was a little weird when, it, you know, Kate gave him the gun right as they were pulling up, you know, and, uh, and, and I, why didn't, why didn't, why, it, when they pulled up, he kind of hid the gun, and I guess he just kind of forgot he had it when he was talking or something and just kind of let it sort of be out in the open. Um, yeah, that's but I'm the thinking, way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, hey, Dan, you got a gun, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the other people with guns know that. Yeah, he kind of uses his hands when he talks, and yeah. his hand just came out holding the gun. And, yeah, it's like, ooh, your excuse isn't going to look good when you're throwing yeah, that gun exactly. around. When you are stealing guns, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was uh, that was a bad move. I, I, was, I was upset that, you know, uh, Dan, when he says, you know, there's an accident at the Orchid Station, Chang asks us to help, you know, you think, oh, good, and then and then he's like, no, Chang's at home with his baby, I just, you know, I just left there. Mm-hmm. Darn it! Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the inside information doesn't actually help here. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know the shootout. Uh, everyone ends up okay. I, I definitely love the shooting Jack shooting the barrels. Uh, such a video game thing too. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It was great. It was it was awesome. Hey, look at this! <laughs> Shoot the barrels. Instant explosion. Instant explosion. Great. Uh, instant diversion. I mean, barrels just blew up. Get out of the way, you know. Mhm. Yeah, that's what you do. Natural instinct. Mhm. Um, but all so, right, so they get the guns. That's pretty much it. Yeah, they got the guns, and they escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, with a few scratches. Here's uh, the thing. If they didn't, if they didn't, uh, you know, if Kate didn't say, let's go get guns, then they would have just gone there without guns, and then Rosinski wouldn't have saw them and then went to go talk to LaFleur and then ooh. found those guys out. So. Ooh. It all comes back to Kate once again. Wow. You know, Thanks, all Kate. All comes back to Kate. That simple idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That really was the big thing. Well, she didn't know. Oh, she didn't know. Well, there it is. Ignorance is bliss. It is. So, you ready for the next uh, scene here? Yeah, let's do it. Next scene is a flashback. Uh, Dan, who's older Dan, plays the piano. Um, Hawking enters the room. Dan stops playing. She tells Dan that it's very important that he say yes to Widmore. Dan says he can't. Hawking tells him that the island could make him better. Dan um, says, will it make her proud if he goes? She says... Yes, it will. And Dan says, then I'll do it. <laughs> Has a, a little bit of emotional impact. Uh. <laughs> I may have changed the tone a little bit. <laughs> will it make you proud of me? Yes. Then I'll do it. 
Thank you. Good day. I'll shake your hand kindly. <laughs> that was that was pretty much it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Plus or minus a few tears. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. Um. Yeah, no, it's a sad moment, of course. And he's playing the piano, so it ties into the earlier thing. They did mm-hmm. that. Oh, and of course, you know, he couldn't remember the piece he was playing, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. And and it's almost like, you know, uh, it, it, I think there's something there, for Dan at least, you know, of his one passion sort of destroying the other, and like, now he has neither, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I, I love the line... Um, when Hawking says, I, I hear you've been offered a job, and Dan says, how do you know that? And she says, well, it's my business to know. And, and I don't know if she's saying that because, you know, she has sort of this knowledge of stuff, or if she's just like, I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my business it's to my know. business to know stuff. <laughs> I'm your mother, Daniel. Thank you very much. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, he joined the Widmore thing to uh, mm-hmm. make his mommy proud. Make your mommy proud. That's uh, adorable and sad. Oh, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing again, you know, she says, think of all you could accomplish. And it's just, again, with the idea I was talking about before of just, like, what is this big thing he's supposed to go do? Or or is she just saying this? She's just, you know, trying to guide him towards this fate, you know? Yeah, I kind of want to say she's just saying that. You know, yeah. You're so mean. Because I think, yeah, getting shot by her is the only great thing he'll ever do. Oh, why didn't we get that line? Because it seems like it's the only significant thing. But what does it actually accomplish, though? I mean, so far it hasn't accomplished anything. It accomplishes shot. getting him to go to the island. But, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's just kind of a circular thing. Yeah. He did it, and therefore he goes back so he can do it again every time. And that's it. Yeah. It's just a closed loop. Unless that. you can change things. Unless you can change things. I mean, couldn't couldn't they couldn't she just go like time shift to before she kills him and tells herself not to kill him? That's the show I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you uh uh if you want to go with the uh we can change things theory. Um, you mean the the new the new Faraday theory? Yeah. Yeah, the new Faraday theory. Charity Theorem number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the solely negated Theorem number Forget one. Forget about Theorem number one. Yeah. Yeah. Theorem number two is basically Theorem number one was wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they make it seem like he's supposed to do stuff. I mean, he does do stuff, but it doesn't seem like he does any particular thing that's you know, really mm-hmm. great or important. Um, yeah. Seems like he did a lot of little things, you know. Yeah, he did a lot of little things. And that was it, you know, and that's good, I guess. Um, but it is kind of weird 
Um, since the show normally, you know, emphasizes what the what the point is. Um, yeah. They didn't really uh they didn't really do that. It kind of seems like he really was just supposed to go get shot and somehow, you know, that was his destiny and that's it. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Well, hopefully there's more. There's more to this that we'll find out with what happens because he went back and died, you know. Mhm. What what's the repercussions of all this, so. Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh next scene. Oh yeah. So Jack uh Jack back in the future, of course, or past or whatever. Anyway, Jack, Kate, and Dan drive the Jeep up to the fence. Uh, what? Uh, it's funny. It's like, uh, who even knows when we are anymore? Yeah. It doesn't um, even matter. <laughs> in the future, whose future? In the past, which past? All right, well. I'm just going to start talking about Jack, Kate, and Dan, and you figure out when they you are. You figure out when they are. <laughs> Uh, they drive the Jeep up to the fence. Uh, Kate uh, enters the code. Jack says that uh, Dan's wound is just a graze, and he treats it. Uh, Dan reminds Jack that they can die. Um, Kate tells him that the fence is off, and then they get out of the Jeep and walk into the jungle to find the hostiles. Bum, bum, ba dum. You know, I was just thinking about um I got I got to thinking about Rosinski for some reason. Oh, when uh oh the grays on uh that he grays Dan and I'm thinking, you know, oh Dan you know, Rosinski could have been the one who killed Dan uh mm-hmm. or something, you know, uh if the bullet had hit him, all right. Um but I was just thinking it was, then it got me thinking about Rosinski and, and the Swan and pressing the button and think you know and 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 how much he really does know about uh, you, you know what Dharma's doing in the Blastor map and telling you know telling Kelvin that that you know that there was a, the, the, the the you know the whole reason for the quarantine and everything. So it seems like and maybe we've said this before, but but it, it seeming it, it just dawned on me that you know maybe they had you know they had the purge. With a toxic gas, which is you know the need for the quarantine, and, and that's why he you know maybe Rosinski tells Kevin you know you can't go out there without the mask because there's deadly toxic gas, but of course it does dissipate at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and Kelvin realizes that, but he still tells uh, Desmond that you know that it's out there or whatever. Um, oh, is that is that what's going to happen? Like Rosinski is just you know during the purge he manages to escape or something or oh yeah okay and maybe that's what the quarantine is it's not the sickness that Rousseau was talking about it's the the toxic gas that killed the other yeah but then uh... yeah okay. All right, maybe so. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I that that had never occurred to me. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, because I was just thinking of like this is the guy who's gonna go and 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 you know labor over the blast door map and then eventually shoot himself. And I'm just thinking like why would he even go down there? Like why would he even? And I'm thinking and then I thought about the quarantine thing. I'm like, oh, I can I can see, you know, I can see that happening where you know, dark, you know, and plus he's gonna know about the incident. He's gonna know the need to press the button. Uh, and if this, you know, this happens after the purge or something, uh, he, I could see him, you know, being the one to be like, someone's got to press this button and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. 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 Weird. That's weird though. Cause I, I guess that means they had like shots for the, for the gas. What were the? I mean, what were the shots for? They said it was for the. I mean, maybe the shots were nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. There's that. I mean, don't forget Claire gave her and the baby the shots, and we never heard another word about that. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah, the the shots were supposedly for the sickness that was outside. And that was the thing. It was like the sickness, not like the gas that instantly kills you. Yeah. Um, you know, they played it like that. But they definitely could go in that direction and say that's sort of what it really was. Like, that would mm-hmm. that would at least make sense. Like, that's the first coherent theory I've heard for, for that stuff. Um, because as of now, like, I can't really think of a theory that makes sense for the actual sickness. Mm-hmm. You know, like how that, how that, how what we see in season two comes and uh, uh, happens, uh, how how it gets set up like that. Um, your scenario makes sense with what we know, at least. Um, it's a little weird. It's a little off from what they originally showed, but it it would at least, um, you know, it, it fits better, I think, uh, than anything else at this point. So. Yeah, and I'm sure there, you know, if if it's something like that, there's some more, you know, there's some details there. And and the thing about the vaccine, it could be one of those big they when they decide to go in a different direction thing, uh, you know, like it made it the vac, you know, it was cool to have Desmond be taking this, you know, but uh but you know, he actually he stopped taking them at some point, obviously, and nothing like happened. Yeah. Um so, who yeah, that was the weird what? thing about the vaccine. I mean, no one needed it. Yeah, no one needed it. <laughs> but, like, I guess I assumed that, well, I mean, it was shrouded in mystery. I wondered if there ever was a sickness, mm-hmm. if there was ever a need to take the vaccine, you know, or if it was all fake from the beginning, or if it was real for a while and then they just kept it up, or, you know. Well, see, and that's the thing, I think, learning, seeing Rousseau's backstory, we we know, like, okay, the sickness that you would be quarantined from in terms of the swan isn't the same thing she's talking about when she says the sickness. Right. Uh, so that was a new piece of information. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. so I think, yeah, it makes those two things kind of separate. Yeah, it doesn't seem like whatever Rousseau's sickness was is something that's just, like, floating in the air. Yeah, no, no, no. That you can just, um, that you can get just by, like, breathing in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, that that yeah, that's a problem. I mean, maybe going forward they're gonna just like separate those things, even though they seem to be connected. 
Yeah, at the time, you know. Um, uh, it would work, you know. It would work. Yeah, sorry, that just popped in my head when when uh, when uh, just thinking about Dan being grazed, and I'm like, wow, Rizinski could have been the one to kill him, and then, but wait, blah blah blah, and I was like, oh wait. So anyway, talking about this scene, um, what happens? Nothing much. No, no, it's just, you know, continuing the journey to the hostiles. The fence, they go, they, they go through the fence. Mm-hmm. A little more um, than So if Saeed was waiting, he can go now. He can go now. There it is. Finally. He's like, oh, jeez. About bloody time. <laughs> um, okay, so next scene. Um, yeah, next scene. Juliet and Sawyer pack. Uh, the alarm sounds. Outside, uh, Hurley and Jen have already packed, and they see uh, Radzinski and some men with guns going to Lafleur's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For a couple drinks? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Feels like a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Going to the floor. The floor. Hey, going to the floors? Yeah, yeah. I'll see you there. Yeah. Happy hour, man. <laughs> Happy hour, the floors. The floors. <laughs> Add it to the list of hundred things. Yeah. Yeah. The floors. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I felt the need to say Lafleur's because you know. Anyway, that's hey, and for them, that's where they're going. Yeah, that's the point. That was the yeah. Point. Um, Radzinski, uh, uh goes into Story's house and asks uh, asks him where he's been. Um, Radzinski says they've been infiltrated. Then he uh, he hears Phil in the closet. Um, after he uh, goes over and uh, actually sees that it's Phil in there, he uh, pulls his gun on Sawyer and Juliet and tells them to get, up, get, to get on the ground, uh, and they uh, comply. All right. Yeah. I'll give you $100 if you tell me the reference of Take It Easy, Stu. What? When Rosinski comes in and says, before, where have you been? Sawyer says, whoa, 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 take it easy, Stu. That's a reference? I don't know. I'm telling, I'll give you $100 if you tell me what that's from, why he calls him Stu. Isn't his, isn't his name Stuart? Oh, is it? Stuart Rosinski. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then you get the 100 bucks. <laughs> nice. Simple game. I forgot we knew his first name. I'm not sure if that's right, but that's that's what I'm trying to say. That right. Now you say it. I just thought it was a, a Sawyer nickname <laughs> or a reference. And I'm like, take it what easy, Stu. Yeah, I'm like, take it easy, Stu. What yeah, is according from? to Lostpedia, that is his first name. All right. Yeah. <laughs> take it easy, Stu. <laughs> that's a good phrase. Like Even though phrase. it's not a reference, it should be. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just, you know, sounded like a thing. 
I think we should all go out and try to use that in our I, daily I, lives. Because I'm like, you know, he busted in there like Stu did, or you know, like, <laughs> right, like Stu right. would do. You know, hey. take it easy, take it easy, Stu. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. It's not that crazy, but it should be. Maybe, maybe when when someone excitedly asks you where you've been, you could say, "Take it easy, Stu." Mhm. Yeah. There you that's go. That's the usage. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, I'll try to try to work that in. <laughs> Next time somebody does that. Um. So, uh, what do you? Uh, uh I don't know. Can, uh, do you have any speculation about um, what's going to happen with this? Uh, with this bit. Well, I think Sawyer's going to wrestle the gun away from from Rosinski and shoot him and kill him. Oh, wait. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, okay. I think, let me see. Let me let me put the brain to the test here. What, are the, what do we got? Where's Miles? That's the question. That's my first question. Oh, God. Miles, Miles is with Hurley. Miles is with Hurley. Yeah, they're, they're outside. going to the beach. I think Miles and Hurley are going to help rescue Sawyer and Juliet. Um, you know, maybe those two guys with Rosinski will get shot, uh, something like that. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think Miles and Hurley will, will help them out. Okay. I mean, I can see Sawyer and Juliet taking those guys on their own, but they're, they're at a disadvantage, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough position. You know, Horace hasn't been around, has he? No, I mean, I Nor guess has uh, Ben's dad was. We saw Horace. What in the? Was he? He was, was in the, the last episode? episode. Was it the last one? Yeah, Circle of Trust and all that. That was the last. Oh one. yeah! Wow, that was in like five episodes ago. No, it's just it's been two weeks. So. Oh, that's right. It feels like it wasn't the last one. Yeah, it feels but like it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think he's due to show up at some point. Um, so maybe he'll be a distra- He'll show up as a distraction and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on here?" And then uh, as as they try to figure it out, uh, you know, maybe Jen. I'm uh, not Jen, but oh, Jen's around too. Where's Jen? Yeah, yeah, Jen. Uh, Jen's presumably packing or something. Yeah, Jen. Yeah, I, I, Jen, Miles, and Hurley. They they help. They help out. I think that's what's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. They gotta. They gotta get out of there somehow. It's weird because yeah. that whole Ben situation, like that's what the Phil thing is about. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not even what this is about. No. You know? Like what's going on now? Like has nothing to do with the Ben situation. Yeah, that's what's weird. Is like. They don't even, yeah, like, they haven't even heard from Phil yet that, like, the whole Ben thing is, a, uh, is a, you know, is a whole separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, uh, it's weird that that's still in play. Like, I guess he's still with the others, and his dad is still, like, hanging around, drinking, and being suspicious, <laughs> and, you know. Uh, but they got other stuff going on, so I guess he's just, you know, I don't know. Jack pacified him or something. I guess that's the idea. But uh, um, but it's strange that that, you know, that that's still going on. Like, he hasn't come back. There's no resolution. Yeah. That, you know. 
Um, he may, in fact, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe. Oh my God! Don't tell me that Jack and Kate are gonna get Ben and bring him back to Dharma. Ugh. Oh man. Oh no. Oh man. No. <laughs> Seems likely in my book at this point. Yeah. You know, maybe not, but that seems like something that could happen. Yeah. A way to make up for what she did. She gets to bring him back. and hmm And he's all better now. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I hate it when you guess things. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes I guess things that make sense, and it's all lame. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. uh, It's just a bit of a dangling thread. Um, And Saeed, of course, is still out there. That whole Mm -hmm. thing, it just never really got resolved. No. And they just moved on to other things. They get busy. Yeah, they did. They're oh, they're very busy. Um. Okay, so yeah, I agree. I think they'll probably uh, rescue them. Um, I I wish I could say more, but I mean, I have no idea. I really don't know what they're gonna do or how this is gonna work out. So. Um. All right, you'll have to turn in your neon sign that says "Insights Here." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> I don't know why I have this thing. <laughs> I don't know either, but um, I'm sure it sounded like a great idea when you ordered it. <laughs> <sighs> it did, it did. Um, okay, so you ready for the next scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a biggie. Um... So in the next scene, uh, Jack, Kay, and Dan take a rest in the jungle. Jack asks Dan why we don't belong here, and Dan tells him, sit down, kids, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> in, in about four hours, the Dharma f- folks at the Swan worksite, they're going to drill into the ground and accidentally tap into a massive pocket of energy. The result of the release of this energy would be catastrophic. So, in order to contain it, they're going to have to cement the entire area in, like Chernobyl. And this containment, this place they built over it, I believe you called it the hatch, the swan hatch. Because of this one accident, these people are going to spend the next 20 years keeping that energy at bay by pressing a button, a button that your friend Desmond will one day fail to push and that will cause your plane, Oceanic A-15, to crash on this island. And because your plane crashed, a freighter will be sent to this island, a freighter I was on, and Charlotte was on, and so forth. This entire chain of events is going to start happening this afternoon, but we can change that. I studied relativistic physics my entire life. One thing merged over and over. Can't change the past. Can't do it. Whatever happened, happened. All right. But then I finally realized I had been spending so much time focused on the constants, I forgot about the variables. Do you know what the variables in these equations are, Jack? Jackson. No. No. Thank you. <laughs> Faraday, us. We're the variables. People. We think. We reason. We make choices. We have free will. We can change our destiny. I think I can negate that energy under the swan. I think I can destroy it. 
if I can, then that hatch will never be built, and your plane, your plane will land just like it's supposed to in Los Angeles. And just how exactly do you plan on destroying this energy? <laughs> okay, I'm going to detonate a hydrogen bomb. <gasps> what? Can't worry. Worried look. <laughs> um, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried. This so, is how I look. Hearing you recap, or I should say reiterate, um, Faraday's speech here uh, gave me an idea. <laughs> okay. I know I hate how I guess things, uh, but I'm going to attempt to guess something. Hey, um, that's what we do. It's good. I, I really I really loved the explanation, and then Dan says, you know, the result of this energy, the release of it will be catastrophic. So they're going to cont- – in order to contain they're going to cement the area in. And, I, and that just seems like – that never made sense to me how that just that was a fix. We'll just put cement over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he goes like Chernobyl, and you think, oh, here's a World War reference. Okay, great. Here's mm-hmm. an example. It works for that. And I'm thinking, okay, well, Chernobyl was like you know, the, you know, covering nuclear radiation, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking nuclear radiation. I'm thinking hydrogen bomb. And I'm thinking maybe the place that they buried Jughead is the work site. Of the swan. Mm-hmm. So that, so that when he tries, you know, the idea of negating this energy is not like he's got to go dig up Jughead, whatever it is, and bring it to the swan, and you know, ignite it or something. Um, but that it's already in that place. Mm-hmm. It's already, you know, sort of the same place. And the idea of covering up radiation with with cement, you know. Right. So that's my idea. Wait. So what? Uh, I, I'm I'm a little confused. What is it again? That Jughead is is at the same spot as, as the Swan site. Oh. Okay. 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 And, but is there more? Well, just that it's it's sort of related to that maybe that's why that energy is there because the bomb is there, something to do with that. That it's not sort of a coincidence that where they buried Jughead is where this energy is that they are building the swan on top of. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm just thinking, you know, Dan wants to, you know, blow up Jughead. Uh, and I guess it doesn't have to be in the same spot, but it seems like it doesn't make sense to me that they would really go dig it up and, like, try to move it somewhere. Um, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, that would be uh, weird. So... um do you think they're actually going to detonate a hydrogen bomb on Lost? I do. Really? I think there's no other reason for Jughead to be around if it's not going to go off. Uh, you know, as they say, uh, hydrogen bomb at go. the beginning of the season goes off at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, don't get to say that too often in that context. No. That was no. a nice one. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, 
I think it. I think. Uh, I think quote. there's some strange symmetry there. With if Jughead is at the site of the Swan Station where the energy is, and he detonates it, and it uh, like it doesn't neutralize the energy, but it uh, it allow because here's the thing, you know, he says they covered it up with cement, but um, but something has to happen before they covered up with cement. Or else there's no reason to cover it up, right? Right. Like, because it seems like he's saying there was an incident, and in order to, because of the incident, they had to put cement over it. But then he's also kind of saying if the incident happened, you know, they don't want the incident to happen, so they're going to put cement over the area. Right? Or am I reading that wrong? Um, wait, I'm sorry. You're going to drill into the ground and accidentally tap into a massive pocket of energy. So, so first you have no cement. Yeah, so first they're drilling into the ground, and and they're going to drill and accidentally tap into the energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is, which is the incident? Yeah. And then they're gonna cut. And then they're gonna. Oh no, this is bad. We don't want this release, so we're gonna cover it up mm-hmm. with with cement. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, there's the button thing. And then and then have to press the button. Um. But uh, wait, where am I confused then? Hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm also confused. Yeah, I forget. There's some. Uh, I don't know. It's a minor point. I get. I think I'm confused about the fact that he's trying to stop this from happening versus the the fact that it ha- it's going to happen. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Sort of, he's sort of wrong. It seems like the thought should occur to him that whatever he's going to do might sort of play a pivotal role in the incident. Yeah. Right. You know, he should at least think that through before he decides this is going to change things. Yeah, didn't didn't we mention that before about something? That exact idea of like, you know, you're supposed to be somewhere and this big thing's going to happen, and so you try to get there, but you, but it was I'm sure something with a character where it was the same thing where they didn't seem to think that. Uh, oh, it was. Oh, I'm sorry. This was heroes. Maybe that was Heroes. <laughs> Uh-oh. I remember this this part of Heroes in, like, season one or two or something where, like, this virus, like, they had a vision of the future where everyone was, so many people died because of this virus that was released. And so they knew when the virus was going to be released. And so, you know, some of the characters go to sort of to where the virus is to stop it from being released, mm-hmm. but don't sort of think, oh, my God, this is the exact moment when the virus is released and we're going to go get it. Maybe we're the ones right. who help get it released, mm-hmm. and which is kind of what happened, uh-huh. you know. But but it's uh, but yeah. Sorry, I guess that was a hero thing, not a lost thing. Wow. But the same sort of thing of like, here's a big event, and you're gonna try to do something about it. But it's like, maybe what you try to do is the thing that makes it happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. I I find it hard to imagine them actually detonating a hydrogen bomb. Like, I just I just can't envision that actually happening. I agree. Well, I mean, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a traditional explosion. I mean, I think it's it's gonna just interact with the energy, and then like you know, we'll see something. We won't see. I don't think we'll see a mushroom cloud. You know what I mean? I don't think it's gonna have the effect of a bomb really going off on the island. Okay. I think it'll it'll be the thing that pushes them out of that time frame and and puts them, you know, gives the island the energy to push them towards in 2007 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not that it's going to be the bombs are really going to go off and they have to deal with fallout and radiation. Yeah, and, that's that's what no, I'm no, imagining no, 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 no. and like no, no, just no. like complete destruction of like a huge area of the jungle. Yeah. Um that I think the evidence for would still be there um, in, oh, like, totally. 20 years. Um, like Adam and Eve, I see by the radio decay that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I was imagining a mushroom cloud, so... Um, uh, no, I mean, that's why I think Jughead is where this energy is, because he's trying to he's trying to make it inert, you know, um, and he knows how to do that, apparently. Yeah. Under the Tempest. Um, right. And, uh, so that's the thing I would, I would imagine the bomb needs to go off where the energy is. Um, not that that has to be true, but, uh, I feel like if it doesn't go off where the energy is, then yeah, you'd get a mushroom cloud. And I don't think we're going to get a mushroom cloud. That's silly. They're not going to deal with radiation. I mean, yeah. They're not, I mean, there's no. I mean, I think probably a hydrogen bomb would take out the whole island. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a serious bomb. Yeah. Uh, and that, I guess that's why I have a hard time imagining them actually going that far. Um, but yeah, I guess if they find a way to where it uh, somehow doesn't doesn't have that kind of problems uh, associated with it, and I agree, if they're going to bring it on stage, you know. They better at least try to do something with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no way it's just going to be like Jughead is just buried on the island forever. Yeah. And that's the end of that story. I mean, that didn't go any. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's crappy if they if they did. Like, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I don't mind. I don't mind if it doesn't go off, if they actually try to make it go off. Like, if they actually just do something. I mean, the fact that they brought it up again, that it's going to be a thing, I mean, that's good, you know. Yeah. That was but good. I don't think they, I mean. Planning. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know if they want the threat of the bomb going off in the future to be a thing. You know, like, if, if they don't make it actually go off now, like. Then it'll be for the rest of the season. Ah, like, right. The bomb could go off at any time. I because see. it was already leaking in the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they're gonna, you know, then if they do whatever they do now, that doesn't make it go off. But they, you know, it's like I, I think they just have to go ahead and fire that gun. You know. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 and I think they would really like to have a show where they could say they made a hydrogen bomb go off. You know. And maybe along, along with time travel and all this other crap. Maybe the decaying of the bomb will will make it be like not as powerful as it originally was. Mhm. Mhm. You know, like it'll be big, you big enough to do the job, but not like, you know. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine the full force. 
the the electromagnetism is going to dull the whole thing. Yeah. And we're we're just going to get a light show, or we're going to get you know something crazy from the island, but not mm-hmm. like nothing, nothing, nothing a real traditional bomb would would give us. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's the part I couldn't imagine. I guess if they don't do that, then I can imagine it again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, and I think the the fact that the Swan Station imploded, there's a symmetry there with the fact that it might explode in some sort of sense here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know. Oh, God. They can do that. <laughs> Forgot it did implode, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Swan. I can't believe we're back to you again. Yeah, we thought we left forever. <laughs> Now we get to see the Swan Station as a baby. We do. <laughs> we get to see everyone as a baby, You're even right. the station. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's little Swan Hatch. Little, little Swan Hatch. Little Hatchy. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> wow. I have to say, though, well, okay, I have to say a lot of things. Number one. We, you already brought this up. I'm just going to reiterate. They're already building the Swan Hatch. Why? <laughs> um, what? Go. Why are they building it now, you're saying? Yeah, they're uh, they're building it. They're already building it. Uh-huh. And you're saying, you're, what, you, what do you mean? Why? Why are they Why? building it? Why are they building the Swan? What's the purpose? As opposed, oh, you mean you mean why are they building it in general, or why are they building it now? Oh God, I don't know. Like, like as if, as if you, I mean, do you, are you? Because I, I think I thought you were saying you expected the station to be built later in time, based on some other evidence or something. No, I'm just saying that. Oh yes, sorry. The answer is yes to that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, because uh, my impression was, well, actually, I had various, like, you know, um, well, anyway, I, I thought that the incident was connected with the building of the swan. Seems like it is. Well, it seems like, it seems like it is, sort of, but they've already started, and the incident hasn't happened yet, so that means that there was a plan for the swan that didn't involve dealing with the fallout from the incident. Oh, as you're just saying, like they would have, they would have built a swan and not had the button or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like what, what would that, what would what they're building now have been if the incident hadn't happened? Well, what did, what does Dharma say the swan station was for? Um, I mean, I think I think they were building. I mean, maybe I think they were building to study the energy there. Yeah. And okay. then and then they they went too far when they were digging and okay. created the incident. And now they have to press the button. And I don't know how much studying they got done after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I think the studying was over. I can't decide, honestly, because I think before I was making the case that, because it, it seems like when they were digging the orchid that they didn't really know the energy was there. Yeah. So I'm a little I'm a little shaky on how much they really knew, but I think in general the idea is they were digging on these two spots because they saw the energy there. 
Uh, I mean, the the clever fellow was the. I mean, that was the whole impetus to find the island was the energy. Yeah, so, uh, so hopefully they were building the swan there because of the energy there to study it. Um, but that, of course, goes back to, you know, do you have to be on top of it to study it or whatever? And, and none of the okay. instruments seem like they were really doing that in there. I don't know. I guess I always thought that the swan existed and then the incident happened and then, um, you know, and then they, and then they, put this button thing in and just quit doing whatever the swan was built for. Yeah, the incident had seemed like it was somewhere else or something. Or Yeah. But, uh, but now that it seems like it's at the swan station, then it's, you know. Yeah, now it kind of seems like, well, it definitely, I mean, they haven't built that much of it. It seems like what's going to happen is that the swan is, like, barely being built. The incident's going to happen, and then, uh, you know, they'll change the swan until yeah. into what it, becomes and so it never becomes the original version you know it was never designed to do the original thing it wasn't its destiny right and the swan is just gonna have to realize that no matter how badly it wants to play piano it just wasn't its destiny exactly Um, i will say as a as a season one reference as a weird season one reference this this idea of pouring concrete over the area is is one of the uh, I guess season two sorry two, two yeah. thing uh, beginning you know, of the season whole, two though so close yeah the whole thing with uh, you know them seeing the cement what was it Jack and Saeed mm-hmm. yeah when oh, they crawled man, into the so thing. long ago that was yeah, a really crawled, long time ago they called this thing and Saeed's uh, Saeed's necklace or something mm-hmm. that was flying floating with the magnetism and everything and. And they never figured out what that was about. No. They never knew what was behind there. No. Uh, they assumed, you know, whatever. But uh, but this is this is that. This is the pouring of the concrete we might yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. It's like, God, just write a message in it, you know, with your finger to Saeed and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that'd be nice. And weird. Crazy. That'd be weird. Um, yeah, they... Uh, yeah, that was one of those dangling threads that I really didn't think they were ever going to really get to. I really I really didn't think the swan was that important. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought it was just a diversion for season 2, but uh now that we have this whole season that um that's with Dharma and seems to be leading up to the incident, it really uh it really makes that swan stuff like a little more uh vital. To the story. Or or is it just a second diversion? Ooh, diversion number two. <laughs> Look at that. And I, then you have to ask yourself, does two diversions make a good, you know, story thread or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, how much is it going to matter? In the, I mean, honestly, I think the big thing is the show is really just about a, a, a finite series of events and, and people and how they relate to each other. Uh, and the swan is part of that, you know. Right. But I guess I thought it was more, I thought it was more, um, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, I thought it, I thought it was more frivolous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, than, than it apparently is like yeah. to, to the, to the overall story of the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, 
all this stuff makes me realize, or at least think that uh, that uh, that Ben really didn't know about the button. Yeah. Like it seems like that they really the others kind of had no idea of like, you know, potentially they could have just destroyed you know Dharma could have just destroyed the island and they wouldn't have known. Mhm. You know. Yeah. Which is weird. Which is a good reason for not having Dharma being on the island. Right. Because <laughs> you might come here and destroy it. No, I promise. We'll take care of it. That's what you say. Yeah. But then who's cleaning up the poop? Ooh. Who's cleaning up the poop? Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking about all this stuff with the button and and, uh, and then Ben and his whole thing of did he know, didn't he know? Oh, God. You know, um, and I just don't, I don't see how the, he could, you know? Um, yeah, I guess that's the point now. It's a little weird, I must say, um, because, well, so, I mean, the others moved into a lot of Dharma places, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, we saw him doing that, um, and, you know, they seem to be able to use them more or less, um, the, the weird thing about the swan is we did see at one point, um, we did see Ben in the, in the pearl, um, looking in on, on the swan before, he oh, was, that's right. before he was kidnapped, and so, uh, so he didn't know that such a place existed. He didn't necessarily know about the button. I, I agree. I, you know, yeah. um, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been that hard to find out. The thing that always bothered me, of course, is uh, that after the purge, uh, that that place just sat there for mm-hmm. you know like twelve years apparently, um, uh. With with Kelvin uh, and Radzinski, and then and then Kelvin and Desmond, and then just Desmond. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just sat there for twelve years. Like I just I, yeah. I, I feel like the others knew it was there and just never messed with it for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, maybe... like I feel like they could have found out about the button in theory. Like he really, they could have, but they didn't. They didn't. Maybe they didn't find they didn't find the pearl until more recently or something. Till later yeah. in that timeline, and then they found out about it, but they didn't really. I mean, to me, I feel like going through all of Dharma's papers and stuff. They should have. I mean, yeah. you know, found out something about you know. Yeah, what I mean, going the flame had that like basement with all those files yeah. in there, and you know that that was how. Um, that was how they found the the uh the barracks um yeah you know uh once I went through that and so yeah there's a ton of stuff down there and you know the orientation videos are there if you want to watch them uh mm-hmm. and uh it it really i mean for as secret as everything is i mean you know their secrecy is pretty loose i think yeah and so it seems to me that you know, people could know 70s about... It's 70s secrecy. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know what that means, but I agree. I think it fits. Um, uh, so, I feel like they... I feel like they could have known. 
um, if they had taken the initiative, but totally they just didn't find out. So it does it does seem as though he didn't know. Yeah, which is just weird because it's like, man, as much stuff as you end up doing, you know, it's just like here's one thing you really should have been involved in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he even goes out on a limb. It's just, you know, just tells Locke, like, I don't think it does anything. I don't think you should push it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Yikes. he he does know, he should know something about Dharma and what they are doing and, you know, yeah, something about um, the properties of the island and all that. He should know this could be serious business. Well, here's a question that you won't want to answer. That's what I'm saying. Even if he doesn't know what it does, what? Did the island know about the button? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Because it's in the island's interest to know whether or not there's a button that stops it from blowing up. Yeah, I would say so. You know, the island really should know about the button. You think so? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. What are the what are the island's <laughs> limitations? I I want to say know. I want to say if you build a building on the island, the island knows about it. But does it know what the building's for and what the button can do or does or does the, does the island know that that uh you know that its energy is at the verge of being released? Yeah, like and, I feel like the island ought to know about the incident. Yeah. Because um, it seems like the incident is really tied in with the island itself. Maybe the incident is what causes the others to want to kill Dharma. Because they're like, holy crap, they almost blew us all up. They Mm -hmm. need to go. Yeah, I can buy that. And then that's when they recruit Ben to do, or Ben volunteers or something, or, Mm -hmm. you know. That'd be a good reason. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Yeah, I could see that. Although it seems like they wait a while. Yeah, they wait a while. But uh news, news travel slow on the island. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um uh, Yeah, so that part seems weird. I also wonder, you know, if they're gonna have an evacuation, I wonder what uh what Dharma life is like after the incident. Mhm. You know. I don't know if we're ever really gonna know that if we just kinda zap out of there. Um but I'm just curious, well, you know. there were a lot of people dead during the purge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, uh, but what, here's a question. Were they all guys? Or were there were there women who were dead, too? Uh, I'm pretty sure there were some women there, yeah. 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 No kids. I'm sure we, there weren't any kids. I don't think they show kids, no. Okay. No. I mean, there were kids. But, you know, part of the weird thing is that, uh, yeah, is that they showed, you know, they skipped years, and they, they when when Ben was a kid, you know, there were all kinds of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's an adult, I mean, it's one scene, and when he's a, an adult, the purge is about to happen. We barely really see anybody. I mean, we see like yeah. you know all the all the people down on the lawn and stuff like that, but like you know. They they don't get the chance to really say or not say, you know, who all's there or if anybody's left or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, what's weird is, you know, 
there's there's a lot of dead Dharma people in the in the grave, you know. Um, so I don't know how many people are going to really evacuate uh, when if there's not, you know if there's an actual evacuation because I don't think there's a ton of pe- Dharma people there, but there are quite a few bodies in that grave. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think some people leave. You know, I think like yeah. Miles and his mom and uh, maybe the people uh, with Charlie. kids leave, except for Roger. What? So maybe the people with kids leave. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Except for Roger. Roger being kind of a special case, maybe, because yeah. Ben might not even be there when they when they're supposed to leave. Yeah. With their kids. Um, I will say this: the sub is back, so but you can I all do, get on it anytime. I I really wonder. Yeah, that's good. Um, I wonder if the doctor's back from the Looking Glass. <laughs> the internist. Yeah. Yeah. Something tells me we might not see him anymore. Something tells me you're right. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. He's with Bonnie and Greta now. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <sighs> Bonnie and Greta. God. Uh, what was I talking about? Lost my train of thought. Um... Uh, oh, you're talking about um, something. Um, shit. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Oh well. Uh. Oh. Is that what I want to say? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 that was it, that was it. So uh, I, I also wonder about Ben's situation, you know, uh, how he's going to be able to just come back to Dharma, um, you know, after this time, like how, you know, how that's really going to work. You know, if he's, What do you mean? Like, is he just going to be able to show back up and, you know... Be the outcast that he was before he left? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess, well, I don't know what's going to happen to Phil, but, like, Phil knows that, you know, they took him out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if he shows back up, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I, I guess I guess the rest of them just don't know. Maybe most people don't even care or know he's gone, and so it's not even an <laughs> issue. Who's gone? Um, that Linus kid? Whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess at the very least, I can wonder what his dad will think. Yeah. When he shows back up. <laughs> um, that Linus kid is gone. Good riddance. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not a lot of people invested in whether or not Ben is around. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I was just thinking if they knew he was with the hostiles. You know, yeah, that it, they wouldn't necessarily welcome him back. That's going to be inner circle information. I see. Yeah, they're not going to tell everybody that. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, the timeline still bothers me, um, but never mind that. Um, 
Okay, so I wanted to say something else about, yeah, okay. So Faraday says that people are the variables, um, and they're the reason that um, that they can change things um, because they have free will. Um, uh, so uh, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to say because he's, I don't know if he's right. (laughs) Um, I think, I think in terms of what he's saying here in context, you know, of the variables and, um, You know, maybe his equations have to do with events, and it all seems locked down. But then, but then the people are the variables. Um, you know, but that's the whole thing of free will. You know, and that's the thing. Like in, in their in their from their perspective of the present in the seventies, they have free will. You know, um, but. Uh, but they are going to make some choice. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how much does the universe in, uh, factor into what's going on here. Like, they, maybe they have free will, but the universe course corrects, you know. So you have both <laughs> both things going on. Right. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't think I don't think free will is incompatible with whatever happened happened. Mm-hmm. Or you can't change the past because the choices that you make by free will determine what happens. And yeah, the problem comes in when you talk about destiny, though, I think. He's, he's saying we have free will and, and change, you know, we can change our destiny. But destiny is like, destiny is, the, you know, this is where you're supposed to end up. And he's saying we can change that. But, you know, if you can change it, then it's not your destiny. Right. And, yeah, I I mean, I guess I, I'm saying that just because they have free will doesn't mean they can change things. I Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I feel like... You know, the free will's already done its work. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, from the perspective of them in the present, yes, they have free will and they can do whatever they want, but... You know, if you step back and look at it from the future, then then they made their choices, they made their decisions. Uh, these are the things that happened because of their free will, and it, yeah. you know, it's sort of a perspective thing. So it's like, yeah, you've got free will, but it doesn't mean that you know you're going to do anything differently than you would have already done. I mean, to a certain degree, it's you know, when you make decisions, the brain is you know evaluating input and pros and cons and you know, that's that's sort of an equation. And if you have the same thing, you would probably choose the same, you know, mm-hmm. same set of circumstances, you would probably do the same thing, you know. So yeah. uh, that, you know, that, that makes sense. So um, I don't know. He says he thinks he can negate the energy in the swan. I just love the fact that he thinks he can, that he's willing to risk detonating a hydrogen bomb uh, just on the off chance that it will get them back to where they're going to, you know, whatever. 
But it also could just, you know, kill them all then and there in their presence that <laughs> that, that they can't die, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I have to say one of my one of my nightmares for Lost is I know getting, this one. is getting to a point in the show where someone wakes up and goes, "Oh my God, I just had the craziest dream," and it's like you know mm-hmm. the first five seasons, or they wake up and it's a you know we find out it's a it's a science experiment and they were they were probing them with different stimuli to see how they would react or mm-hmm. you know Hurley's in the mental institution and imagining friends and uh you know in his crazy delusional state any anything of that sort i guess um for me would be would be just a nightmare direction um yeah. for the show to go in and i think the idea that they you know, they prevent the incident, they prevent the plane crash, and basically negate the entire show up to this point uh, would be only slightly better than my nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, like, you know, whatever, it, it sort of happened, but they changed it. Um, uh, but I really hope they don't succeed. I really don't want them to undo uh, the events of the show so far. I, I really... Yeah. I mean, they really can't. I mean, honestly, I feel like you can't take how far these characters have come. You can't take, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Sun and Jin wouldn't have the relationship they have now, you know, if, you know, if this didn't happen. I mean, there's been so much character growth and, and, and stuff. I, I, I don't know what you would gain by, what they would gain by saying, Oh yeah, by the way, none of this happened and all of the yeah. all the experiences and the people and the Shit. and the jokes and the nicknames and the and the interactions, yeah, none of that ever happened. And then and, but then what? Then you start from square one and their their planes land safely and then we get to see what the rest of what you know, some portion of their life would have of each of their lives after this and it's just normal, you know, like that's all it is. Claire Claire gets the baby adopted and that's it and you know, Kate keeps running, and Jack, you know, uh, buries his dad, and 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 maybe never recovers. Well, Kate's caught. Kate might just go to jail. Oh, that's right. Kate's already caught. Yeah, so Kate just goes to jail. Um, He's not getting any sympathy this time. Yeah, because she did. I I really don't see that happening. I, I don't. I mean, I I think what's going to yeah. happen is they're going to try to negate the future. Um, but what's going to end up happening is the incident, which is going to send them to 2007. Okay. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, that's – I didn't even think about that part of it, um, uh, but it's it's good to point out, um, you know, hey, Dan, some of the things that happened as a result of the plane crash were good things. Yeah. That you don't want to negate. Totally. <laughs> you know, um uh, it was bad in some ways, but you, you know, um, for for example, uh, Locke wouldn't be able to walk if the plane had yeah. crashed. I really think his goal should be. I mean, it's funny because he came there saying, "We need to get to my mom. You guys don't belong here." It seems like he's saying, "We need to get you to 2007." But then he comes in this scene. And he's like, "We're just going to negate the whole thing." And it's like, "No, wait, dude. We just want you to get us to 2007. Then we're fine." We yeah. chose to come back to the island. We chose to come back here, and and for whatever reason, but we wanted to do it in 2007. So you know, I mean, that, obviously that's where they need to be, but uh, but it's weird that he goes so far as to say we're going to negate the whole the whole thing, the whole chain of events. 
Um, yeah. When at first he was just saying, you know, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, I, I, it is, it is, and I just, I mean, he made a lot of assumptions. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I, I kind of think this is one of those things, like the Saeed episode, where someone has to come along and like give this a try, mm-hmm. um, because it's you know because it's interesting and it's good story material, and you know it's it's kind of weird if no one ever really messes with the possibility of mm-hmm. um, of doing something um, different in the past, uh, but it just. I I just I get really nervous when there's talk of the plane never crashed. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's something I really well, hope never happens on the show. If, if, if that happens, then Desmond never pushes the button, and that's the only great thing he's ever going to do. So right. I, mean, I, I mean, you can't. They can't have it both ways. You know, they can't negate these things that were fate and have to happen this way. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think they can negate that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I and, and I and I and I just you know I keep wanting to think how much does, of this does Dan believe, and how much is he just trying to make things happen? You know. Yeah. You know, is he giving them this hope, this false hope that they can change everything, just so because he knows that push? You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know how how he's playing it. Is this is he holding back, or is he just telling them everything he really thinks? I get the sense he's telling them what he really thinks. I do too. The problem is, I think he's wrong. Right. Me too. <laughs> And I want him to be, you know, he has that line of when he says, you know, he's he's just trying to get these things to happen, and it's I, I wonder how far are we supposed to take that? Yeah, yeah. Because he's telling them, you know, presumably what they want to hear. So, and I don't know if he's saying that because that's what they want to hear, and he wants their help, or if it's like that's what he really thinks. He can do, and I mean, it definitely seems to be coming off honestly, but mm-hmm. but I think he's wrong. So yeah, and it's weird to have him be wrong about the thing he's an yeah. expert on. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I, that that's that's sort of what I want it to be because I just you know I really don't want him to be right, even though he should be right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that yeah. Would be, how about this, like? If he if he never went back in in time, then you know Jughead would have exploded or something like you know. Mm-hmm. Then he's got. I mean, it's just yeah. Just leave yeah. time travel alone, ladies. I know. Gentlemen. Yeah. Just leave it alone. You can't really untangle that. You you know for whatever they gain, there's there's stuff that's lost, and mm-hmm. uh, it isn't necessarily worth uh, sacrificing that stuff. Um, there's a great what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say there's a great Star Trek Voyager episode about this called Relativity. It's a very great episode. Oh no! All about what you said about you know trying to untangle things and what you know gaining things and losing things and and messing with time. It's a great episode. 
Yeah, there was kind of a there was kind of a next generation episode about that. Um uh the one where he gets uh, uh um when he's younger, he gets stabbed by the whatever guy, uh stabbed in the heart and and so he has to get a fake heart and uh and then and then that heart has problems in the future and Oh yeah. So Q gives him a chance to go back in the past and uh and and avoid the being stabbed. But then the result of that is that he just he stays as a lieutenant or something. He never becomes captain because he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't have the whatever the forthrightness or something or the character quality that that he needed to yeah. become who he was. And so he became this sort of you know frail uh, shell of uh, uh, of the person that uh, that we knew. And and so the, you know that event, even though it was bad, you know it was pivotal in his mm-hmm. development. So anyway, it was, a, it was you know. A small scale thing like that. Yeah, I just remember the episode is it's it's uh, the two part year of hell. It's not relativity. That was a different time travel episode. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. But uh, anyway, um, Trekkie alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Voyager yet, but uh, I'll get to it. You'll get to it. <clears throat> So uh, anyway, that was a good it. episode. I don't remember what it was called. I'm not quite enough of a fan to get it's to probably that called level. Q something, right? <laughs> yeah, something <it's>... Q. <laughs> Some yeah. sort of pun with Q. Something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, easy enough to guess. Okay, so let's see. Are you ready for the next scene? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Next scene. Thank you. Uh, uh, the next scene is a flashback to the uh, Marina Medical Center. Uh, we'll go back to the scene we started with uh, oh so long ago with Hawking and Penny. We pick up where we left off. Um, Hawking came to apologize for Desmond getting in the middle of a larger conflict. Benny Penny asks if uh, Desmond will be okay. Hawking says, for the first time in a long time, she doesn't know what's going to happen next. Nurses enter and tell Penny that Desmond is okay. So she goes to see uh, Desmond and Hawking leaves. Um, uh, Then we see uh, Penny uh, going to uh, Desmond's bed uh, as Desmond recovers from the gunshot. Desmond said he promised to never leave her again, and they kiss. Outside, uh, Widmore approaches Hawking and asks if Des is okay. Um, Hawking says yes and tells him to say hello to his daughter. Widmore says that his relationship with Penny is one of the things he had to sacrifice. Hawking says, don't talk to me about sacrifice. Uh, she, um, sorry. She had to send her son back to the island, knowing full well that. But Widmore interrupts and says, he's my son too, Eloise. Hawking slaps Widmore and gets in a cab. All right. Boom. Boom, lost. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that was a lost moment there. Um... I don't know what Miss Hawking means when she says for the first time in a long time I don't know what's going to happen next. Partially because I don't I don't really know why she, she knew sort of the what happened before. 
that um, that seems like a that seems like a reference to the thing with Desmond, where she knew that the guy was about to get killed. Mm-hmm. And and that they're trying to say that you know she's been able to do that. Well, I, I got the sense they're saying, you know, now that she's sent Dan to go back, um, well, go to the island, which will he will eventually go back and pass to get killed. Um, like this, that she knew, somehow she knew about these events and what people were supposed to be doing because, you know, um, sort of instigated by her being, you know, young on the island and, and seeing her son get shot by herself, you know, and sort of then she, you know, whatever she investigates after that, she realizes this entire chain of events. She actually has the kid and then she does the whole thing. We saw the backstory, but, um, but I mean, they're not saying it's some power she had, right? Yeah, I, I guess not. I, I don't uh, think she's supposed to have a power. Yeah, I just... I feel like she sort of knew what was going to happen in a general sense because of, you know, whatever, from seeing her son come back in time, whatever led her to, you know, whatever she investigated because of that and got into because of that over the years, you know, she was sort of pieced things together, but now the circle has been complete, that she sort of passed the point of which that, you know, she has relevant information, but I just, I'm just... I don't know, I'm a little confused on how how her killing Dan and him being there is going to really it leads her to you know who she becomes in terms of having all this information and stuff. Mhm. Yeah, no, that's completely unclear. And there's also the fact that as you pointed out, if you look at the timeline, this is actually like 3 years after she sent him. Mhm. Yeah. So you know, it, she should have been saying the first time in a long time three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what's weird is the scenes play out like they're happening, you know, yeah. like she just sent him. but Yeah, so I, I that makes me – I was going to say this, but then I forgot. Now I remembered again. Um, that was my journey right there. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, look at that. Uh, an issue related to the timeline. So – uh, ben shot Desmond, and Desmond's in the hospital because of that. I mean, this is this can't be too far from uh, where all that went down. Um, mm-hmm. And Widmore's here. Widmore's here. Mm-hmm. He's right there. Like they're they're gonna leave on the flight. Like I don't know. Like either, pretty either, like now. Probably. Either it's either it's the next day, or they or they just left, or something like that. I mean, it's really close. Yeah, it's really close. Um. And I guess the idea is that Widmore flew out um, because Ben called him and said that he was going to kill Penny. Um, uh, and uh, uh, and so, but oh, and he knew they he he knew he had sent him to Los Angeles. Yeah, right. He knew he had sent them there to to see her, and uh, and so he goes to check up or or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. um, but but I guess. It made me wonder if the potential is there. Uh, you know, it made me wonder, well, I guess I don't really know how much time has passed, but if it was possible that he could have known about um, about the 316 flight. Like, it just seems like he's so close. Um, yeah, like, he's talking um, to Hawking, who was the one who told him to 
to take 316. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you know, maybe a day after she did that. Like, it's, yeah. it, it just seems like he really shouldn't be out of the loop on that. Well, what is him knowing about 316, Gainus? I don't know. I just, I feel like he, he's, in general, I feel like he wants to get the island. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I feel like that's his goal. And, um, you know, if, if they're, if they're going back to the island, then, um, uh, I mean, I guess they didn't necessarily know about that, but if he wants to go back and she knows how to get back, like, I don't know. It just seems like he should, um, he should be able to, and and he should be doing more to try to be trying to 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 do that. I mean, it kind of seems like he's just not trying hard enough. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's about getting for Widmore. I don't think it's about getting back to the island because he could have been on the freighter if he was like, I just got to get me back to the island. Um, I I, well, I, I don't think, think he's yeah, more prepared. Uh, but I mean, I somebody like I feel like he should have had somebody on the plane. Well, but here's and maybe he did, but here's the thing. Uh, I think he's more invested in the you know impending war, and uh, you know whatever whatever's going on with that. Um, right, but I think the war, yeah. you know, the war is going to take place over the island, and yeah, and if and he I, can't I, find the island, then you know he's not going to be able to win the war for well, the island. No, but he, but he he doesn't have to be there to win the war. He needs John to be there to win the war, which is why he helped him get back there. I, I don't think I don't think Widmore. I mean, but I, from I his feel perspective, like, I guess I thought he was going to do more than that. Well, I mean, I guess I assumed he was he one of the come back to the island, and there weren't you know he wasn't just like a, a you know a, an outside party who was rooting for one of the sides that have nothing to do with him. Maybe that is what's going on, but I, I guess I had assumed that he actually was a participant in the war, and so... He is a participant in the war. He's sending his best warrior. He's the king who wants this war to be won. He's not going to necessarily fight it himself. No, I know, but, like, Locke, like, that's it? That's that's all he's going to do? Maybe that's all you need. I mean, I think, given who Locke is, that's probably all you need. I mean, if if the island is on Locke's side, I'll take island and the Locke versus anybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know. All right. Um, I mean, I, I think I mean, I think the evidence is there. I think if he really, but doesn't he want to, to get back at some point? I mean, isn't that the goal? I, I think uh, yes. I think getting back to the island at some point is something he would want. But I, I don't think, I don't think in his mind, like maybe he just knows it's a time and place, and that this war has to happen or it's coming, or he knows whatever information he knows about that. Um, and so if he gets back to the island before the war, then, you know, then that's not the way the thing is supposed to happen or, or, you know, it doesn't make any sense for what he wants, you know, uh, this, maybe the war has to take place and then, then he can sort of come back. Uh, and I think he's, he seems, you know, he's, I mean, he's definitely done a lot to try to find the island. Um, but, but that's the thing. He sent the freighter, um, with, with, with the people who were on that and, uh, you know, to sort of try to get Ben. I, I, I don't think he wants to be on the island with Ben, I, I guess. Um, that's yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I at the very least, I feel like he should want to know where the island is. Uh, yeah, he, Whitmore seems like a very patient guy. I, I don't know what's up with him. I, I think, yes, he would want to know where the island is. And, if, and I think he probably would want to ask Eloise, um, 
about 316, but I think he could have done this the whole time. He had her number in her address book. Yeah. And if he knows she's the one who can get back, and I mean, if all it took was going to the lamppost and, you know, yeah, looking up and, some and calculations. What does, that, what does that say about his search to find the island for 20 years? Like, if, mm-hmm. if he could have just called her up and she could just point, you know, to say, oh, well, you know, go here. Then why didn't he do that? You know, why? I maybe maybe it's he's been trying to find the island, but not necessarily get back there. I don't know. But he did find it. I mean, he sent the freighter, so. Yeah, yeah. He did find it. Just it just took it just took him a while, but I don't know. Do we even know how he found it? Hmm. It's the kind of question I would ask you. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I was just it just occurred to me. I was like, how did they find it? I know how Penny found it. But yeah. uh, they've 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 done a great deal to suggest that they're very separate entities. Didn't they like How did they find the island? It was something weird, I thought. I did they ever even say how they found the island? I I don't remember that. I I could just be forgetting, but well, I'm sure there was something Naomi made up <laughs> when she landed there and told people crap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, you're right. She told them something. You're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. She definitely yeah. told them something. She told something. Yeah. She had a lot of stories, Naomi. That Naomi, she did. Uh, <laughs> all in that wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always a wig. Yeah, because think, think about what Widmore did. I mean, he sent the freighter, uh, you know, with the science team. I mean, yes, he's got Kimi's team to get Ben. You know, that's the one one approach. But he also sends in, you know, got he's got Dan there, disables the Tempest. Um... You know, I mean, that's sort of very tactical. It's like you go in, you try to take down the opponent. You know, he's, 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 I think he's trying to lay the groundwork for his return. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to get things, set, uh, you know, set up and in, in the best interest of the island and all that. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah, at the very least, if I, if I thought he knew about it, I, I would feel better. But I guess since he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like, and, you know, sending Abaddon with Locke and having Abaddon get killed and then yeah. nothing more after promising to protect him and saying how important he was. And he gets killed by Ben. You know, Locke gets killed by well, Ben and his body gets taken away. I don't know away. what happened with that. I mean, I think Abaddon got killed and, and uh, and yeah, Ben Ben swooped in. I, I don't know why they didn't have more coverage. But, um, yeah, I don't think Widmore knew all was going to happen. I don't think he knew... Um, you know, Locke had to die to, uh, and he didn't know that that Locke had to die and all that to get back, and and the repercussions of three sixteen. Like he didn't really know that stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a. I guess now it's pretty clear what the relationship is between him and Hawking, though. Um, yeah. So, you know. At least that's um, 
at least that's sort of resolved. It's pretty weird to have him be Dan's dad, though. I I, I don't really know what to do with that, but I I find it really yeah, strange. It's. Uh, I'm curious to see, like, uh, you know, when Dan's born or something. Yeah, uh, I wonder if he was born on the island or not. Yeah. I think he, I think he could have been. Here's the thing. In fact, I, I wonder if he's alive when he walks into the camp. I don't really know. Uh, here, here's a couple of things where I think Dan's not on there. I, I really think if Widen, it's weird. I don't really know the relationship Widenmore and Ellie had when when Dan was little, but um, I, I think it'd be weird to have. Widmore being thrown off the island by Ben and having a kid around or something and being like, you know, because, I mean, now he's not being forced from the island and his family or something. That'd be weird. Um, I, I'm thinking Dan wasn't... I'm thinking Ellie and... But he, he must have, because there's no way Dan is not older than Alex. Here's my point. I'm thinking... Maybe, well, when was when was Winmore kicked off? What what that was like? Well, he said he spent twenty years looking for the island. So yeah, that that was an exaggeration though, because he was kicked out. Um, uh, uh, why did I think I knew when he was kicked out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> why don't you know now? <laughs> Um, so it was an exaggeration because well because it couldn't have been it just couldn't have been that long oh because it couldn't have been alright <laughs> that's like Look, Obama's here, a socialist why because he is Here, here's why it couldn't have been that long <laughs> wait what what <laughs> you know you ever seen you know when people say Obama's a socialist or uh, communist okay. or anything it's like why okay. why because he is. Okay. He, just, he just lowered taxes. But no, he's just so good. Yeah. Why? Because he is. How do you know? Because he is. Mm-hmm. No, 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 look. Here's, here's, here's my evidence. All right. Gather and surmise. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the purge. Uh, the purge happened, I think, um, I mean, I can do I can do even better than this, but whatever. The purge happened, I think, in 1992, maybe a little earlier. Um, certainly, uh, Alex's kidnapping happened roughly in 88 or 89. So anyway, we have all those time periods to work with. Those time periods where Ben was, sorry, where Widmore was there on the mm-hmm, island mm-hmm. still. So, you know, um, uh, 2004. Um, I mean, eight. I mean, seven. Uh, was when he said 20 years, and um, you know that uh, that that just isn't. I mean, so 87, 87 would so be. He's would off be by a couple years. years, maybe. Yeah, he's he's exaggerating a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good point. <laughs> so Aren't you glad anyway, we went through all that? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been about 20 years, so. Um, so <laughs> wow, I'm glad we still have time to get back there. Yeah. Ooh. So I'll yeah I'll say it's been about twenty years. Um, 
<laughs> so Dan is so okay. So Dan is um, you know what thirty late thirties something like that forties. Yeah. So what he's born in? Yeah, he uh, must have been born either on the island or or he must have been born on the island. I mean, what what other possibility is there? Um. Well, it depends. Um. Not only that. He must be alive at that point. He's got to be. I mean, I would imagine that if he is around, that you know he's um, he's with uh, you know he's in that camp where Eloise is. Right. That's or wherever the children are supposed to be. Maybe they're not there, but um. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to see. I didn't. I don't imagine Woodmore leaving the island, knowing he's got a son there and potentially a romantic interest. And you know, he doesn't mention it on his way out. Like, um, but maybe they leave at some point. That's the thing. We don't know when. Uh, when Hawking leaves. Yeah. Well, presumably she leaves when all the other mothers with children leave. So that's the question mark. Which is well, before the incident, hopefully. Um. Do you think that's going to include the others as well? Um, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't. Think I mean, Dan said Dan told Dan told uh, Chang to evacuate every man, woman, child on the island. Right. I mean, was it just Dharma that was going to be affected? Like, I guess know I about just didn't. I didn't think Chang was going to go to the hostiles and like try to evacuate them. Well, I don't. I, I don't think he was. I think that's why Dan went over there. <laughs> Presumably, Dan would have pleaded the same case. Hey, I'm gonna, you know, this incident's gonna happen. He, Dan was probably gonna tell them what Dharma was doing, tell them the danger. I mean, you know, plead the same case, basically. Okay. Yeah, Chang Chang, Chang wouldn't necessarily do that, but I think Dan was probably gonna. Go okay, that. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he won't now. <laughs> but he did. Yeah. So, so I mean, unless there's a. Another scene in the next episode where he isn't quite yeah. dead yet, and he tells him to evacuate. Or if Jack and Kate tell him, I you know, I mean, they've heard the story. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they can find out, and maybe that is the reason she leaves. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, no, I still think that's not right. Because they didn't show her being there. Um. Or did they? I don't think so. They didn't show her being there in that in that Alex bit, right? Uh it was just Widmore. Where, where, when? When when Ben kidnapped Alex. It was just Widmore, yeah. Yeah, they didn't they didn't show her there. So I I think you might be right. I was I, I also I had an idea of how I thought I had another idea of how uh, Dan could be the clever fellow still. Oh, no. But it, it still doesn't work. Okay. Because I was thinking, oh, I get it. They leave before they leave before the incident, and, you know, and then, you know, Hawking can never get back to the island, and so she and Dan create the lamppost. But then I'm like, oh, wait, they came from the island. They already found it. Dharma's already there. It still doesn't work. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. 
Oh, here's, really, a, here's, a, here's another thing. We did see Dan in the real world, what, like nine years old or something? So yeah, that's true. That gives, us, that gives us a time frame oh, of how long point. he was there. Good point, yeah. Yeah, pointing at the obvious here. You're right. I think, okay, you you win. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I definitely think that she leaves really soon, and that's it. Yeah. Because yeah, totally. the, the age she and was it's the same in that scene is very, yeah, exactly. Same actress for that time period. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Boom. All right. Boom. Case closed. We solved it. I, the, the, the block I was having was... Uh, the 20 years. <laughs> um, well, there was a hat, and then also... Uh, I just didn't think the hostiles would be included in this evacuation. I, mm-hmm. I still find it hard to imagine they're going to just, like, let her come along. I don't quite know how she's going to leave, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like she's going to be able to just, like, hop on the subway. I mean, <laughs> submarine. She definitely would not be able to hop on the subway. <laughs> uh, uh. But I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. But, yeah, she leaves. And that's, that's well, okay. Anyway, you're right. All right, well. So, um, anything else here's about a, Oh. Here's a thing to maybe throw a wrench in this idea of the women leaving with children idea. Okay. What about what about Ethan? Oops. I guess he doesn't. He sticks around. He does. Yeah. Apparently. So oh well, I guess, Horace and Amy don't leave then. I mean, maybe obviously Horace doesn't. But maybe yeah. Amy doesn't. Amy doesn't leave. She's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by my Horace. <laughs> uh. That's Amy for you. That's Amy. She always sticks by her Horace. (laughs) Yeah. Ethan Ethan is still weird to me. Um, But whatever. I'll uh, let that pass. But yeah, that is is weird. Certainly everybody doesn't leave. I mean, Ben doesn't leave. Yeah. Yeah. so, uh, of course, he might not get the chance because he might not even be around. Of course, if the hostiles have an evacuation, then for Kit, like, he would presumably be included in that, you know, if they are if they evacuate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I just, I just you know, assume they, I don't know. If she has to leave. She has to leave. So that, She's got to go. She got, you got to go, honey. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Uh, it's a little weird to me, um, you know, or I was going to say that the sub only has so much room, so, you know, not everyone can go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry, Ben. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, dear. Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star eight. I did. Thank you. I don't. I don't think Ben would want to go. Yeah, he wouldn't want to go anyway. Um, so that would probably help. Ethan, I don't think he's gonna have an opinion because he's a baby. Oh, 
babies don't so you have think babies, babies don't have opinion, huh? No. Wow. Everybody knows that. You're a babyist. <laughs> I'm a babyist? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 <laughs> See, you just proved it. So, yeah, okay. So, next thing? Uh, oh, did we talk about this team? I don't know. Did we? I love uh, when when you know Miss Hawking's like enigmatic slap. I don't really get why she slapped. <laughs> I don't know if that was like you were never in his life kind of a slap. Like you know, I raised him alone, and and he's not you know he's not your. How dare you say he's your son? Or I didn't really know what we were getting yeah. at. Yeah, I think that's it. Is that is that it? Yeah. Yeah, you you uh you don't have the right to uh to claim uh credit for sacrifice. Um uh because because you didn't really have any involvement in his life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that Or is. or was it you weren't the one who had to go tell him to leave to go get killed by you? Like not so much as yeah, he's your son, yeah. but but more so as I'm the one who is doing this bad stuff. Right. Yeah, that too. That too. A little that, a little that too. We'll sprinkle right. a little that on top. Put yeah. that on top. Put that Definitely. on top. Maybe simmer a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe put the cover on. You know, a little bit. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, there's a lot, lot going on in that slap. That's good. Slap. Subtext. Yeah. There's a lot of subtext in that. You can't slap. be a slap for, uh, for good drama. No. It's really a potent thing. Because it's, it's short of, like, a punch in the face, which would just sort of ruin things. Yeah. Um, but it's still effective. Definitely. And, you know, you're not slapped that often. So when, when you are slapped, it's like, what? I just got slapped. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, you know, it's been a long time since I've been slapped in the face. <laughs> um. I would agree. It's been a very long time since I was slapped in the face. <laughs> When's the last time you've been slapped? <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking about how often that's happened. Like, I've definitely been slapped in the face a few times, but uh, it's been a very long time. Um, how many times when you didn't ask for it? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, ouch. I would say um, zero times. I don't think I ever asked for it. But, All right. Uh, uh, but maybe in some cases I encouraged it in some way, but uh, <laughs> certainly didn't ask for it. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, yeah. So well, Desmond's all right. Good for him. Um, wow, what a lackluster scene that was, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, all I kept thinking about when Desmond was on screen was like the sexual harassment suit that's against. The actor right now. Oh. I'm just like, watch out, Penny. He's going to grab your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You thought about that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. 
But you know what? It's alleged. Who knows if he did it, right? Only it him is. and the lady know. I'm sorry. So. I can't allow that. I can't allow that. Nothing is alleged. Everything has been proven. These are facts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry. Had to do that. Thank you. Um, uh, I, um, I agree. Innocent until proven guilty. That's what I say. I don't yeah. know. It's this crazy idea I have. Yeah. Yeah. Call fa- fair justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I know. No one, you know, everyone, everyone thinks it's crazy and it'll never work. But yeah, I believe in it anyway. What do they have in other countries? I oh I don't oh I don't even. I mean, want is to there really that. a country where like? You're guilty till proven innocent. Uh, all of them. All of them. All of them. They're I would imagine. Like yeah. 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 They just they just lock you up immediately. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you're charged with anything, you're done. Yeah. Boom. And that's why the colonists left for America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. They to know bring how to do it the right way. To bring to bring politics and justice to the Indians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There yeah. it is. That's what I learned in history class. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, um uh Yes, that's that's what we all learned. Um uh yeah, that thing is uh is weird, but uh I have to say that Desmond's story ever since he um Ever since he reunited with Penny, I think has lost all of its inertia. I I, mm-hmm. I really feel that um, you know that that he's just stagnating at this point. Like the, you know he's just so settled in, and he's exactly where he wants to be. And you mean he's happy? Yeah. And he doesn't have conflict in his life. Exactly. Yeah. That's... And it's just really boring. Yeah. You know, and so I just. You know, there there doesn't seem to be anything for him to contribute right now. You know what? He deserves it. He's been through a lot. That whole family has. Yeah. Bless their, bless their beautiful child. Oh. Um, little Charlie. Little Charlie. I wish someone would make a bigger deal about that. <laughs> I want someone who knew Charlie. I want, like, Hurley to meet little Charlie and, like, really get something out of that. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really lost on most people. It is, yeah. No one gets it. No one gets it. Like, why would you name him after your dad? Like, no. Not Charles Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A strange thing that Lostpedia pointed out is that since Whitmore is Dan's dad, that makes him Penny's half-brother and... And um, oh well, uh, and and like Desmond's brother-in-law and and Charlie's uncle. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, he just got like family. a slew of relations. Yeah, because of that one thing. Yeah. Um, like that's just weird. I I don't know. I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that. And you're saying that about this show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's where I draw the line, right there. The line. So the time traveling and <laughs> blowing up of nuclear bombs. All, all and, good. All fine. No problem. And, and like, yeah, okay. No problems. Well, then I agree with you. That's just too crazy. 
How dare they? <laughs> Dan is related to Penny. Stop right there, buddy. Mm-mm-mm. I can only take so much. Um, I had a yeah. line, and you crossed it. I got to tell you, I'm waiting to find out who Richard's parents are. Oh, God. Do you think Richard has children. parents? I think on this show, yes. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Everybody <laughs> has parents eventually. <laughs> yes. Everyone has parents eventually. Oh, Richard. Richard, Richard, Richard. So speaking of Richard, you ready for the next scene? I'm so ready. All right. Jack, Kate, and Dan are walking. Kay says that Dan's idea is insane. Jack is getting used to insane. They arrive at the hostiles' camp. Dan says, wish me luck, and walks alone with a gun into the camp. Dan says, nobody move. I only want to speak to Eloise. Most of them stand there with their hands up. Richard says from behind that she's not here right now. Dan points his gun at Richard and asks where the bomb is. Richard tells him to put the gun down. Dan says, I'm going to give you three seconds and counts one, two, and then a single gunshot rings out. Dan has been shot from behind by Eloise. Dan tells Eloise that she always knew this was going to happen, and she sent him here anyway. Eloise says, who are you? Dan says, I'm your son, and dies. Lost. Nice. That's it. Boom. Boom. That's the real ending. That's the final real ending for realsies, y'all. <laughs> yeah. 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 A hundred lost endings. <laughs> yes. So many. So, um, uh, yeah, so Richard's got his coffee. Uh, yeah. Why does Richard say she's not there? I I really think it was a contrivance that she was out on an errand and she was just coming back and and walked into the scene that that she ends up finding you know Dan with the gun on. Oh, Richard. so you don't think he's lying? I don't think he was lying. I think she was she was just away and she had just come back. I see. Okay. She pro- okay. if if if. <laughs> Since this is lost, I'm gonna assume she was she was probably away, like checking on Dan or something somewhere, checking on little Dan, you know, something. Oh man! Oh uh, god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I yeah, like I said before, I don't know why Dan is so you know, gung-ho about this gun business in Richard's face. Um, yeah. I do have to say, I, I thought something else was going to happen, like um, when he's counting down and, and Richard's like, you know, don't do this. I'm thinking, you know, either A, he's going to shoot, and then Richard's head is going to, like, explode and then reform. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Or, like, Smokey's going to come out and stop this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I thought he was going to, like, test Richard to the point of we're going to get some crazy Richard power. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. 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 No, no, no. Wasn't Richard's just having was. coffee. He's just having coffee, man. He's not He's not displaying any crazy powers today. Now, that's for season six. <laughs> right. 
when we find out that he's actually, uh, I don't know. Smokey, Smokey's dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I said it. Can't wait for the Smokey flashback where we see... Uh, exactly. It, him as a smaller cloud. <laughs> Playing the piano. Maybe a little cleaner. <laughs> Playing the piano. And you can't get it right. <laughs> I cannot get chopsticks. You don't have any time for this. <laughs> I can make time. I'm a smoke monster. <laughs> If only you could, cough, cough. If only you could. Because <laughs> there's smoke in there. Right. Yeah, I get it. Thank you, though, for uh, explaining. Hey, that was for the people in the back. Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely get it now. Um, I do that in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so you do you think Dan's dead? Because I do. I mean, do I think that he's going to die? Yes. Do I think we might see one more scene with him next episode? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll certainly buy that. Um, yeah. Certainly, if uh, if the uh, next week on Lost thing uh, shows him, then uh, then then that's definitely true. But even in general, uh, I could see. You know, I mean, they did that with. Um, you know, with Libby, uh, when mm-hmm. she got shot, you know, I mean, she had another, uh, another yeah. a, a, a while before she actually died. <laughs> she really hung in there. Yeah, she was able to <laughs> spit out uh, Michael's name uh, mm-hmm. to no avail at all before she No, died. no, um, she tried, though. I don't even think anyone ever realized on screen that, um, that that's what she was trying to say. Um. I always thought it was going to happen at some point, but uh, not really. I mean, yeah, they realized he did it eventually, but because by I don't the time anybody... that could have come in handy, they already knew. So yeah, it was too late. She she, she needs to say more than just Michael. Yeah, yeah, but you know, she was sort of dying. So. Yeah, I guess it wasn't her fault. Yeah, yeah, she she tried to say something. Anyway, I could definitely see. A scene like that in the next episode where we where he says whatever and then dies. But I do think he's dead, like, very yeah. soon. Yeah. I think he, he maybe needs to say, uh, you know, what they need to do or give them a final direction or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, but it's, it's too bad because uh, he was a good character and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know... I don't know. Some of these other people, I think, are trade for him at this point. <laughs> you know, I think Dan is probably the best, uh, you know, mo- uh, recent new character. Um, mm-hmm. You know, definitely best of the freighter group. Yeah. Um, you know, there were a lot of good characters from the freighter group, but... Um, yeah, they were pretty good overall. Yeah. yeah, for as many characters as there were, there were a lot of good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but Dan was uh, pretty awesome right off the bat. I mean, it didn't hurt that he was a guy who could give us answers to questions no one had been asking. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that was a big plus. But um, he never really did a lot of science on the island like we thought he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you know he's got this whole thing with what he learned about Dharma, so that obviously became the focus. 
Yeah. Um, Daniel Faraday, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good run. It's I don't know. It's too bad he yeah. won't be here for uh, for season six. Uh, hey, you ever heard of apparitions? <laughs> yes, I have. All right. And yeah, yeah, he might show up like that. I could definitely see that. But uh, still, it's uh, it's gonna be weird not having him around. They're gonna have to deal with a lot of problems and uh, not have his uh, expert advice. Yeah, well, you know, they made it this far. Yeah, they did. They did. They'll, they'll manage. I guess they will. Yeah. I no, guess it was they nice. Will. It was nice having Dan around. Yeah, yeah. That's one quite I, ready for him to be dead. I don't know. You know what? I didn't. I don't think anyone expected him to come back to die. And yeah. It was kind of what they did. Like they did with Michael. It's like, hey, he's back now. He can die. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it seems it seems like he just got back, which he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. And we were like, yeah, here's some more good Dan times to come in, but uh, no, it wasn't more yeah. Dan time coming. I thought it'd be more than just the next episode. Yeah. For the for the good Dan times, as you put it. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, DDT. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, yeah. So uh, I have to say, I'm gonna have to watch the next week on Lost now, because uh, I'm really curious about what that's gonna show. <laughs> it's not much. I've not got much. like so much in my mind about what might be there. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm gonna do. All right. Pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You, anything else about this? Uh, um, you know, a little surprised Richard didn't, you know, no, notice Faraday from earlier. A guy tells you to bury a bomb, you know, and then vanishes. You think you might remember, but... Uh, he does say, do I know you? Yeah, he says that. Do you want to count that? Uh, not really. But Dan says it doesn't matter. He says that to everybody, doesn't he? <laughs> kind of seems like it. But he does <laughs> know met, everybody. Do I know you? Yeah, he does. He just doesn't remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder. It's going to be weird when we find out what Richard's story is. Didn't we see a scene like this before with the others? Where somebody shot somebody, and it was like, he had a gun on you. Um, I remember making that up. That sounds familiar. He had a gun on you? Oh. Like, he wasn't going to shoot, but then, they, you know, someone else, like, shot them. Uh, that sounds really familiar, but I can't think of anything like that. Um... See what else is there. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Uh, closest thing I can think of is when uh, Sawyer shot Tom. Uh, 
When was that? At the end of um, season three. Alright. He shoots Tom on the beach. You know, after they um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole uh the whole storming the beach. After, yeah, after they rescue the uh the, the team that uh that stayed behind to to trigger the dynamite. Um for when the others came. Ah uh, yes. The good old days. To yeah. <laughs> When things were simpler. Yeah. Very Mass simple. murder on the beach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he uh he shoots Tom and Hurley says, uh, but he said he surrendered and Sawyer says I didn't believe him. Yeah. That's that's the closest thing that came to mind. Yeah, I, it was something with I don't remember, but it was something that's similar where someone had a gun pointed at someone else and then a third party comes in and Shoots and is like he wasn't gonna shoot me, you know. But mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Who are you? <laughs> oh, Eloise! Oh, Eloise! Yeah. I think we need a backstory on her. Yeah, she's got all kinds of shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. She's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much they've had her do. She's doing everything. Like, this episode, in a way, was, you know, had a lot, was a lot about her as well Mm -hmm. as Dan. It was about dun 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 their relationship. <laughs> right, right. Because like we sort of got scenes that were just about her and not about Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they sort of tied into the Desmond story, so it wasn't really like it was flashbacks for her. But I don't know. Why did she even come? Like, why did she feel the need to apologize for Ben shooting Desmond? <laughs> Or as she put it, you know, Dan getting Desmond in that situation. That was that was weird. I was just thinking about that whole thing. It's, I think that's weird that she actually did that. But she got to talk to Whitmore, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I... Uh, I don't know how much she knew about all that, but... You know, Dan told Desmond to go find her, and that's what led him there. And you know, that's the reason that uh, that he was in the area, and Ben got the opportunity to do what he did. So, so in a sense, um, you know, uh, I well, I think that's what she's apologizing for. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's sort of working with Ben. <laughs> she apologized for that, too. Well, yeah. If, uh, you know, if it wasn't that flight, then Ben wouldn't be pressed to go do it then, and all kinds of crap, but um, it's, yeah, it's just weird to me that, 
And and she got there pretty quick. I mean, I guess Desmond's recovering at this point, but uh, I don't. How did she even find out? That's a that's a mystery, I guess. Find out about what? About Desmond being shot. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I have no idea. She just like she just like shows up, and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like, yikes. It is weird that she was willing to let Ben go along with all that. I really wonder what she wanted to happen. With what? With that whole subplot of getting them back on the island. What she wanted to happen? Yeah. I'm assuming she wanted them to go back to the island, not in the past. But maybe she knew they were supposed to go back to the past. But, like, what for, you know... What, uh, oh, oh! The big reason that they keep saying, like, you know, God help us all if you don't get them all back yeah. on the island and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that's still in the air about what was going to happen if they didn't go back. I mean, for the people on the island, they were going to die, and or really not really. It was really just <laughs> turning the wheel. Uh, but uh, that was sort of related, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing that, you know, Hawking and Jill at the butcher shop and all these people were trying to, you know, do to get them back, I don't, yeah, I still, we still don't know why. Yeah, yeah, and... Well, oh, well... Did she not mind, like... I guess they weren't supposed to leave, right? Wasn't that the big thing? That's it? Is that the reason? Well, yeah, I guess that's supposed to be the reason. But she didn't mind, like, Ben going along and being a part of all that. I mean... Yeah, she seemed... I don't know what... I mean, she seems to know Ben and have an opinion about him, but uh, it, it seemed like he was part of their whole thing, you know, of... Uh, you know, I mean, even Jill. Like, why is why is anyone taking orders from Ben? You know, in general. Um, you know, it seems like there's all these people who are doing trying to, you know, on the same agenda. But yeah, it was weird that Ben was around involved. Um, but I mean, what else is she gonna do? Tell Ben no. No, not for you. Sorry. I guess not. Although. She was initially only working with Ben. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. She's the one who told him to go round up everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so, like he just, you know, came along. Like, yeah, he, I, I don't know what she thinks in terms of the fact that he's off the island. He was and the instigator. She, and why should not... Should he be going back? And Why not have Widmore do all that? Widmore... Like, is Widmore not in any way invested in that project? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, he... he... I, it seems like Widmore... I mean, maybe... I don't know. I don't know. There's some divide between Eloise and Widmore. Uh, no, he was. He was, because he... He's, uh, Locke was supposed to go talk him into going back, and... and and that, well, he's definitely yeah interested in that, but but yeah, it was different ways to handle it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because Widmore didn't, 
Winmore uh, told him about hockey. Oh, that's right. He said you have to go to her anyway, yeah. Yeah, but he just never did. He was just going to kill himself before he even went. And he happened to mention it to Ben, and so then he goes. I guess that's what the story is. Here's the thing. Yeah, I just thought about that. If 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 Locke would have killed himself, even if that convinced Jack to, you know, go on the, you know, to get everyone else to go back, like, they wouldn't have known about the Hawking thing. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point, was that Ben heard him say that, and then Ben went and did it. You know, Ben basically... But was he already working with Hawking before that or not? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. So he basically shows up on the door and is like, Hey, Eloise, I need you to help, us to help us to get back. And, you know, in another world, that would have been Locke coming to say that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so if Whitmore mentions... If he's the one who tells Locke... Um, about her, someone to go to um, about this situation of getting these people back. Yeah, Winmore should really know. Winmore should really know what's going on. I, I, I now, now that I get a picture of what's, what's, uh, what the events were, I, I really think he should know that they did that. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't change anything that he knows. But I just, I, I at this point, I, I think he ought to know. Yeah, I mean, if, if. I think someone's got to tell him, though. So, I mean, if Eloise tells him or something, or if, you know, maybe he's the one who convinces Hurley to go or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he should have followed up on the lock thing as well. Yeah. Um, which might have been hard to do, but... Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe he just... He had no idea. It just seems like he's just extremely close to knowing everything. And uh and if he doesn't it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I care so much about why what Widmore knows, but <laughs> I do. Well, you got to care about something. Yeah. I you know what I care about? <laughs> what? <laughs> You don't seem happy to hear this. I'm just guessing it's one of your signature segues. I care about a hundred things. Oh, really? A hundred TV hours of Lost. Mm. Been a good ride. Oh, yeah. Here's to a hundred more. Here's to a hundred more, but they won't reach it. Right. Um, all right, well, anything else before we wrap this baby up? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've uh, covered this one. We've exhausted thoroughly. all of our resources here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, good episode, yeah. I enjoyed good it. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens with this other shit at the end of the season. Uh, hydrogen bombs may explode. Mhm, mhm. And uh, other interesting things. Yeah, incidents may occur. <laughs> incidents on and off of remote <laughs> islands. <laughs> oh man! 
they used that for a title, that'd be crazy. That would be awesome. <laughs> Who's going to be Moonface? No one knows. No Moonface. <laughs> oh, God. Rosinski's Moonface. Rosinski. Moonface. He's, you know, I give up on him. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I give up. What do you mean, we'll see? You said you give up. I give up, but we'll see. I'm All right. Saying, you know. Give up for now? Pretty much. All right. That's Pretty not really much. giving up, then. That's taking a break. All I'm saying is, <laughs> if he gets good, I'm willing to accept it, but I'm not I'm not going to hold my breath. All right. That would be bad for most things, unless you're underwater. <sighs> Thing. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week with, uh, I guess, the 101st episode, which... Uh, yeah, the big one. I guess, I guess if it was a Dalmatian, it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not, so no one cares. Oh, it's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> there, There isn't anything that you can have 101 of, and it'd be interesting, but Dalmatians? I, I mean, I guess not. I mean, it seems like... Once you get to 100, you're like, oh, wow, I've got 100 of this thing. Mm -hmm. And you get 101, and it's like, who cares? But Mm -hmm. if it's a Dalmatian, you're like, aha. Perfect. Perfect. 100 Ah. wasn't enough. I got 100, but I just felt that there was something missing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then that 101st Dalmatian. Ah, that's what I was looking for. Ah. A hundred and one reasons to sneeze. Because I have allergies. Right, thank you. <laughs> that was the uh, the dad in the... I don't know. That was someone. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Oh, that was a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks and namaste. <laughs> Namaste, good luck.